don't such a stop. Debbie Downer, Dave. <laughs> Once you start it, you can't stop. Oh my God, Mitch! Did you just? How many times did you press that button? That red button? Uh, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I forgot to get whiskey. It's going to be a back. problem picking right. the right one. Uh, yeah, it'll be the so big one. You you know how this works. So now you just put that thing far away. Far away from you, so you well, put it down it in the corner. Just has to not be highlighted. See, and that'll be that'll be it. If it's staring though, I have it's something about the, the xing out. I, I several times I have done that where I'm just like boom. I just have this urge and I press it and I'm like oh I just canceled uh, out yeah. my sound. Well, you you run on a Mac or an iPad or something, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I run off a Mac. Weird. I just grabbed the bottle. Yeah, I, I I grabbed a bottle of wine. So, <laughs> a bottle I, of wine. I actually I actually almost I basically shoplifted out of my own liquor cabinet because my wife was kind of like I, I've had a couple beers already today, and my wife was like I was like I could just get poured a glass of wine or I don't I did I just stopped short of the shoving it down my pants and walking out to the game room. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> I, I'll sometimes you know put 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 some body in in the way of whatever I'm carrying. No, just in case. No, I, I did the move that I do when I'm trying to get a package into the house without my wife knowing mm-hmm. that it's been intercepted. I'll do the, Hey, what's up? <laughs> on the other side of me. Isn't it, isn't it funny that we feel the need to hide that shit? Not the uh, packages. That's okay. That's legitimate. But the, you know, the beer bottle that you bring up from the beer fridge in the garage. Well, maybe if uh, there wasn't so much stink eye and eyeball, in this, we wouldn't have to worry about this, you know, <laughs> so judgy. So judgy. And it's always like, and then Sunday morning, like, why do you feel like shit? I don't, I don't know. I've only, I've I feel only like embarrassed I'm coming down you, with something. I've only embarrassed you at least a dozen times at social events. We had to drive me home because I was making an idiot of myself. <laughs> I mean, like, why, why is that left scars? I don't understand. <laughs> it's like there's history there or something. All right. So I, are we ready to get started? I think, I think we're ready so. To go. I think, I think most of us have been pretty much worked on this all day long so i think, we're I think so think yeah. going on. Oh, shit, i thought we were already done Game on. Yeah, that's it. nope advanced after combat so this is the advanced after combat podcast it's a podcast about war gaming um that's it man uh we talk about war gaming my name is dave uh this this podcast is also brought to you by my bromance partner, Jason. Hello. And a mystery host that we bring off of our BGG guild every, and we don't bring them. They're selected by a careful combination of an oracle and an algorithm. And uh, this episode's guest host is Mitchell. Welcome. I think the oracle must Welcome be back. Right. Let's repeat. Like maybe it's stuck. Maybe the needle got stuck. <laughs> right. The random number generator went wrong. So it's, it's the so, vassal die roll, Mono. The vassal yes, die roll. Yes. It's, it's stuck. So, so there has been a lot of uh, uh, there's there's been a couple articles written. I guess there was an article written, I think, by Starkweather about the grain of the hobby. And there's there's always every year this kind of moaning that goes on about how our hobbies, the hobby of wargaming is graying and uh, uh, why can't we get younger gamers interested and it's a problem and we're all getting old. Um, I would say that uh, in the past month or so, uh, I've uh, interacted with young wargamers and by young, prob- I'd say 30s probably, 
Like I think Wit. How old do you think Wit is, Jason? He's probably in his thirties. Yeah, I don't know. He looks just like yeah, Aaron he's, Rogers. He's Aaron Rogers. Like basically. Oh, nice. I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers, That's, basically. I, I, uh, I, I might have found a new man crush. And uh, Jonathan, uh, his his n- nephew, I think it's or they might be cousins. I'm not sure what the relationship is. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jed, he looks like he's in his late twenties, and so so I would I would counter those uh, those complaints about the grain of the hobby with um, Arbery on Mac backdoor. Yeah, we we see. Yeah, we seem to be doing very well uh, getting guys interested in the hobby or, or interacting with with young guys who are interested in wargaming. Um, but it seems like the guys who complain the most about this are the people who can't. Yeah, isn't that weird? They don't know what, how to bring so, these guys in. Isn't, isn't so, that weird? so here's an interesting. I got an I got a BGG mail from a guy the other day. <clears throat> I mean, and this was I don't know several pages of like regular email text, right? analyzing the changes that are going to come in the U S army and the U S air force and all this. And then at the very end, I'm a junior in high school and blah, blah. I'm like, Holy, Holy cow. Shit. Oh, nice. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Mitch, for you, the funniest thing I've seen is, uh, since, uh, Jeff, uh, with HGN games did medieval, uh, apparently, I don't know if he realized that for the rest of his life, he was going to be answering rules questions about medieval <laughs> on BGG. Like, like, like Mitch designed next war Korea, like so long ago. And it, like, yep. it's still, it still is something that requires daily attention. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's one of those hidden things that you don't really think about when you're doing it, but then after the fact, well, so not every designer is like that. Most of them are right. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but most no, of them are, but, no, but, but a lot That's of them nice. just don't think about it. Right. That's right. Um, that it's it's not a one and done and you can just let it go and well I've, about it. I've seen it with at any cost mets where herman basically designed that one and now he's on other designs and he's probably working on those games yet every time a guy buys the game he has questions <laughs> right. and it starts a whole new cycle of a new guy learning the game that you have yep. to then respond to because they come to it late and, and i get it nobody wants to read through all those freaking questions on bgg or consum world it's probably already been answered five times right but it's just it is what it is. But. Yeah, so so it's funny because when I admit you're very patient, and I appreciate it because no, I subscribe Mi- still to oh. Silver Bayonet, and some of the stuff that comes up, it's like, oh, guys, I'm not <laughs> I, like I'm not I the think, sharpest tool in the yeah. shed, but oh come on, but you're 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 very loving. Do yeah. do they well, ask I if my venting for Ralph? Do they ask if hex hex movement has to be into adjacent hexes, or is it? <laughs> skip? Can you save your movement points from turn to turn? Right. That used to always be the the Avalon Hill rules. Like these are the things you cannot right. do. Right. <laughs> hey, dumbass. No, but like, uh, so in our root game, uh, I'm playing root with uh, Medicine Man, uh, John, Jonathan, and uh, his cousin jed uh but jed's a young guy and he's like yeah i like it I, he goes I, i'm out in iowa i don't have anybody to play with really these types of games and it, uh is he the, I, is that the dude that just joined he's the one yes. who's like okay okay yeah i yeah, know all right sorry continue no he's a regular kid went to uh college played football in college uh down in missouri wow. like likes war games his his uh uncle Maybe cousin, not sure. This is the Midwest. It all gets blurred, right? Uncles and cousins. <laughs> same, and, same, same but uh, it, it, I know I'm going to hear about this later. I'm going to hear about this later. But uh, but yeah, so he's like into this kind of stuff. But he was like, hey, but it's cool. You guys are like drinking and playing games. And these are exactly the things that like the traditional grog tarts get mad at us about, like the drinking and the gaming. And they just don't get it. That, that's yeah. what's the yeah, attraction. Right. Well, they, they forget that at, 
at, at its base, it's a social construct. <laughs> and it's supposed well, to be fun. Fun! Go figure. Yeah, it's shocking that some of them would not pick up on the social part of it, but that's having met them, I understand maybe why. <laughs> We've been to Concept World Expo. Having seen the latest OS uh, video ups and downs where videos were posted and then videos were Seriously. torn down again. No, I get saw you were out. on that, yeah. So it's it's the same patterns. We've seen, once you've been in the, the, following this industry for about five, six years, you start to see the same patterns over and over again. But that's it. So the hobby's not graying. Uh, mm -hmm. if, you, if you think the hobby's graying, it might mean that you're not cool enough to hang out with the young guys. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you're, well, not, you're not cool like enough everything to hang else. out with you. Of course, right. Of course it's graying, right? But that doesn't mean it's not renewing itself, right? right. Or the problem is you're graying. Well, that's I've been that way for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's <just> already graying. <laughs> I, uh, I inherited that from my mom. I told you it was all my mom's fault. It is. It is. Uh, and and my, my daughter also found the podcast quiz from last last uh, episode. And she, oh, she, no. she went to my, my wife and she goes, um, there's a lot of curse words on this podcast quiz. <laughs> and she's like, does daddy oh, say those words? Funny. And so my wife was like, um, well, when guys get together, they sometimes say things. <laughs> Should have to talk. Right. So that was it. We got over it. So it was so because of course she's not allowed to speak like that. Mm -hmm. I don't speak like that in front of her. But Brax, I did. I told my wife. I said, "Well, they, I think they go to public school." Come on. I, I said the guy who made the the pod the podcast quiz. I think he's like might have been a pastor at one point or another. Like he, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think I think he I think he like marries people. Like so, <laughs> whatever you know. My uh, my seventeen year old. You know, we let her swear because she's basically an adult. And so my 12 year old's trying to like start crossing that boundary and like, no, 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 no. First of all, you're doing it wrong and you're not oh. there yet. You haven't heard is he of mix, that, right? Is he mixing up his body parts? <laughs> well, I mean, just the way he does it, like it, it's really forced. I mean, he's 12, right? Like, and, but the, my 17 year old man, she loves dropping a, dropping a shit casually in front of oh, her parents. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know so, that that's ever going to be okay in my house. Well, so. so I have I have all adult children. It's like they just figured it out, you know. So when they all come back from school or whatever, we're around the dinner table, and all of a sudden, all these fucks are dropping and shit. And God damn it! And I'm like, it's like they're feeling it out. They're like, yeah, because they'll say Testing it, the and they'll yeah, right. So they'll and then they'll like slyly look over at me, like, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna come out of his you know gourd? <laughs> I'm like. You're 19, you're, you're whatever. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you want to do, you can test it out. It's like it's like a new word for them, you know. Well, I don't think we talk like that at like in our house normally. Like no. even my wife and oh, I, when Lord we're talking, we don't we don't use it a lot. But oh, you're, no, you you should sure. hear my wife and I without kids around. It's it's oh, special. Really? Oh yeah. yeah, it's a, it's unusual for me to like with my wife be like that's fucking bullshit. Like my wife is like, oh yeah, oh. like she's surprised. <laughs> just said, oh, <laughs> no, that's, that's the opposite for us. That that's I mean I like that's the running joke is they all learned it from her. <laughs> oh yeah, well they learn it watching my wife drive. That's basically <laughs> exactly. The time they learn yes. it. <laughs> exactly. Like mom, they'd come home. Dad, mom was yelling at a driver and she said. Bip, 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 bip. Well, uh, it's like. Uh, I, I had this happen where I came home from work and my wife was like, I've been trying to get this thing loaded on your, on Ava's uh, phone so she can get her grades. I can't find the password for her Apple ID. So then 
Uh, she's like, I've been doing it for three hours. I'm like, is it on our one password, password saver? She's like, it's not there. I checked it. So of course I go into the room and I press it and immediately point to the, the password. I'm like, oh, there it is right there. Like two seconds. Look at <laughs> right. So then she's pissed. So I go and sit down on the couch and then uh, my youngest comes back five minutes later. And she goes, daddy, mommy really needs your help. I think I'm like, what? She goes, no, no, you need to go help mommy. She just said, you won't get off your ASS off oh. the couch. <laughs> <laughs> So I, was like, oh. I was like, oh, shit, I think I better get back there and see what's Whoops. going on. So that's as bad as we get at this point, but we're not racy like Jason's family. I know. We're, you should hear my wife and I talk. It's, it's, it, it makes sailors proud. Nice. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, because I was in the Navy for a while, but, the, you know, they were always like, how come you don't cuss? I'm like, well, I just don't feel the need unless it's important. So that's when they knew. That something was wrong because that's when they heard me cuss is when they screwed up right? <laughs> oh, yeah. right that's good that's good it means more that's right so uh so mitch is a, a designer of war games uh mitch and, do you um, want to bloviate at all about your achievements in the war gaming industry um <laughs> mitch, mitch, is, mitch has uh designed the next war series all the games in the next war series uh silver bayonet uh what else mm-hmm. Am I missing anything so far? I mean, that's a couple it? scenarios for other oh, that doesn't seem like it like doesn't seem like that big of a deal. That's funny. <laughs> but they're all not big, that, not big that deal game. It, and I mean, honestly, you know, whatever. It, it really isn't that big of a deal. But <clears throat> the exciting news is we're working on the next War Korea reprint. I just I already got the maps, the new maps back, which there's not a big change on there. Really, we're just marking some stuff up to bring it up to the new specs, right? But they'll be working on the counters and all the rules and everything soon so that's kind of cool and then the supplement will be coming out and then we're going to turn our attention to next war vietnam so nice, very nice yeah nice scam mitch so basically you're going to be able to roll out a next war korea game every five years and be like oh stuff's changed so this exactly. is the latest I mean, one. Shit, your old shit. next war korea is not worth anything now buy the new one <laughs> <laughs> whoops look at that the, the cycle should really be every four years right as it matches with our, who our president is, yeah. it's going to go up. Right. They've well, added so the 10 fun, nukes. So We've added 10 that, nukes. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, like, one of the rules in there was, you know, one of the optional rules is you could you could fiddle with the efficiency rating because, I mean, for the last 15, 18 years, we've been focused on coin, right, counterinsurgency stuff. Well, now, Is that root? Is that root? Yeah. Root or coin? That's not yeah, root. No, no. No, root's not coin. How dare you? It's children's okay. coin. Okay, that's right. Um, there you go. But, uh, uh, shit. Dave, you made me lose my train. No, efficiency, oh, efficiency. Yeah, efficiency yeah. rating. Um, But just, and I think I posted somewhere, but so the Army is finally saying, hey, you know what? We're starting to get back into great power competition. We might need to, like, not know yeah. how to do coin. We might actually need to know how to do major tank battles. Conventional right so warfare. Right. So now they're kind of, they're, they're correcting the, and this is what happens every time, right? You get involved, and that's what your training is all about and all that kind of stuff. But at least they're thinking about it before it happens, not after it happens. Well, God forbid it actually happens, but, you know. Right. Like. Need need for armored units and stuff like that. Right. Well, and, and and the command and control structures around how do you how do you get three BCTs to actually work together? Right. <clears throat> right. Heaven forbid we might need a division to deploy somewhere. Right. Exactly. Fight. As as a coherent unit. Right. Right. Oh, interesting. Uh, so so Mitch, any adventures you've had recently with your uh, next war games? Any uh, traveling you've done, or if, have you ever been uh, anybody ever tapped you to? Uh, like you have some expertise you ever had to display your expertise for others 
Um, let me let me let me think. Mm, I mean, that no, was, was, was a softball. No, this you is know, all, Dave, this is you know, all Dave, I could, I security could clearances. You. Security clearances. I could I tell it. you, but then I'd have to kill you. Okay. No. no, it was it was pretty cool. I got invited out to the Marine War College, which is in Quantico, and uh, <clears throat> flew out there. And so the the goal was to teach one of the classes of, and these are basically for the most part, light colonels, lieutenant colonels. Um, who are learning the strategic and operational art of war, right? Uh, to teach them how to play the next war series, because in April I'm going to go back out there. They're going to have three games going at once: next war Korea, next war Taiwan, and next war Poland. They're going to have to manage, you know, getting resources or the 82nd Airborne or you know this fighter squadron here or whatever across all the different theaters and that kind of stuff. But but they needed to get. Um, it's a train the trainer, right? So they, they could have some familiarity with how the game worked and did, all did that. You, did they you, bring in did you tell people. them to not land on the eastern side of Taiwan? <laughs> I did not. I did not give strategy one. advice. Got to let them work it out. Exactly. They they should be able to figure that one out. And, wow. and I mean, they're they're pretty smart guys, right? Well, so, I, I, that, that's not fair. I think you should try new things. I mean, that's good. You should always <laughs> right. I mean, they absolutely should. Maybe hey, we should try this. No, that's too stupid. We would never do that. So who plays the the op for like, do they just break yeah. the classes up or? Yeah, I think they just, okay. they, they split up and some guys, and it's funny cause a lot of them get pretty gleeful about being the bad guy, the quote unquote mm. bad guys. Right? Oh, they don't, those they, guys don't are weird. they don't bring so, in captured ISIS guys to right. play the op for <laughs> forces. Well, yes, maybe no. Um, but so it was really funny cause the guy, the guy who was kind of leading the Russian side as we we're playing is as soon as the U S carriers showed up in the North sea, he's like, I'm going to nuke them. Like, well, let me explain how the nuke rules work, right? If, if for every marker you put down, you have to roll a die, and if you roll equal to or less, then boom, the game's over, and technically use, fuck it, I'm going to nuke them. Wow. <laughs> okay. So he nuked them and ended the game, and then we decided to keep playing. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, because the truth is we would win a nuke war. I mean, like, if you're going to nuke an aircraft carrier, I don't think the U.S. is going to be like, oh, fair play there. Like, great oh, right, move. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's the that's the whole supposition, right, is where, where does that whole shit storm stop yeah right now i think we would definitely nuke them back <laughs> i think we can be pretty confident yeah. that would happen and then everybody loses yeah the national command authority i don't think would think twice that's right that might be different again like jason said with different uh elections that might have to be changed but i don't think currently that that would be a, be a lot of <laughs> like a long long decision chain yeah. for that to happen yeah. all right so mitch there is a uh a quiz it's an optional quiz so is it really? It is. You it don't is. take it. It speeds up the podcast if you don't take it, I think. Oh no, because uh, I was just I, we so we have to make this one last because I was just thinking we can leverage the whole spring forward thing to get an extra hour out of this podcast. Oh, that's a great wow. idea. Wow. That would hurt. So uh part of the decision, Mitch, is once you decide you're gonna do it, then we have to decide who is going to be the person who gives you a lifeline and who's going to read the quiz. So you have to decide, you have to choose an right. ally. Right. And I, I like listening to Jason talk. So Dave's going to be my phone friend. Ooh. I think that's a smart decision. I don't, I don't know if I agree with their reasoning, but I think it's probably a good decision <laughs> for the sake of the quiz. No, I, I think in both cases where I'm better at answering questions and good Jason's better at reading the quiz you're better at uh pronunciation that's my that's my downfall 
wow. If I'm if that's true, then that we're is in really that's bad shape. <laughs> <laughs> bigger issues. Missouri versus Idaho public education. Nice. All right. Well, before we start, I have to get another beer. Yeah, one one of the fa- favorite games I've been playing with my li- wife lately is I will uh, text her names of towns in Missouri, and she has to try to pronounce them correctly. <laughs> With so with the uh, local pronunciation, right? So if I, I'm going to give you a name, Jason, of a town in Missouri, I'm going to spell it for you, and you're going to have to guess the correct pronunciation. The town is spelled N I X A. I would say Nixa, Nixie, Nixie. Oh yeah, because the A. Right. Yeah, that, that's what should have given it away. Is the A at the right? End. You know, Missouri. Yeah. How, how about that's this right. one? A-U-X-V-A-S-S-E. I don't even have a guess. How do you how do is you this, say that? Is this part of the quiz, Dave? No, I'm just I'm just, this is a game that, that I play with Monica where we try she tries to guess how to right. pronounce different towns. A-U-X-V-A-S-S-E. Uh I have no idea. Avaz. Avaz? Hmm. Yeah, that, that's at least better than Nixie. Right. Yeah, some of them make no sense. That's yeah. why they're, they, like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't like that one? Or I thought about Bodark, too. Bodark's no. another one. It's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> Bodark does not sound like, like, or Versailles. Versailles is the classic. Versailles. Oh, oh Versailles. Because yeah. well, yeah. Missouri has a Versailles. Where you, and again, <laughs> you drive into town and be like, hey, There's you remember a, Versailles? Versailles. And they're like, uh-huh. no idea. And it's there's in Paris, Paris is, which it's is in Paris, but in a Cuba and a Mexico, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Bodark is actually spelled B O I S D apostrophe A R C. Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. Bodark. <laughs> I guess Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, is, is kind of in that same vein. Mm-hmm. That weird French, right? Why? Because the French were here first, right? But the, right. like the one I typed in there, Creep Core, right? Well, and then there's Cairo. Illinois. Cairo. Yeah. There is Cairo. Cairo. But whatever. Or New Madrid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, not, it's not New Madrid. <laughs> new, new, not New Madrid. 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 Mm-hmm. Jesus. It's a fault, you know. There's there's a great there's a great uh, uh, link. It's called You're Pronouncing It Wrong. 20 Cities in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> is that a BuzzFeed Podcast quiz? notes. Right. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jason, we've got a quiz to do here. We do. It is time for Name That Opposing Commander. The Battle of Solarius River, 71 BC. Oh, jeez. My commander is Marcus Licinius Crassus? 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 Crassus. Crassus. Marcus Licinius Crassus. Crassus. I'll get it. I'll get there. Who's your commander? Wow. What was the year again? I missed that part. 71 BC. And, and what was the name of the... Oh, I, you know what, Mitch? I, I don't want to... So, 71 BC. I, I could guess at this one. Yeah, I'm trying to think. When were the Ides of March? <laughs> uh, no, not this time. That's mm-hmm. not around now. Right. Yeah, I have, I have no clue. Go ahead, Dave. Guess. No, do we think these are Punic War battles? Well, it was like Solar. What was it? Seventy-one BC. Solarius River. And Crassus. Crassus. It's it's a Crassus. I know Crassus. I'm trying to think back to my Imperium Romanum. 
No, I don't. So, Mitch, what I would say to you is I could try to guess this one, but it's not one that I'm very – so you might want to save me for later. Right. I mean, Let's, I have a guess. Right. Let's go with Muhammad. Oh, wow. That. Okay. All right. Yeah. Not Saladin? Saladin no, usually, uh-huh. I guess. <laughs> no, no. We're going old school. All right. They're all named Muhammad. Oh. Uh, it's Spartacus. Ooh, wow. Really? I would have guessed Hannibal. So oh, it was during the rebellion. Okay. All right. Spartacus, one of the big ones. Good movie. But oh, this yeah, is, that's how yeah, Crassus got his bones, because then right, later on right. he got his head chopped off out in <laughs> the Parthians, fighting the Parthians. Mm-hmm. The Battle of Trichomarum, 533 AD. I'm going to put this in the chat here in just a second. My commander is Gelimer. Who's yours? I'm out. Good luck, Mitch. Oh. <laughs> Good, luck. Good luck with this one. 533 AD. Yeah, Gelimer. Gelimer, right? Oh, That's Gelimer. How- he was, he was, uh, I think he was one of the um, Visigoths. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's I have in, no idea it's what in that, that time. In terms of, right, Dan let's, go with, let's go with uh, Belisarius. That is correct. Oh, nice. yes! Wow! Oh, Very that nice. was a total ass pull right there, <laughs> you, dude. Your rectum is inside out from that pull. <laughs> oh shit! I dig it. There you go. It's the right. right time frame, though, right? Yeah. And Const- Constantine didn't take the field, so it was either Narcissus or uh, Belisarius. So there you go. Don't worry, don't worry, Mitch. We're already very impressed. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. You know, that's good. Let me, let me, let me buff my fingernails. Here. <laughs> The Battle of Poltava, seventeen oh nine. My commander mm-hmm. is Charles the Twelfth of Sweden. We're fucked. I was good if we oh, went the other geez. way. No <laughs> shit. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that part. Who the hell did he fight? Somebody ski. I don't know. <laughs> oh shit! The Battle of Poltava. Um. I don't know. Let's go with Alexander. Oh, Peter the Great. Oh, yeah. it was Peter the Great. Really? I, I, I wasn't sure if he was hmm. commanding. That, that's why I was not. Right, because a lot of time they didn't take field command, so. No. Huh, interesting. All right. Well, whatever. Well, yeah, since, since Swede's around, I think we're much better on our great northern <laughs> stuff. Like, well, that's a stronger <laughs> area yeah. for us. It, it's part of our sensitivity oh, training. Oh, this is really is that's playing right. out is I need to play more games, right? I mean. Retirement. No shit. The Battle of Koniggratz, eighteen sixty-six. Oh, this is in Dave's wheelhouse. Yeah, this is what you keep me around for. <laughs> <laughs> My commander is Ludwig von Benedict. Who is yours? Go ahead, Dave. Uh, who oh, commanded? Snap. Dude, this is not an easy one. Be- no. I do like that Jason types the name. Because there's very like, helpful. There's because like, my pronunciation is so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Benedict. Uh, I, I would have been good if I could have guessed the Austrian. Um, nice. The, the Prussians tougher because there's a bunch of different Prussian armies at this battle. Right. If you say so, I have. I have mm-hmm. This is like a. I didn't know that. I don't know. Like, like, are, are in we my talk, history, are, are we talking we like are. an overall director of the battle? Or are we talking like an army commander? I, I would assume it's it's higher up, based on my very limited knowledge of 
Because it's, it's not the Kaiser, Dave. Yeah, it's not Frederick the Great. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, too early. Oh, no, too late. Because, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm never sure on this how much I'm supposed to help, but, I mean, I would say it's it's Mulk, right? You're supposed but, to fucking answer the question, Dave. Yeah, I think I that's what Mitch is looking I, for. I would say it's, it's – it's, well, the question was this is the battle and this is the other person. <laughs> that's right. Right. So who's the Prussian commander, Dave? I think Frederick Charles is there. This is I think what I a bunch pay you for. Uh, I would say Mulk. You're correct. Okay, nice. Excellent. Well done. What was his first name? Was it Helmut Vaughn? That's right. That's right. Good job. No, his middle name is Vaughn. You got there. Yeah. <laughs> of. Dave, I think this might also be in your wheelhouse. The Third Battle of Kharkov, 1943. Oh. My commander is Philip Gulikov. Who's yours? 43. I might know it. I mean, that's the Manstein backhand blow, but was he in overall charge? I think that would probably be an <sighs> Yeah, let's go with, let's go with Manstein. Very nice, Eric von Manstein. And you guys are killing it. Well, I have played that game. You're, yeah, you're above 50%. One of my favorites. It's time for Who the Fuck Said That Shit. Oh, this is the worst one. I hate this Named one. Oh, yeah. But it's such a fun Although, series right. of questions. This is, the one where I'm driving into, this is the one where I'm driving into work, railing at the radio, going, No, you motherfucker, it's this. <laughs> God, I never know this. Even in the car, I don't know this. No, of never. Course, well, of course, I'm always, in, I'm always five, on the microphone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's usually one out of five, but whatever. It is well that war is so terrible, else we should grow too fond of it. Lee. That is correct. Wow, nice. Wow. Yeah, that's Fredericksburg, baby. Very nice. When they were slaughtering Union troops by the these are, these are thousands. Uh, I, th- I think Braxton's taking feedback from people because these are a little oh, bit don't, more no, in don't, the wheelhouse. Don't, cheap, don't cheapen it for Mitch. No, I, it, I feel like you're trying to... No, 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 not at all. Not at all. He just called me stupid. I would basically, no, he basically I said these are easy. These. He goes, it looks like Braxton's making these easier now. <laughs> right. I just know who dude, some of these people are. So you know are. there's going to be charges of collusion <laughs> that I texted Braxton and said, hey, dude, give me no. the question. It, it has happened. One of those. It happened there's one time. One <laughs> Conquering the world on horseback is easy. It is dismounting and governing that is hard. Genghis Khan. That's right. You even got the, got the, wow. got the G wow. in there. You bet, baby. Nice. Got that well, Carlin the, the premier mounted warriors of the planet, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Hmm. Keep, in, keep your faith in God, but your powder dry. Oh, shit. I feel like I should really know this. <laughs> so these are like known the fuck said that shit. That's a good quote. Yeah, it is. I See, know that's I've all I was saying. Part. These are a little bit more. I just can't remember who the fuck said that. <laughs> That, well, technically, that quote is me at work because I say that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, well, exactly. It's entered the, keep it's your powder entered, dry. Yeah, I'm like, am I, I going to stab that guy in the back now after he fucked me over? No, right. I'm going to keep my powder dry for later. Nice. Right. Nice. That's the problem. It's so common. It's entered the lexicon, right? And now you, it's like, well, who the fuck said that? Keep your powder dry. Oh, shit. Any ideas, Dave? I have nothing. Yeah. No? Nothing. Let's go with... 
I would guess sometimes in somewhere in the age of the musket. That, yeah, let's go with Wellington. Oliver Cromwell. Oh, oh, okay. oh yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. This is a great one. The president is no more than a well-meaning baboon. I could, Who, I wow, could, guess, I could guess this one. This is a good go, one. Go ahead, I, I, Dave. Cause... I'm going to guess McClellan. That is correct. Nice. Oh, you know what? Now that you say that, I remember that. Yes. <laughs> and I think like... Then, McCl- then Lincoln basically walks into his tent. Hey, I just want to stop yeah. by and visit. <laughs> oh, He's like, oh, snap. I'm just talking about you. Just speaking the devil. Hated each other. Oh. I would like to give it a name. It is the Great Fortress of Europe. What? I that's, would that's like quote? to give it a name. It is the Great Fortress of Europe. That sounds like something Churchill would say. Yeah, let's go, I let's get, go with I, Winston. Heinrich Himmler. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, from the other side. Sure, why not? Yeah. yeah and and mm-hmm. good for us because we haven't really spent a lot of time reading up on things that Himmler said. Like, <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> and you, you know what? At least, at least we were in the ballpark. It was the yeah. right fucking war. Yeah, I don't have a journal. Uh, I don't have a journal where, where I've scribbled down various things that ran off Himmler's lips. So <laughs> I think it should be like half a point, right? The right, <laughs> right, right. Wrong side, it's, right war. It's not yeah. how you title your diary. Yeah, I'm like instead Great. of my instead of my Shit like Hitler said. Yeah, that's right. The the kitten hanging the kitten <laughs> hanging poster. I'm like, hey, what's a Himmler saying for today that I can kick <laughs> right. my day off with? The Fortress of Europe. It is time for who or what the fuck am I? Oh, these are always fun. These are fun. I like how much stuff is in here. Oh yeah, this well, is a good and, one. Well, of course, the key details are never in there, but we won't talk right. about that. Right. I was born in 106 BC. Oh fuck! In we need to do more GBOH <laughs> in Picenum, Italy. My father was a, a wealthy equestrian who was from the first of my family line to achieve senatorial status in the Roman Republic. Stir up. I was a loyal Sulan <laughs> confidant during the Marian Sulin civil wars and became renowned for my capability as a military commander. At the age of 35, I was elected to the office of consul of the Roman Republic in 70 BC, the youngest person ever to hold the office. In 60 BC, I entered into an informal political alliance known as the first triumvirate with two other oh, prominent you know Roman I, I, politicians. If, if, Mitch, if you don't know this one, I know this one. So It's a who, not a what? Yeah. It's a who. He had a, it had a father. I'm sorry, Jason. We interrupted a lot. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm done talking. Go ahead, Dave. I, I'm saying that if you don't know this, I know this. Uh, go ahead. Pompey. It is Pompey the Great. Nice. Perfect. Do you know his other name? Dumbass. Is it Pompey Gnaeus? I don't know. Gnaeus Pompeius. Gnaeus Pompeius. No, he was a Magnus, wasn't he? Both correct. All all both ways. Gnaeus Pompeius Magnus. 
Well, he was go. Magnus mm-hmm. at the end. I mean, I think right, he got that right. later before but. he got his ass kicked. That's right, Nias right. Pompeius Magnus. There we go. Then Good. he wasn't. Good so, job. Then he wasn't so Magnus. So I think well, that's you know it. What? That, I, that's I it I'm for just... me, Mitch, for helping <laughs> me. But I'll still continue to help you. So <laughs> no, no, we'll just that's right. no, no. Yeah, I just like I like the joint venture. It's revamp, right? So I figured it out. What we need to do is pay attention to what the fuck Braxton is playing. Nice. Oh, good. Yeah, I like it. Smart. I am a type of ballista, a torsion catapult powered by torsion springs. I fire stones or other arrow-shaped missiles of various sizes. I am light enough that I can be deployed in numbers on top on the top levels of wooden siege towers, and compact enough to be used on parapets, earthworks, and palisades. What am I? He loves sieges. He always does the siege weapons. So I would have gone with ballista but you mentioned that right the fact that you use that word. i think it's like a subtype right apparently that's not right i know some just from D when i was a kid in the dungeon master's guide <laughs> nice. i think one was called like a mangorel or there was like a there was some kind yeah, of manganel a manganel. Manganel? manganel yeah that's it whatever however you say it we'll go with that sure manganel a Scorpio. Oh, oh yes. Oh, because snap, why, I think Dave? that was in there why? too. <laughs> because they're all over GBOH. That's right. That's good. All right, there's a hint in this clue. My name means the one who yawns. I was born in 1898. Excuse me. I was born in 1829 near Turkey Creek, New Mexico. My family was part of the. I'm closing one eye for this one. Baron. That's the bourbon. Kohi. Baron Kohi. Band of a major Southwest Native American tribe. After my wife and children were killed in a massacre perpetrated by the Mexican military in 1858, I became a renowned leader of raids on Mexican and American assets in the American Southwest. I was active for almost 30 years until my surrender to a military to American military forces in 1885. Who am I? Fuck. So we have either Geronimo or Cochise. Yeah, these are, I think those are both good guesses. I would lean towards Geronimo, but. Oh, really? Because I was going the other way. Only because of the Cody, Co, whatever you said earlier. Oh, that's true. Let's go with Cochise. It is Geronimo. Damn it. So I'm one ahead of Mitch right now in the nah. score. That's right. That's right. You're always one ahead of me, Dave. Oh, as we'll learn from the stories we're going to tell, that's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> I am a 40-foot long. Uh, that's my dick. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I, I am 40 feet long with a displacement of almost seven metric tons my top speed is four knots and i hold a crew of eight i am armed with one spar torpedo in february 1864 i was the first ever combat submarine to sink a warship the uss Housatonic, in charleston harbor what am i Fuck, it is right on the tip of my tongue can you see it the hell was there it is submarine yeah i know U.S. Uh, CSS, CS, whatever. The fuck was the name of that submarine? Now they would name it like Neptune, or wouldn't they do no some shit. weird name? They do some weird like Greek or Roman name for it. Oh, that would under, be nice. It's underwater. 
It's um, yeah, Poseidon. No, that's not right. Yeah, it's not Poseidon. Um, no, it's like mm, right there. <laughs> I, I just wanted to point out too that uh, Mitch has done uh, other podcasts, and then no other podcast. No, no. In the answer to a question, did he ever answer? That's my dick. <laughs> that's my dick. So, <laughs> great only, the hobby, that's only, only for you. Great of the hobby, my you. ass, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! The USS. Oh, what the hell was the name of that submarine? He probably uh, also wasn't texting the the hosts of said podcast what beer he was drinking beforehand. No, That's probably right. not. Oh, I'm drinking the um, Bible Belt right now. Yeah, yeah I can't it's remember. I know, I know the sub, and then, but I cannot. I know what it's the a little one with it screwed. It had the screw where it screwed uh-huh. the torpedo in. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, want me, you has, want me to tell you? Yeah. Sure. I, yeah. Whatever. The H.L. Hunley. That's oh, it, Hunley. Yeah, I, I, I was like, it's Hun, 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 something. Poseidon yeah, was right. way off. He also played catcher for the Mets, but that's fine. <laughs> nice. I was born in 1891 in Grunau, Brandenburg. I have to keep closing an eye. That's why I'm s- slowing down. Province. The reading <clears throat> is hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. I'm, uh, I'm, I think, a bottle of bourbon in. Uh, I'm going to start over. I was born in 1891 in Grunau, Brandenburg, province of the German Empire. In eight, in night, Jesus fucking Christ. In 1913, I was commissioned as a sub lieutenant in the German Navy. So there's a dash there. So it's sub lieutenant, not like submarine lieutenant. Got it. Got right. it. I served on a few different U boats. Although there you go, in the Mediterranean during World War One during Red the war. Hair. U-boats could attack convoys more successfully at night in larger groups. I became the commander of the German submarine fleet in 1939 and went on to become commander-in-chief and grad grand admiral of the German Navy in 1943. Who am I? That's uh, uh, Admiral Donitz. Indeed. Or, I don't know how you You're say right. it. Mm-hmm. Danitz, Donitz, Donitz, right. whatever. It's probably like there's donuts. an R in there somewhere. Donuts, something. I like donuts. Oh, that's that's a good idea. I think this might be a new question. Dave, it's bonus time. Oh, okay, it's bonus. Um, tell us, yes, tell bonus. us what we're doing. Can you explain so, it to me? So real quick, Mitch, uh, and, and for listeners who haven't listened to the podcast before, all of you youngsters who are uh, tuning in, uh, for the first time, welcome. Uh, seeking and thanks for not being gray. You're uh, you're listening to the third most popular actively recording board game podcast. But I think second most actively recording. Oh yeah. So who is actively recording anymore? Uh, two and a half squads, right? That's it, right? So we're number two. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, podcasting regularly is hard, guys. We understand <laughs> that takes time. Um, so, uh, Mitch, there's bonus questions and willing victims. That's right. You, you gotta you gotta find. Sometimes the victims are the hardest part for us. To that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why we end up late for the oracle. So, you mean? So I'm, that's right for the oracle to find. Um, so uh, Mitch, there's these bonus questions, and so the idea is that you know, there's there's these questions. If you get them correctly, they will count towards you. But uh, also, if you get them wrong, they're going to count against you. So they're gonna they can help you or hurt you based on how you do on them. Do you have any other questions? Concise. I, 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 I think I understand. So really, it's bonus time. 
That's right. That's yeah, right. Maybe good that's what it is. It. Maybe it's a bonus for the that's, audience. That's right. <laughs> wow. Right. We're only like that's 60 right. episodes in. That was we're not good. We're, very insightful. We're, I've yeah, been watching we're not, there's a lot of rugby today. There's been a lot of bonus. bonus time. That's we're not charging extra for these questions. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's worth every penny. In the future, these bonus questions might only be available for Patreon customers. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. That's right. Separate so downloadable content. Right. Commercial you, free. That's right. Yeah, exactly. We are commercial free. That is the one of the That's right. I mean, <laughs> you pay nothing for us. And, and, and right now people you, are getting also for a commercial. <laughs> yeah, no, you get what you pay for. So uh, make sure you other, have a commercial break. Any other questions about the bonus or are you pretty straight no, on that? No, I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. All right. So just to recap, bonus questions <laughs> count the same as all the other questions. That's right. There we go. But they're bonus. It's just a label. But they're bonus. <laughs> Don't label. Label is bad. Where the fuck did they fight? Name a war, wartime theater, campaign, or operation that each listed military persona is most known for commanding or commanding in. So yeah, I think this is new. He helped out because he gave he he specified in the question. So Achilles, Uh, what war did Achilles fight in? What what war? What war? It's a big. Uh, it's a big. One. I, mean, I don't. I don't think you need any help on this. It's, right a, it's a big sure, one. Okay? I know this one. The Trojan War. That is correct. <laughs> like that sounded too much like a gimme. Yeah, that's a yeah. Uh, Raymond the Fourth of Brad, Brad Pitt was there, right? <laughs> I think so. And uh, Legolas, I think, was there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raymond the Fourth of Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the chat to. It, uh, this is one of the crusades. I'm guessing Saladin. Saladin. <laughs> right. But which crusade, right? If I heard here Raymond or Guy, it's Saladin. Exactly. <laughs> Raymond of what Toulouse. Did you fight Toulouse. Yeah. Toulouse. War. That's what I was going to say. Toulouse. You know, I don't I don't think that was a declared war, so I think we're going to have to go with, you know, police action. It was a police action. <laughs> so he, so it was he a religious fought, police he, action. So it's it's what war did he fight in? That's right. Right. Ugh. Raymond the Fourth. It's, it's one of them. Yeah, out of how many? I would Five, guess six. it's between one to four. I think is probably your best. Yeah, roll a d four. I agree. Let's go with the second crusade. It is the first crusade. Fuck. Yeah, I would have probably guess the first because I think the well, second was Dave. like Richard. But I mean, I don't want to help you too much. But like, uh-huh. <laughs> whatever. The Duke. Hey, of you know what? Mal- Again, we were in the ballpark. That's okay. right. It's a That's half, right. Point. half Yeah, half point. Half points count. The Duke of Marlborough. Oh, here we go. What war? Oh, this is right in our wheelhouse. I Mitch, Mitch, and I could both answer this one. Yeah, you're putting Mitch war on the spot the there. Austrian succession. No, no, no. Wrong. Do not Which stop. One? Stop. I take it back. It's the worst Spanish succession. Is it? That is I thought right. he was Austrian. Nope. That sucks. That sucks. Dude, oh, you have you, you have like ten games on this. I know. Oh, damn it. I, I think Dave only answered two, and I think we allow three. And so we'll, <laughs> oh, there we'll you go. That right. I, we'll I, think I'm on, I think I'm already <laughs> way past. But, but there's no way I could let Mitch guess that. There's that's no way that's that was right. Gonna happen. It had to be one of the two. I mean, you know what? All those wars really should just be bundled. They're all the same. Anyway. Yeah. There, there are a bunch of succession wars. It makes it confusing. No shit. So, in which campaign? Those damn yeah. bourbons were jealous. Yeah. Uh, bourbon. I'll drink to that. Exactly. Uh, in which campaign did Arthur 
Percival fight or command. Arthur, Arthur Percival. Percival? Jeez, I don't know that one. Arthur Percival. Sounds like a British guy. <laughs> yeah. Arthur Percival. Well, I just watched that's Ready like, Player that's One. That's like the so most that. British name ever. Parzival. 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 Arthur Percival. I like how Mitch saying it over and over again is going to help him. It's going to jog something. Yeah, it has, it has no... I should do the Ralph message. So was is, it is Arthur? It, How do you spell Percival? What, is, is it, it Percival? Is it like... Is it, is is that it like, like a, hold it. Is it a King Arthur thing? Is yeah, that like King Arthur? Is it like, you know... It's got to be King Arthur. Right. Because we could guess some weird colonial war, but I mean, to be honest... But what war I've would never be? even heard of that guy. Let's go with the English Civil War. The Ma- Malayan, Malayan campaign of World War II. Oh, shit. oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I was thinking King movie. Arthur too. Like that's I, the most King now Arthur that you say sound that, name ever. I still have no idea. Yeah, good thing we didn't spend too much time on that one. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and what and, a terrible name. Like what's next? Some guy named Arthur <laughs> Gawain. Like Arthur Gawain. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the which question can I put in here that nobody will fucking answer? Uh-huh. And uh in which operation did Wilhelm List command? Operation Operation Wilhelm List. Let's see. List. I don't remember that name, buddy. Yeah, I don't remember that name on anything. Wow, Operation List. List. I would guess a German operation. Well, yeah, that's a good call. Let's go with Mercury. Edelweiss. Oh, I don't even know what that now is. I'm going to have that stuck in my head all night. And, and Edelweiss. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Sound of music. That was a I good show. Man in the High Castle. <laughs> <That's what laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't like the TV show. I really don't. Yeah. I have to read the story. It's, it's just I just like, like, I can't. I like I like the opening credits. That's I my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good show. That's 50-50. 10 out of 20. Nice. Woo-hoo. That's above average, even though it's uh, 50-50. Nicely done. Nicely oh, done. You. Thanks for the help, Dave. Well, yeah, you picked me, so I'm here for you, buddy. Yeah, you're, you're, yep, you're you good. bet. So uh, Be- before we go too far, can I just oh, yeah. bring it down a notch? Oh. I just want to give a shout-out. Oh, yeah. So and I, I don't know how many, how many guys listening would know this guy. Rick knows him. Um, but, uh, a local gamer passed away recently, mm. uh, Tom Wells, uh, his geek candle was major geek. He was a retired major in, in the army. He and I, so he and I crossed paths several times through our lives. He, uh, he was in the other engineering, uh, battalion when I was in the guard. And so we crossed paths then and then met back up through a local gaming group that he ran that Rick goes to, which is kind of how I know Rick. Um, and then when I started at my current company, I was like, I know that guy from somewhere. And it took like six weeks for me to finally realize, oh, shit, it's that guy. Um, but he passed away recently, um, like the clusterfuck of a, of a thing, 52 young guy, healthy. Um, but just kind of wanted to give a shout out uh, to a, to a local gamer. Um, he was a good guy. He, he was like, 
I might have even talked shit about him because he's he's one of those guys who he, he's just. No, I, I think you've mentioned having a guy at your work who was a gamer before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's yeah, like I, think I remember that super just boisterous, but like just heart of gold. So good guy, always trying to bring people into the hobby, always trying to you know we would just bullshit about games and stuff during coffee breaks. Good good guy, um, but you know sad to see him go. Um, so yeah, quick shout out. Does this, does, is it too early to, for me to say that this, does this mean we have somebody for the coin for our, our convention? <laughs> that is, is that, that inappropriate? Is that inappropriate? I don't know. I, mean, he, unless, like, I don't think he was a guild guy, but we, yeah, but we I mean, like, coin. let's be honest, like, we, three guild guy, right? That's right. We need two sides for that coin and, and like, we're not very creative. <laughs> so. I mean, he just he just needs to be right. related. No that's disrespect right. to the guy, but no. I mean, like, no, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good send up. And memorial. unless right. some he, other, he would dig that. Unless somebody else on the guild dies before him, because yeah. it'd be weird to have it on both sides. That's grim. <laughs> like you just can't have a coin with like two. Yeah, that's. Fair. I guess maybe. I guess Dave, maybe Dave, this you know, is the, the we can talk about. We can talk about. This is not the proper form. The hobby is graying, so it's liable to happen. That's right. Yeah, I'm telling you, Starkweather's correct. This is. We're gonna have these conversations only more, more and more, more every, every, as we every gray month. and gray. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's perfect. So, yeah, that's a good idea, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm trying. I keep trying to convince Kevin Sharp to die, but he won't give us any <laughs> God, set date, so we can't commit to it. Like, I don't want to do a coin. I tried doing a Kev Sharp, and I said I would do his birthday, and then a question mark at the end. But he didn't seem to be really excited about that. Yeah, so that's all right. All right. So uh, oh, well, you know, Kev Sharp does like ninety push-ups a day. Wow, but not all at once, so that doesn't really count. Right, one every thirty minutes or something. That's right. That's right. It like falls asleep. <laughs> um, so so Mitch and I uh, have actually hung yeah. out quite a few times. Uh, yeah, Mitch lives in the great state of Missouri, That's and right. uh, my family is all from uh, Mexico. And I always finish, tell that, finish that sentence. I always tell people that, and they look at me and they're like, "Really?" I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "I'm like, yeah." I'm like, Mexico, "Yeah, my dad, and mom. I'm like, my dad and mom are from Mexico." And they're like, "Okay." They're like, "I don't know how to like respond to this because I'm so committed to it." And I'm like, "Yeah, they are." And then I'm like, "My dad played football for Mexico high school." <laughs> I always get into the whole thing. So days um, in danger of being deported. I'm just saying. That's right. So, but they're Mexicoans. Mexico, people from Mexico, Missouri, like to call themselves Mexicoans. Mexicoans, okay. So, uh, right. So basically, both my parents came from this small town in Mexico. So uh, this town does like a uh, historical event every year called the Walk Back in Time. Hmm. And, I can go this year. Well, it's canceled this year. What? Because now they're doing it every other year. Oh, <laughs> just, they fuck. just decided. Yep, it's every even year now. So sorry, Mitch. Um, Damn it! The one but, year of the line that. You know, family weekend wasn't on the same weekend. Yeah, no, it's not. My dad just emailed me literally this morning to tell me. Damn so, it. So basically, this what this town does is it has like a, uh, a historical society and they have a big lawn area and they uh, have encampments. So they'll have like the uh, pioneer encampment, the Civil War encampment, the World War II encampment. And so they invite a bunch of reenactors to come. And uh, then on the first day, they bring in all the uh, kids uh from the, the schools and you kind of have to give presentations to the kids and then like friday saturday or like uh, open to everyone friday saturday sunday so uh my dad loves doing it i hate it 
I'm not into reenacting. It's not my thing. Um, and my dad does the worst period for reenacting, which is the Revolutionary War. It is like the most uncomfortable period to wear a uniform. Like, like Mitch, you've worn. Like the, so Mitch came out one time. Mitch has been out twice, and they dressed him up. So, Mitch, how did the uniform feel? Oh, Mitch, was that not your stuff? Oh, no, that was my dad's stuff. I don't oh, know okay. Yeah, no, no, no. That was, I yeah, thought, it was, I, uh, I thought this was a, a secondary hobby of yours. No, it was some, it was a French, was he a general or an admiral? I don't remember. I think it was a French Rochambeau. general. Yeah. Rochambeau. Which Rochambeau. I, you know, yeah, so, like rock, so, scissors, paper, right? <laughs> so, so you're basically in Missouri. It's probably about 90 degrees with humidity. And, and this is you're, wearing, you're wearing a wool uniform, wool jacket, a wig, and a fucking tricorn on top of that. And like one one year, my dad got one that was a, like a, a Fusiliers one, which had a giant fucking bear skin that I had to wear That's on top. Awesome. <laughs> That's That'd awesome. Awesome. I want to see that. Very lightweight, very cool. Right. And and by the way, the shoes. There's no left and right shoes. They're the same. They're universal shoes. You just put them oh, on, Jesus. and you're wearing stockings. Are you kidding wool. me? Dude, it's but cool. dude, dude, I love those cavalry. I would those kill awesome. myself. Oh yeah, so I did have a Tarleton outfit. Like I'll wear the Tarleton outfit. That's not bad. The Tarleton one he has is pretty good. But so, uh, like when I was the Fusilier, they had to keep me in the air conditioning. Like my dad's like, yeah, I want you to do this presentation <laughs> to these old people. And like while some other guy was talking, they had to keep me in the air conditioning because if you let me out for more than twenty minutes, I'd probably pass out in the outfit. There's no way. Oh, I mean, you were doing when it, that one year was so fucking hot. Oh my god! Okay, so so Mitch was there, and my dad had this great idea. It was the uh, what was it? It was it the two hundredth anniversary of the Battle, Battle of New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. Huh? Right. So, so there's a military academy in Mexico, Missouri, and the the currently there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and well, by the way, Mexico, oh, Missouri, the Mexico all, Military Academy for Troubled Youth. Is that, that is that where you went, Dave? <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> but but also Mexico, Missouri, the location for the Miss Missouri beauty pageant. So wow, Mexico Much has more a, fun. it's happening. No, Mexico Mexico's has where it's a, at. Mexico back when my parents were young was a, a thriving town with a huge brick fact fire brick factory. Oh yeah, most that, of the bricks in St. Louis came from there. Yeah, so they they did they provided all for the steel industry and everything, and then uh, the steel industry did not do too well, and then. The factory by the ladies, the factory shut down, and so that's what happened basically to my hometown. So, uh, but but for this period, so we're sitting there, and my dad's like, "I want to do the Battle of New Orleans and the Missouri Military Academies here on, on at the school, and they have shakos." So my dad paid to make these uniforms for them, like British uniforms, and but wooden muskets. And the idea was that we were gonna, my dad was gonna do this big reenactment of the Battle of New Orleans. And my dad didn't do any research into like how to like do reenacting or like firing. So <laughs> he basically got all these like, so at the reenactment, there's a whole bunch of like, uh, like trappers and stuff. Was that how you describe them, Mitch? Like rendezvous yeah, type like, guys? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. So like wilderness whole, war, right? The, the whole idea was they're going to throw a bunch of hay bales up. And then the cadets dressed as British soldiers were going to march up and basically get massacred by the uh, right. Lafitte's pirates. And you know, the, the, the iconic scene where the Americans are behind the hay bales. Right, blah, blah, right. Blah, blah, blah. Of course, my dad has no training on like firearm safety or like <laughs> how do we make sure. At least? 
they're they're reloading their musket blanks like how do they make sure they don't fire a uh, ramrod at one of these <laughs> teenage kids who's in british uniforms they impale them and so so the more I talk I was I was doing some research like on my phone I'm like and they're like yeah you have to do safety briefings and like my dad's like yeah we'll no, we'll just we'll just take the kids, yada, we'll yada, take yada. The kids out there and they'll shoot at the kids I'm like I don't think that's how it's supposed to work so uh so my my and my dad had designed so basically the the American forces, we like to refer to them as the good guys in this battle. That's right. They were like maybe 20, uh, 20 uh, variously dressed guys from the early 1800s. Mitch was out there because I mm-hmm. pulled Mitch aside and I said, you need to watch these motherfuckers right. dude, because I, I, I don't the want French. Them. I was the French advisor to the American. Forces. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the commander, <laughs> the commander, Andrew Jackson was the bank manager. He was the manager of the bank. So, so, uh, were you talking about the bank manager or were you talking about General Jackson? Jackson. Okay. The the guy playing General Jackson was the, I think he was the vice president of the bank at Mexico's bank. So, so, uh, everyone was all dressed up and excited. And, uh, it was cool. I told Mitch, like, hey, make sure that, uh, you know, that, that everyone knows, like, safety wise. They they're supposed to put their uh, ramrods down in the straw in front of them, right? Jam and, it into the straw when you're done. Boom. Yeah, not put it back into their musket. Like we had a bunch of safety rules that we went through, and but then I'm dealing with like the kids from the military academy, and my dad's basically like, hey. So my what my dad had done was each musket there there was also a cannon on the, the good guy side. It was a Confederate cannon manned by Confederate artillerymen, but whatever. I mean, that could pass for like any kind of like, like <laughs> eight, early 1800s. Ages? What's going on here? <laughs> that's, right, that's right. So what my dad had yeah. done was he had a, uh, basically uh, muskets and they had numbers on them. So at certain points, if you had a number, they would fall down dead. And at certain points, if they were green, when we passed the green line, uh, the green guys would all fall down dead. So the idea is when we reach the green uh, line, the the Americans would fire a volley, and then everyone had a green uh, sticker on their musket would die. And then when we hit the yellow line, the the Americans fire another volley, and then everyone hit the it was at the yellow line had a yellow sticker would die, and then red, and no one would go further than the red. We would all basically die at the end, and it would be a great victory for America. Uh, we would Hoorah. never show this video to our British allies because it's obviously very insensitive to them because <laughs> the British were slaughtered. Uh, so that was the whole idea of it. So that there was a, kind of a concept of we're not going to go past this red line because the red line is about uh, 15 yards in front of a bunch of people who I know maybe 20% of them and probably half of them are crazy. So we don't want to get these these high school kids <laughs> any closer. Like, So I tasked Mitch with basically watching them. So in addition to this, so basically I'm running, my dad is in a British general's uniform. Is it Pakenham? I think Pakenham maybe is the commander. Uh, I don't remember. but So yeah, he's got a big bicorn on. I'm the, the poor bastard British officer who has to march these kids because my dad's like, well, you were in the Sergeant army. Major. He's like, you were in the army. You know how to march people. So he wanted me to march them. But they had drummers. I mean, the academy, they have, they have marked, they marched. So they had drummers. They were actually pretty good at marching. But then my dad wanted bagpipers. So I don't know if my dad got cheap at the end after paying for the uniforms, but he hired these two 65-year-old ladies from Columbia to be the bagpipers. Oh, this is the best part. Oh. So so they're dressed up 
in uniforms, like British uniforms. But there were times when they'd be like, can you guys not march so fast because we're getting out of breath? <laughs> so we have to slow down. So the whole wow. spectacle of the march was that we would march down around this field and down and cross a bridge and then come up and then we'd form a line of battle. And, and that's kind of where we're the main area off to the left of us, where everyone was behind uh, yellow tape, they would view. And then we would march in line of battle. My dad would be like, you know, bagpipes. And they would start to play, the drums would play, and then we would advance and they would start falling. But even as the cannons would fire, as we were way down approaching, we had guys that would occasionally die each time the cannon, like one guy might go, oh, <laughs> then die. So... I'm like, I'm like really very cinematic. Very. I'm really worried about the safety aspects of this because like, I could tell that my dad had given like no consideration to like anyone getting killed. Like, <laughs> like I'm trying to avoid like real life deaths. So, uh, Mitch is, I'm like, Mitch, I'm putting you in charge of this. Like, please make sure they don't fucking shoot anything crazy. Like some idiot doesn't shoot a fucking round at us or like something. So, right. So we start marching down. Oh, oh yeah. So we start marching down. And uh, come around, and the cannons, the Confederate artillery cannons firing at us, boom, boom. One guy will fall. I'm like, fall. Like, you're supposed to die, dude, die. So the guy would die. And I'm marching him around. We come around the bridge. We all line up. I get up to the field, and I look. And we had had uh, we had, had uh, colors on the ground so I could tell when we hit them there's no colors. So the green, the yellow, and the red are gone. So now I'm like how the fuck do I know when like we've hit our marks? Cause I'm supposed to like, they're supposed to know when they hit a green. Well, it turns out Mitch, what happened to the colors that were on the ground? Oh yeah. I, I screwed that up. I laid them down. Cause I didn't realize they were supposed to be standing up. Like, <laughs> like whatever, you know, Dave, Dave will be able to see these. I don't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to interfere with the cinematic. Experience. That's right. Yeah. It looks better. So exactly. So there's probably like and there's probably 500 people watching this thing and we're all lined up and I'm looking and I'm like, okay, so I just have to rely on the colored lines to make sure none of these young kids get killed by anything. Cause you definitely don't want them to get up to the, the hay, the hay bales. Cause we're worried. Like if the American guys start shooting that close, they could hurt them. And we don't know what the kids are going to do when they're that close. They might attack the Americans. And start right. I mean, I mean, even, even when you're shooting blanks, wads come out and all that kind of shit. Right. So basically the idea is you're supposed to keep the, the two, four far enough apart. Cause you never want them to actually start wrestling around with each other. So, uh, we get up there and I'm like, I don't see anything on the ground. Like where are the, the markers? So my dad's like, bagpipes and the bagpipes play we move forward we searching and so i'm just like green i'm yelling out colors and the green guys are all dying <laughs> yellow the yellow guys dying and i'm like red the red guys and then basically at red we all die we all have like dramatic deaths and we die so that was not great except nope nope this is don't don't i'll, I'll tell this part so the next day uh so we talked about it. Mitch explained it to me. So, so basically the next time, uh, Mitch, Mitch was like, yeah, I threw him off to the side. Well, I wasn't looking off to the side. So I was like, all right. And I'm wearing a fucking hot uniform. It was miserable. Like it was really hot. So the next day oh. Mitch was gone. Mitch had to leave the next day. And, uh, 
So I'm like, okay, so we're going to have the markers down there. I realized that Mitch had moved them off to the side later because uh, when I saw they weren't there, I was like, what the fuck? But now we got them back. We're going to do it again. It's going to be perfect. No problems. We get ready to march. Uh, we march, same thing. We march all the way down and around, come back up. The bagpipes are playing. And then we stop. We form line of battle. And the, the crowd is all to the left of us. It's even more people. There's probably like 800 people watching. And my right. dad is in front as the general. And my dad goes, bagpipes. And they start playing. And they march. One of them marches off by herself. The whole formation is, is still. We're not moving. She starts marching forward towards the Americans by herself, playing her bagpipes. And she I'm was like, ready to be done. And I'm like, what the fuck? But I can't stop her because she's gone. Like, I'm behind, like, my ranks. So I see my dad. My dad's out in front, and he's facing towards the Americans with a sword out. And he does this double take as this fucking 65-year-old bagpiper lady goes past him, like, just playing the bagpipes. And she just keeps going. And I'm like, oh, my God, we got to follow her. So like, suddenly he gives the order to advance, and our whole battle line starts moving forward. And I was like, oh, my God, please let her die. That's so, a red so, line. So, Dave, what you're saying is it was perfectly actuar- accurate historically is they followed the bad bikes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think – and the crowd, there was this murmur that went through the crowd. They're like – I guess I thought to myself, well, maybe they think it's like some <laughs> kind of – like strategy or tactic <laughs> that the British used. Like we would just send our bagpipers out like – uh, the look on my dad's face when he looked and saw this lone bagpiper. So Ugh. she's basically ahead of him marching. And we had gotten everything perfect the whole way. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. The only thing that went went uh, badly is in the middle of the night, uh, the Mexico Military Academy kids, when they weren't dressed up with the Shaker uniforms, they have a group called the Rail Splitters where they, they wear World War II uniforms like, and they do World War II reenacting. And apparently one of them uh, walked a block down from the Historical Society into a liquor store and bought a bottle of whiskey. And <laughs> – and it's Missouri, so the kid's nothing like ever happened bad with that. Well, the kid's sixteen years old, but he's in a military uniform. So if you're in a military uniform, <laughs> there's nobody in fucking Missouri, especially rural Missouri, who's not going to fucking sell you a bottle right. of whiskey. Like they don't care. You could go in there with a pacifier in your mouth, but if you're in <laughs> uniform, so he's wearing like literally a World War II paratrooper uniform, like some kind of yeah. Dave, and, you need to you need to do like an aside of what what are the rail splitters. Yeah, what what are they? I don't even know what they well they're they're the reenacting group for the academy. I know that the Missouri Military Academy. Do you know more about? They're the reenactor guys, right? Yeah, but aren't they like the seventy eighth or seventy ninth Infantry Division or something? Yeah, some right, bullshit. I, yeah. So, I don't right, know the right. history of them, right, but, right, right, but, right, right. But that's basically their historical in the academy. If they want to do historical, so. This kid walks in. I love it. I mean, God bless Missouri. Like the kid walks into a liquor store and is wearing a World War II uh, American uniform. And they're like, fuck yes, we're selling you a bottle of whiskey. And they fucking sold it to him. He comes back to the camp and he and his buddy split it. And they got completely fucking shit faced. <laughs> so, so between day one and day two. Viva was, Missouri. He was, of course. He was, of course, sent back to the academy. Uh, so we, lo- I lost two British soldiers in between Mitch's <laughs> the the Friday performance and the Saturday performance. Did, did we mention why Mexico Military Academy exists? <laughs> yeah, right. That's so, right. That's right. So so basically, so this one bagpiper goes off. She does her thing, and I'm just like, oh my god, seriously, like we couldn't have one performance where it's going to be perfect, but she goes off and marches through. So 
afterwards, my dad, we're all dying dead. And then they're like, okay, everyone's back alive. We get up. My dad's like, okay, we get back together and we're meeting up. I'm like, keep those fucking bad pipers away from me because I swear to God, I'm going to kill that fucking lady. Like, I cannot <laughs> believe she fucking did that. Like, why the fuck did she do that? Like, we already did it once. Like, what made her think that she never looked around her to see? Like, no one was with her. So one of the kids gets up off the field from the Missouri Military Academy and turns to me and goes, sir, did you see what that bagpiper did? And I'm like, see her? How could I not fucking see her? I'm like, we all fucking saw what she did. She's in the video. I was like, I was like, dude, I'm like, hell yes, I saw her. That's awesome. I'm like, how could I missed it? It's so that was it. That that drone the, work the is, is, is upsetting. No, the, the, the drone, the drone was it's not <laughs> oh, yeah. the, 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 I don't know. If you know. Let me know. The best part I, is I, I don't think out. there were any Highlanders at the Battle of New Orleans, mm-hmm. but who cares? No, I think there were. I think there were. Were there? Were there? I there. Yeah. I, think there were. <laughs> I mean, I, again, let's talk I don't about the black spot brought in the military in. history. Who gives a fuck about the War of 1812? I don't think my dad would have brought them in if they weren't there. But yeah, no, so, Mi- so Mitch and I have had many good times at this event. So we go. Oh, and I, I, I was going to say I would invite guys there this time, but apparently it's not happening this year. That's it's happening next year. Bummer. They're going to do it every even year. That's just a. Uh, yeah. well, it's, it's, I don't get because, it. Whatever. Because Dana's not running it, so it's kind of. Oh, she kind of retired from that. Yeah, Mitch and I would come down. And, but she and, is uh, my favorite person in Mexico because uh, she'll open bars for you. She runs. There so you go. Yeah. We we would be sitting there and we'd be like, "Hey, Dana, we need to go to a bar. Like, what good bars are?" And she would just get on her cell phone and she would like make a guy open <laughs> a bar for us. And like, <laughs> so we so we go down there and this guy's he's got this bar and it's in the town square and. uh I think at first he didn't realize who we were. And so uh, the bar's open and there's a bartender there. And then at some point, like, he started being really mean. Wasn't he being, like, mean to the bartender? And then I put, like, right. eight go-go songs in a row on the jukebox. And that really pissed that him off. Part. He did not like that. Like, <laughs> like, like the go-go's run pretty deep. But once you get right. past t- song five, I think it gets right. tedious. Like, like, back to uh, back. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. And but, in Missouri. I don't know how well that but, was. But after Dave and I are there for, like, what maybe 30 45 minutes then people start walking in well, that's right yeah so he lives above the bar and then he comes down and opens it up when he wants to i guess i think that's how it works uh, you know whatever it's mexico and then once he found out who we were then he started buying us drinks and stuff but like who we knew in town right mexico is connected you know? yeah that's how it works in town you know you gotta know people i'm facebook friends with the chief of police mexico missouri Nice. <laughs> Along with like 500 other people. So. Which is the whole town, but whatever. 12,000. 12,000 Mitch. All right. But yeah, so we've had some good times. We've had some fun times out there in Mexico. So hopefully uh, next year, not this year, but next year, I thought, and I thought too, because, uh, so I told Monica, I'm like, oh, well, I guess it's canceled. So I get, so I can go to the Swolcon thing in May. And she's like, no, because we're moving out there. And so that's not uh, for me. So. August. I am, I am bummed i mean i was so excited that i could have that weekend this year to go and now you're telling me i, I know no it's not my fault i mean you could I, go I, to I'm, mexico. I'm gonna keep that weekend on the calendar i'm just you gonna could, you, for the weekend yeah you could yeah you could go there <laughs> hang out at the best west bye laurie i'm going to you know walk back in mm-hmm. walk back in town yeah. it's yeah, a yeah, great it's a, it's a great town everyone's really nice people are very friendly but uh yeah it's small small town yes but hey they have an australian restaurant i mean you know Oh yeah, it was so bad. It was borderline racist to get these Australians. You could have a gator. I'm sure it was real. Yeah, it was bad. Not good. All right. Uh, so, what about you, Mitch? You got anything you want to talk about? 
I don't know. What do I want to talk about? <clears throat> I did. I did just feel really. Uh, I think I need mm-hmm. another beer. I just I finished so. reading Seal Target Geronimo. Good book. I mean, so you need to go into it knowing that it was written by a former SEAL. So, of course, all the SEALs are perfect and everybody else Rah. sucks shit, right? Um, but really, I mean, it was kind of a kind of a really cool lead up and story. And I would I would recommend it. Just, just go in with your eyes open reading it. But, you know, that was good. I'm enjoying this weekend because I just, so the reason I told you I needed to take a nap is I dropped, I had to get up at three o'clock this morning to take Lori and my youngest to the airport. Cause it's spring break and they're going to Fort Lauderdale, whatever party. Of course they picked the earliest fucking flight out of St. Louis. But, so I'm, I'm like alternating beer with coffee, <laughs> but, but beer with That's... Bailey's with coffee. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, whatever in the spirit. Yeah. Dude, I would be good right now. I just did my wife's uh, 50th birthday. Oh, yeah. I saw Throwing that out there. This is like. Yeah, you told me. I'm like, in Tobacco. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Dude, this is like a really uh, dangerous holiday, right? Like, so Valentine's Day, birthdays, those are minefields. Like, you can fuck them up. But, like, the 50th, if you fuck that up, you're like, that's bad. So, you're going to be hearing about that soon. So, I got. And you have to take it very seriously and sensitively that's right so i got a, a suite out at the pachanka casino in temecula uh and we went out there and we did a wine crew or wine tour out to temecula so temecula is like uh the R- riverside county's wine country um and i've been on tours to napa and santa barbara and uh, dude uh inland empire like wine yeah, I tours like I, riverside, i've never yeah. seen yeah. Never seen anything like this. Like we were on this trolley, basically trolley bus taking us around. And, uh, there was, there was maybe like four or five couples, maybe around Jason's age. And, uh, they started get wild, like handing out shots for the girls to all drink. And they're like, have these little bills. And then the, one of these guys comes over by us. He's like, come chug, chug, chug. And Monica's like, okay. And he pours this bottle of booze down her throat. And I'm looking at her like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like I cannot. Afterwards, I'm like, I cannot believe you just drank that shot. Where's you know, my like, wife? One of the chicks opens up her blouse and starts like running. They get the the gal getting so drunk, and the gals were all really attractive. The gals were getting so drunk that the the guys would be like, "Go do this to this guy over there," and they would just run over there and do it. Jesus one gal Christ. opened her blouse and started letting guys motorboat her tits with the bra on. Like, I'm like, mm, oh my nice. god, nope. I'm out. So, no, I, yeah, I'm not into any of that. So no. wow. I'm out. So the one one of these dudes starts going with my wife. He's like, "What's her name?" What's her? I'm like, "Her name's Monica." He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Relax, dude." Yeah. I'm like, "Your her, her name getting... is Death." I'm like, <laughs> "Drink." And I, I don't know if there was something he saw in my eyes or something where I'm like, "Easy, like you're done." Like, like, hey, it's fun. We're having a great time. You're getting too far. So once we all got off the trolley, and this was a deal where they pick you up at the casino at ten and bring you back at like four p.m. So when we were like, like trying wine and we had a couple that we kind of hooked up with that were fun, like more, more our speed. Uh, and we were hanging out with them and, uh, swinging. They, no, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> so these, these folks were drinking beers, like between all their, their wine tastings. Right. So they're getting from 10, to four, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Yeah. Wow. They did, and it's, it's Hammer. five, five vineyards. And, uh, 
So we get we get back at the casino and the guy's like, "Hey, let's do shots." I'm like, "Uh, we still have to check into our room." So that's why he's like, "No, dude, let's do shots." I'm like, "Okay, this is the moment when we separate from you. Like, we were on the <laughs> same tour. Um, I get that you find my wife attractive, but like, we are not going to continue this relationship." Like, well, no, no. are these light beers or what are we talking about? No, they dude, they had that. That's when I was texting you about the. Uh, Oh, the, uh, that's what you're talking about. Oh, the Russian shit, River those beer. are real beers. Pliny the Elder. That was Pliny yeah, the Elder. That's a real beer. They had Pliny the Elder on tap. Wow. From Russian River. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, like it was that. good. That was good, but mm -hmm. I, uh, yeah, it was okay. I mean, I, was, I haven't had Pliny the. I've had Pliny the Younger. I have not had Pliny the Elder. But yeah, so I like. I was like, this is like really amped, and even at the uh, the vineyards, it was like bachelorette parties. Like I was just like, dude, I'm oh, not used to it. But Monica had a great time. Uh, good for her. I, good I for managed her. to That's fend off. I managed to because we had like a they have the one thing about Pachanga Casino is it's really renovated, really nice inside, and they have like tribal police up the wazoo. Nice. So the cops are everywhere, and they, there's no assholes walking around. So uh, there was they had a great steak restaurant that we went to afterwards. So it was a big cool. success. Didn't fuck it up. Woohoo! <laughs> now, now, how far is that from you? Uh, two hours. Two and a half. Oh, that's but the, not too bad. But the nice thing is it's 20 minutes from Oceanside, and my mother-in-law lives in Oceanside. So she met us at the casino, picked up our kids, oh, and then grabbed the kids. Perfect. And then, then the next day, we just went and got the kids and went home. So perfect. Oh, it was great. She had well a great done. time. Well it was done. good. Yeah, she had a lot, lot of brownie points there. And we I bought her we bought a couple bottles of wine while we were there. You know, she she wants to buy a couple bottles of wine, so it was good. Yeah, we had a fun time. Right. But dude, the I'm telling you, the fucking there was one chick crawling around on her knees on the aisle. Like, just like, it was like, what's going on? Yikes. <laughs> but I'm loving nice. it. Like, I love it. Like, hey, have fun. Like, right. just don't mess with other people. You know, right. just, don't fuck uh, with me. Yeah, that's right. my own thing. Do, you do you, but don't fuck right. with me. No, and, right. and, and we were cool. Like, but when they poured that drink from Monica, I could not believe she drank it. I was like, wow. That's awesome. I was like, was that Dude, GHB? That a... I'm like, what did you just drink? <laughs> right. I mean, that should be our national motto, right? You do you, but don't fuck mm -hmm. with me. Wait, we have a flag for that. But yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. But yeah, so uh, if you want a racy time, that's the way to go. The Temecula one. Yeah, go, go to Temecula. Yeah, that's a, that's a long flight. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What about you, Jason? Anything going on with you? No. Just living life. How about war games? Yeah. Are you playing war games, Jason? I am oh, playing I think war we played games. Seki Gehara. We did do that. Oh, what happened with that game? How'd that game go? That, that what was like that? A leading question. <laughs> How'd that Seki Gahara game go? I, I, sorry, oh, you're, you're breaking up. up. You're breaking up, Dave. I, don't, uh, I can't oh. hear you. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> my lips seem full and red. So, <laughs> yeah, Dave kicked my ass. Well, no, Jason. Oh. In my defense, Jason had uh, my defense for gloating about it. Uh, Jason had destroyed me previously because he loyalty challenged me every single time. <laughs> nice. And just mastered me. That's such but, a fun game. It's so good. So. So you guys, you were sober when you were playing this, obviously. Mm, or at least I don't, know that's true. I don't know if that's true. I remember Ch that we played, so I wasn't too drunk. Well, I came. No, well, I'm, I'm, and by sober, I mean not falling down drunk. Well, I'm, I'm pretty right. sure. Well, well, Mitch and I once tried to play Seki Gahar right. in a Mexico, <laughs> Missouri hotel lobby, and we 
opened it up and we're like, yeah, we can't even figure out how to play this. No. So we just put it away. You know how you were saying, Jason, you had to like squint and open, close yeah. one eye and read it? That's how we were playing that <laughs> game. That's right. That's when I asked the lobby guy and I'm like, hey, do you mind if we play this out here? And he's and he goes, he's like, what? He goes, well, no, I don't know if I'm like, well, I'm I'm just letting you yeah, know we're, we're going to play it. We're just going to fucking do it. And he right. goes, well, I don't know if that's okay. I'm so I, I said, dude, I'm not asking your fucking permission. We're playing it in the fucking lobby and right. uh, feel free to watch or whatever you want to do. <laughs> we just played I, it. I mean, I mean, seriously, this was like, I don't I mean, I don't know how fucking late it was but it must have been at least close to midnight i mean nobody yeah. else no one's there so no he, one's he was there. there right so he, in, what he didn't want us to do was interrupt him right 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 he wanted to hang out yeah uh, so in our sekigahara game with between jason and i i uh made a hard run at uh what is that kyoto oh, osaka i think i hit osaka in the middle yeah you gotta get yeah. you gotta get the middle so i no i no i ran i ran west quick pretty quick and, and took yeah the castles then jason pounded me out of there but then jason made a little mori run down uh it just made, didn't got, work yeah he got too, <laughs> got too cocky got, he, got, he got too cocky with mori and then tokugawa fucking just stomped just mori stomped him it was death. bad i just and then, uh, yeah it was bad and that was close to that the was end pretty much there. it yeah and then Mitch and I finished up. A, I think it's dangerous to bring out us. I think it's dangerous to bring out a single clan force in that game. You want to mix clans, combined arms. Yeah, because you kind of brought out only Mori. So then, when you were short on Mori cards, yeah, they become very I, vulnerable. I brought them out. Crushed. Yeah, just didn't have the cards for it. But you brought a bunch of Mori troops out. Mm -hmm. So, so for Ishida, what would you think, um, strategy wise? Is that black or yellow? yellow ishida like for me for me tokugawa is uh grab the middle castle in the middle yep. of japan yep um and if you can grab other stuff that's great but really you need to start need moving stuff west yep. and you know so for ishida what would you think you tried I, to build because you tried to bring in guys i tried to build and I, I i i don't know i i it it has to be a steamroll somewhere but i don't know where to start it from i've I'm a much better Tokugawa player than Ishida. I think Ishida is the hardest. It's, one to it's play. hard. I think, yeah. I think if you had parked, if you had parked a little longer, I think you went out too soon. Yeah, maybe. And then I was yeah. able to pounce. Yeah, it's such a and, good game though. And I was much uh, riskier with card play, where I would I paid higher cards to have more moves. You know, because once you get the castle advantage and once mm -hmm. you get the city advantage, you can start giving up more cards yeah and have playing extra higher moves. yeah yeah and so you tended to be like when i would be like oh i'm playing like two card whatever it was like the max to move all my guys yeah you would be like whoa but yeah yeah but One i think two. maybe sometimes like maybe you played too conservatively with movement yeah maybe because i because i was exposed on my backside like if you could have come down you were kicking my ass on the <laughs> the northern part of the of japan <laughs> like that um yeah and i and i thought about like running like a like a reaver force out to just kind of collect that stuff but the problem is you know as soon as i leave the castles they revert back to you and you were able to park guys in, in good spots and just kind of fight out of there so we should do that more often though that, yeah it was good it's I, so think, fast I think definitely it's so paying, the, the whole decision of paying extra cards from your hand to get more moves is like a the mm -hmm. great decision point there so it's a it's a brilliant game yeah. it really is it, it no it is really great and 
I, I guess guys, some guys don't like it. I don't think Ralph Who? likes it. Well, I mean, it Who? is it's cool. super Ralph abstract. Oh, right? come on, Ralph. It, it's, it's, a, it's a suit hand type game. Exactly. Like you yeah. want to match like, suits with... It's like pitch, right? I mean, like a you're, bridge you're, with blocks. And sometimes you're looking at all these blocks, and you're like, oh, I don't want to attack those blocks. But you're like, you have yeah, no they idea what the other guy... Part. They right. have nothing. They don't have any hand right. for that. And you can kind of watch and sit like, are they it, playing right? aggressive with it this turn? Right. Or what are they doing? Right. Yeah. That's right. It's parking. And then you just, and that's the one where you fight battles maybe that aren't important to you because you want to cycle your hand. That's right. You know, you want to get that yep. suit out of your, you're like, yeah, if I lose a couple of blocks, I'll lose deal. this guy. Yeah. No biggie. Because I need to get some Tokugawa words in my hand. Yeah. That's good. So that's what Jason and I played. Mm -hmm. um, what else, Jason? What else have you played? Uh, Mitch and I finished a, a game of uh, Long Street Attacks, play by email. Now we've been playing Green Beret. Yeah. Brian Train Joint. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. How's that? Yeah, which. Go ahead, Jason. Um, it's it's good. It's, it's a Brian Train game. That's what I'll say. What's the scale? <laughs> what's, the, what's the unit scale? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, so so I mean, camp? Totally label <laughs> companies camp and battalions and A teams and this shit. But I mean, Brian, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I love his games, but a lot of that shit's abstracted, right? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's like really a, good, but it's no. Right. I, I love Shining Path until we realized yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't know if we could actually win. In the, the end. I, I mean, I think I, I think what uh, Jason and I are seeing is that I don't know if it's the Vassal module, but it's not really great over Vassal. Because <laughs> yeah. you know you're supposed to make hidden die rolls and this kind of shit, and you're supposed to hide. You know you have to you have to separate your shit into stacks, and that's it's a painful process because the vessel module like your, says this right. hides. Like wow, right? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, hey, look, I'm not supposed to know there. what's in there. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, but I mean, I mean, we're working through it, and, and it's a. I think it's a. I think it has good bones. I think it's it, a solid system. I think it does what it does pretty yes. well. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, I think it's a. I think it's a good little game. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of showing like the 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 VC are trying to get supplies from Cambodia out and and the uh, over to the coastal regions. Mm -hmm. And so the, it's through uh, the free world allies and, are trying to right stop that flow. So it's 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 good. Um, it's pretty abstract and it's pretty, I don't even know how I would phrase it, but it, right. like, I, like I, it's maybe, you know, the, the, the constant debate of, is this a war game? It may, it might not be a war game. No, no, I get it. Right, there's combat. There's combat. There is like, combat. Like, there's like, combat. I'll, I'll You're moving with, units. There's combat. It's, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, with, with, my, with my it. copy of Shining Path, uh, I've made fun of it. I'm not selling it. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, in this game, I mean, and, and so I have shining, I think I have shining path. I don't know. I, and I haven't played it yet, but, but green Bridge, there's, I, I think I heard you and John, you were playing with medicine man, right? Yeah. Right. But, uh, like you said, it wouldn't, you didn't think it would ever end or anything. I think there's a definite end here. So there's, 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 yeah. there's only uh, like six or eight terms. Terminology, like right. There's, yeah, there's maps and mops and mips and mopes. And I don't know what the fuck <laughs> there are, but, so there's a certain number of so, so depending on the chit you pull that that defines the number of operations phases and then within there you add them up and there's this number of missions you can do in each phase and so you might in a turn you might do let's just say 15 things right um but 
but it's me, right? And so once you're done, you just move to the next turn. And so it flows pretty well. I mean, I think we're in turn three or four or five. I don't know yeah, I think we're about halfway I mean, through. I think his games end up being fun and feeling very yes. true to the period. Yes, so. yeah. yes. And that's what he does. Yeah. Such a good job. Right. Yeah. That's great. And then backdoor. Like, I don't think oh. we hated Shiny Path. I think we were just like, yeah, we could play this for like five days. Like, yeah. yeah. Based on the victory conditions, it's like we didn't feel like we were going to be able it to needs finish. A right. turn count. No, this, this one I think definitely has an end. And I mean, poor, poor Jason, I think he's on the downward <laughs> spiral, but. I'm not doing super well. Well, that's right. Play, and, right and, so. and, and, and following the theme, usually I play Tokugawa in second. Sek- Sakigahara. I'm playing oh, Free World right. Allies in, he, he, in Green Bay. He Bray. got out of his box. Yeah, so like I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to reach, you know, I'm trying to stretch. He wanted to be NLF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, well, I'm cool, playing cool, the, the funny, U.S. I just, I just I said you wanted to be the commies. Now you're the U.S. Assumed, well, I just assumed you'd want to play the commies. So in my email, oh, I'm like, okay, so mm-hmm. I'll take the Free World Allies, right? And he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to try the, okay. Yeah. I don't know what to do with this. I'm trying to grow, you know, getting to that point in my life. Trying to try new things. I'm not motorboating. You're exploring lives, new horizons. But I'm, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I'm All right, so Jason, what else are you playing? What else you got? Uh, backdoor Matt and I played Hold Fast Korea, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, that looked. Like, I got to complain about the map though. I love how that name is stuck. <laughs> why? Why? Why <laughs> is the map left to right? I don't south know. North? So we it's were a, both like, like I started it's, the game it's incredibly like, irritating. What the fuck, dude? Because English is left to right, that's why. Well, I think it's because I. What I really think it is is the Vassal module is built that way because most and like computers are landscape rather than oh, portrait. Is the, is the physical name not that way? Are well, I think, but you wouldn't play it that way, right? You would, you would play it. Would you? Well, would which you way is the writing? Long what, ways. Which way I, is the writing face? Um, it it faces left to right. Yeah, so what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? But that's not like, how I would play it. Yeah, but, like, but the point is they intend you, f- if the the writing is that direction, they exactly. intend you to play yeah. it that way. So it should be like the uh, the Vietnam, the Hearts and well, Minds. Well, and I'll tell you what, a lot of the games these days, so the fact that they're going to probably end up being played on Basel informs how they're designed from yeah, a graphic design standpoint, yeah. right? Because yeah. they're, they're usually top-down, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, that, that, that's a, that's a actual consideration. Hey, when this gets electronicized, I don't know how you want to say that, whatever. It's but, not, it's not electronicized, but that's fine. Yeah. Whatever you don't know, it's you don't it's definitely not that. I don't Interpret know Interpret my like, How about electronicized? Sure. <laughs> I like that better. Um, but, but I mean, that goes into the design process is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. But I think we're used to seeing like if North and South Korea, I think North Korea needs yeah. to be at the top of the map sure, and South right. Korea yeah, needs to be at the bottom of the board. Right. Yeah. Not, not, not on the right. Is that what you're saying? And if you yeah. want to tilt it, so it's left to right, that's great. But I think looking at it, yeah, the, the text should, should be, yeah. yeah. Cause there's but, nothing, but, there's plenty of room on the map. But, to, but to Dave, do that. you're, you're, you're interfering with my artistic interpretation of how, you know, <laughs> I know, but I'm a customer, dude. I'm That's always right. a customer. I'm, I'm that, trying to think of that, some really pseudo bullshit psychology. This is why I don't accept I free review games. One, because I can't be objective. Because <laughs> if it's free, I want to make it the best game of the year because I'm so excited. And right. secondly, uh, I feel like if I pay the actual money for the game, I'll be just as angry as a real store. <laughs> nice. That's right. Let, yeah, let's be honest. Nobody is objective. That's true. It's true. But wow, it, that's, that's true. No, that, no, that's true. You, you can, you can make it was an profound. effort. 
you can, you can explain the objective. Absolutely. You can explain what your issues are. Sure. Right? Here's, so. here's my bias. Here's how I'm approaching. That's this. right. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. And Tripp and I wrapped up a play by email fifthly game. That was a lot of fun. I, it was a, a downtown experience for me. I felt like I was winning nice. the battles, but I lost the war kind of a situation. Which, which side did you play? I how played, I this? we're just playing play by email. Uh, well, that okay. means he was the good guys, probably. I was yeah. the good guys. <laughs> right. Too much and pilot fatigue. Exactly. What I was doing, what I was <laughs> well, doing fifth, is... Fifth Fleet is actually a really fun game. I was it trying just, to fight, and what I should have been doing is delivering my, my Marines. Oh, I right. thought Jason lost through too many naval pilot divorces. That was the victory <laughs> conditions. <laughs> I, was, I was trying Not to fight him pilots. and just didn't sunk sync the right guys, and I didn't deliver oh. my guys. And, but it was a lot of fun. And it actually played by email pretty pretty well yeah, and then that's uh, actually a really underrated version or inter- edition of the fleet yeah i liked it but the map's super tight you can kind of get to it stuff is. yep and yeah, i think guys are a all shit ton of have, train games i have never done any of the fleet stuff at well i'm not an era naval guy so i am not uh, and i'm almost that's afraid fair. of that's fair it's like another Maybe thing i could be obsessed with like <laughs> Yeah, so I, when, I, I, when I Compass remember the, I remember this, the pilot, I remember the pilot dead dudes when you and Ty were playing uh, mm-hmm. Second Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was a great game. So I'm I'm all in on on the fit Fleet games. They're they're a lot of fun. Yeah, that's good. So you feel it. So so Jason, do you feel like between the different versions, uh, it's easier to jump because you kind of understand like basic rules from the system yeah and i think even so the weird rule tweaks i think they still play okay if you get them wrong like i think i I was playing something slightly off um like in this one you have to roll to see which if you can only attack in the top stack or the bottom stack like weird stuff like that but it would play fine if you didn't do that yeah, that's, um, that's the first discussion. Is which rule set are we playing? With? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so is there a so standard? Okay. Is there well, a standard so fleet version, and then well, so you can six, play that with all the ones? Sixthly, use the D six, and then every other game use the D ten. D ten, and then they kept adding rules. Like you know, what Jason's talking about is yeah, I don't remember which game it was, but so before when you did an SSM attack, you would just say, "Well, I'm targeting X," right? Well, in in later games, you have to roll a die, and you can only target from the top half of the stack or the bottom half of the stack, and and so you just kind of have to decide we're going to play with these rules, yeah. right? Yeah, and I think they would all because they don't change the counter, so you could play any right. rule set for any of the games for the most part. Yeah, yeah, and, so. and, and and for guys who don't know, the fleet games are basically like different like areas of operations Correct. for yeah. the U.S. Navy for the U.S. Like Navy. Persian yeah. Gulf, yeah. like World War Three kind of stuff. Yeah, Second Fleet yeah. is Atlantic. Third Fleet is well, a whole bunch of shit. Right, so, specific, right. so for new guys, because we're now the uh, the number one wargaming podcast that recruits new That's members. Right. Oh, there we go. Wow, um, got a new with, badge. Like, so this is the fleet series, and these games are definitely available for for entry people. Long check them out. Print. Very expensive, but they're right. they're out there but is I there a, cheap, is there a cheaper them. version is there a cheaper version that's available like one particular mod like no. hey you could get this one well i think six fleet is, well six fleet goes because again because it's, it's the first one right it uses the d6 shit but but it still plays pretty well so yeah, what's six does. fleet gonna run you on ebay 50 or 60 bucks i would say that's not yeah. bad yeah it's not no, bad not bad but like no, seventh a, fleet is gonna these, be these young kids are to, these young kids are yeah. paying 50 bucks for a latte they're free no that's right. they'll, they'll <laughs> buy that in a second now there's a company in japan i can't remember the name because i've had a few beers but 
they're making like they they've made shit. I don't know twenty add-ons, right? Oh, I didn't so, know. So, oh yeah, um, Arabistan and all this kind of shit. That so it's all print and play, right? You have to make your own counters and and all this shit. But they'll give you the digital files for the map, and hmm. the counters, and the rules, and they're in Japanese. So you have to join the Yahoo group to get the translation. <laughs> but you know, you speak my language. You're right, exactly. But uh, and they're pretty cool. But like one of them is the. Um, uh, Falklands War, so they have a, a actual oh, like nineteen eighties version, but then they also have that a might be a good game version. actually. Is it yeah. on a giant map? Because Jason loved that. No, it's not all, think of the all entire rules written out of sequence. I mean, I'd have, I'd have to I'd have to think about it, but I think most of them are single map editions. So this is exciting. That's good. Oh, yeah, pretty cool. I feel like now Mitch should have his own website. Like, Mitch, why is Mitch buried in BGD? Mitch has a lot all of good this ideas. Knowledge locked in my head. Oh <laughs> my god. I need to do more hot. So, so Six is. Fleet is like, is that a good entry game? I like it. It's it, it's it gets it gets poo poo, but it's right? it's it's pretty good. I Second yeah. Fleet, I think so far. I like Fifth Fleet because the type map, but I think Second Fleet is kind of. I think it, that's North Atlantic. Yeah, Second Fleet is the bomb. Yeah. you know what? Honestly, Third Fleet so, is so what's, cool what's, because there's single maps, right? There's three different maps. There's so, what's three. Second Fleet going to run a guy? Right now. Oh, Probably geez. 80s. 80s yeah. is not bad. Yeah. No, it's not horrible. Guys, for an I mean, that's what that, that should these, be. These, these young kids Vietnam are going to sell one of their Fabergé eggs and they'll be fine. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. They'll just not buy a coffee for They'll, they'll cash out some stock options right. they're in, right? We're they'll, good. They'll, they'll, they'll give up coffee for Lent. <laughs> that's right. They'll be able to buy something. They'll right. just develop an app and make a million bucks and they can buy yeah. it. Oh, exactly. Shit. Exactly. They'll be all right. They'll eat normal bread for six months. <laughs> <Right. fun. laughs> not the crunchy whole grain. Bread that they have to buy in the store. That's right. That's right. Gluten. They'll, they'll eat a ton of gluten for six right. months and be able to buy it. Well, there'll be a snowstorm, a snowstorm and they'll have to go get French toast. All right. <laughs> right. Eggs, bread, and, and, and then we won't we won't talk about the train games I'm playing. That's a that's a different podcast. Oh, do it. Do it. You just play play thirty. Can you summarize the train games? Yeah. Um I'm playing uh I played eighteen forty six today, which is uh the GMT eighteen XX game. Oh I right? saw that, yeah. Playing Silverton. Which is, is Silverton uh, an eighteen XX game or is that something else? No, it's a it's a kind of its own beast. Um but it, it feels like running a real railroad. Um, playing Age of Steam uh, online with some guildies. Oh, hey, for the record, after hearing about the, the ownership problems with Age of Steam, I kickstarted the new version. Nice. Yeah, I think I'm way too <laughs> I was like, It's fast. Oh, the whole thing is You're all so annoying. But, I'm yeah, definitely yeah, kickstarting. You're all douchebags, everybody, yeah. on I all just, sides. I immediately, I, I'm not even into train games. I'm yep. like, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Nice. Yeah. And, and the good thing is they're, the resale value is never going to go away. That Age of Steam for is like ASL. Whatever. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm all in on the new version of Age of Steam. Good. I have no good. idea what I it's about. I don't know. You might I like it. I played Railroad Tycoon. That's it. That's all so, I know. So it's pretty similar to that. Oh, really? Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, some other smaller ones, but yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm back in the train game. Nice. Yeah. No, but the guild is pretty... If and For the record, if you're a wargamer into train games, uh, this guild uh, yeah, is probably yeah, a pretty safe, safe harbor for you. <laughs> <laughs> we we can make that happen. That yeah. it's, it's a good switching station that we're saying. That's, That's right. Exactly. Yeah. We have probably at least 15 to 20 guys who are... And yeah, pretty, a lot of and, them are like... Like sharks, some pretty hardcore. Guys. Oh yeah, 
Rex and uh, yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm Sharks, not including Samer. Samer, because Samer is just <laughs> oh, he's an opportunist. <laughs> Asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> See, I haven't heard from him since I told him to stop fucking with my art. I think I, I think I heard his feelings. Nice. Nice. Right, so he doesn't have feelings, no. <laughs> so that's not that's not possible. I love you, Samer. We all love Samer. That's and that's it for me. Well, that's good though, dude. Yeah, good it was, job. It's a good couple months. Yeah. Mitch, what are you playing? Yeah. Well, so obviously I've been playing beret and long stream attacks with Jason, which has been cool. I'm playing uh, last bit Blitzkrieg with uh, Matt Anthony, Tony Kenner. Which has been fun, and we just restarted our ATS obsession, so that's cool. Back to back to Huey. We got oh, we've, the we've got a it way to go. It looks yeah. great. Yeah, look, it does look good. I now, mean, are you different. guys playing just scenarios? Or you're playing like a campaign yeah. game? No, 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 just the scenarios. So what we do is we'll play. We'll play like this is scenario four. So we'll play that scenario, and then we'll switch slides and play it again. Right, and we're going to just work our way through that module, and then we'll pick a different module and work our way through it. So it's kind now, of cool. now, now, Mitch. When you see a product like Red Factories come out, are you mm -hmm. like, are you like, gosh, I wish maybe I did play ASL instead of ATS because um, that's a really sweet project sometimes. with all these giant fucking tractor factories and sometimes, yeah. But then, I mean, so like Critical Hit has the, and I forget what they call it, it's like Volga something or other, right? But they have eight different products which is it spans like put if you put all the maps together it's like 18 feet worth of stalingrad okay you know um but it's not my jam so i kind of ignored it but um but yeah sometimes i like oh man i'd really like to play that but with ats rules not ASL. Well, well, well yeah no the difference is i think asl just has so many more resources right so they have the play testers they have the I don't know no, if ATS absolutely. has the same muscle behind the engine the way. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. Hard I mean, to say, a right? ASL has like hundreds and thousands of playtesters who will play games and, it, it, and fine tune it, the scenarios. Exactly. Well, so in fact, on that point, I just posted today, and so ATS, like every other freaking game on the planet, has Facebook group, right? And I posted in there. I said, and I, I I put two two screenshots in there. The last, you know, in Vassal, you can go look at the last twenty four hours of games. And ATS right. was like I don't know sixteen people or whatever, and ASL was I don't know pick a number two hundred something, right? I'm like, how right. okay, dudes? How do we make ATS look like ASL? Right? Well, well, you know what the the problem is, the owner. Um. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I 100% agree. The way it. Yeah. So the way that's it's... that's. It would have done if somebody else owned it. We. It would have been much better. If it's a. And I've never played it, but I've heard you talk about it, and mm -hmm. I agree. It sounds pretty good, and I respect I, I, yeah. your opinion. Um. So you can only point to one real issue with why the game right, doesn't yeah. expand. It, it, yeah, and I mean, as much as much fun as I make of maybe some ASL stuff, right? Is I appreciate it. I, I enjoy. I, I like watching it, so I'll log in. Like when Jack or or whoever's playing ASL, I, I like to watch it because it's a tactical gaming, right? I like tactical gaming, but um, if I want to play, I'm going to play ATS just because I like the rule system better, right? And, 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 and dude, it's, it's, makes it doesn't mean it's better. It's just it's, I like it better. The, right? the problem with ASL is ASL tries to with with a wargaming rule uh, reenact and recreate every single aspect of physics, which is like really hard. For Wait, you talking about ASL or ATS? No, ASL. Like ASL, <laughs> right? No, ASL. Like tries yes, to like. I agree. You can, if I, you're going to go downhill in the snow, 
you go this right. speed unless you're on skis or unless you're right. on it's like dude like did we need the extra rule for exactly. the skis or like exactly the, right and that, that's always been my issue is like they, they want to say well it's most realistic bullshit you know <laughs> if you're playing asl and you actually have a bullet go by your head all right now we're talking about real <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 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 but until then bullshit no, it's so, no. so the don't, simulation, don't they're, they're trying to simulation laws of physics constantly. Correct. How exactly. does a guy jump over a hedge? Exactly. How does a guy jump right. over a wall? How does right. a guy go into a shell hole? And, they feel like they have to, like if a guy's be in a shell hole behind a hedge, can he see? Like other rules are like, who cares? Right. Like, maybe they saw them before they went into the, exactly. the shell hole. And, like, and, exactly. And, and, and as a designer, you're like, all right, look, you don't need to worry about, as a player, you don't need to worry about that shit. The sergeant on the spot is doing that. You just right. need to hand wave and say yeah. they moved. <laughs> no, yeah, no. ASL tries to develop a, a system that's that's specific and very precise for physics. Correct. But the truth is, war is really complicated and it's confusing. Pure chaos. <laughs> but none of that's in ASL. The right. chaos, other than rolling bad dice, sure. is not in the game. <laughs> like Jack. You know what I mean? Like that that's I guess where it gets written in, like, hey, you rolled badly, but the right. truth is like there's there is some really good control over where guys go and what yes. they do and who right. knows. Well and, and honestly AT, ATS has the same problem. One one of the things I really wish all those tactical games had was a better and maybe better is not the right word, but more realistic command and control problem, right? Because the guy the guy that's all the way across the map from the lieutenant who's in charge of that guy, and they do the right thing every single time, right? That's not right. Yeah. Well, that's um, not how it works. Mitch, once we uh, we get out there, Missouri, I'm going to yes. show you some miniatures that are going to treat you to a, a different type of I system. I can't fucking wait. It's Piquet, the ultimate system of command friction. Yes, I've, I've seen that. I've I've not played it. Be but Bean Braxton Bragg. Like, mm. How do you play Braxton Bragg? Let's <laughs> ask Jason. Lindsay, not. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. So what else you got going on besides yeah. that? Um, so that, uh, what did I say? Green Beret, Last Boots Creek. Uh, Empires in Arms. Uh, Rocket Man, Voice of oh, Rocket. Oh, were you in the campaign? Yes, we're playing oh, that. PBM, we have, and we have eight players because we added Sweden. And we're playing the 1792 campaign, not the 1805 campaign, which is a little bit different. Right, so France is not the powerhouse that it is in the 1805 campaign. In fact, Russia is the big bad boy in the block, although nobody seems to be um, noticing that. So uh, <laughs> no I'm one's noticing Russia because Prussia and Austria won't make peace with me. They keep continuing their war. That's, that's okay. I, I keep gobbling up all the miners. I'm France because um, nobody else wanted them for some reason, but um, it's fun. I, I, you know what? I love that game. I think it's a great. It, so it's not so much actually a war game as much as it is a diplomacy game. Right, that makes sense. Making yeah. making deals with them mm -hmm. and uh, going through going through with those those deals, but it, it's a it's a ton of fun. Although, like most PBM games, it's just it's slow because people you know real life intrude. That's fine, um, but we keep I keep nudging people. Yeah, as long as people Carl's keep going. At it. Yeah, and uh, that's pretty cool. But we're 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 moving along. We've let's see, we started. I think we're three or four months in. Three. That's that not sounds too right. Bad. Um, yeah, so I've I've conquered some miners, and Paul Paul is Austria. Paul Shorefied is Austria, and we he and I have been going around in uh, in Italy for a little while, and you know it's it's good. I like it. I I just I love that system. Um, my the first the first 
quote-unquote design creation I ever did was an Italian campaign scenario for Emprise in Arms. Like wow. in 1990-something, you know. Some people who listening to this probably weren't even fucking born. But, <laughs> oh, that's um, horrifying. You know, uh, it, it was that long ago. In fact, Carl, when he first talked about it, it's like, dude, let's play that scenario. I'm like, okay, did I actually write that? Nice. That's <laughs> awesome. Right. So uh, that's cool. Um, I've been playing uh, ATS Live. We've been playing Parker's Crossroads or, uh, you know, CH. <laughs> God bless them. They keep re-releasing re, re, re their products. I'm sure there's a marketing stick in there somewhere, but you know, they they called it. It was originally Parker's Crossroads. Now it's Barack Day for Truer, and now it's, who knows? But we're playing that face to face. I played uh, Red Typhoon from Revolution Games. Oh, that's real. right. Yeah. That you know what I? So I I bought it because so back back up a little. I got the I subscribed to War Diary, which is the uh, war gaming magazine. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, it's really a good magazine. Good. I think, yeah, I think it had its great articles, right? <laughs> I read it for the articles, <laughs> the pictures. Um, but I, I, I really do think it's really good. But, but when you subscribe, and I think you have to, you have to get into the, you know, whatever it is, a subscription. But you get a twenty-four percent off coupon. I'm like, well, what the fuck am I going to buy from Revolution Games? I'm like, well, oh, this Red Typhoon looked kind of cool. So I, I, I got that, and it came, and I mean, it's, it's for, it, I think I described it as old school. It's like going back to old school, right? It's a, it's a, it's an, it's a defender eliminated attack and retreat CRT. Um, hmm. Movement is very simple. It's there's not a lot of counters. It's a single map, uh, um, but, but that said, they have this this cool mechanic where each side gets um, what they call, I think they're called activation points, APs. They call them APs, uh, but anyway, you get so many, and of course the the Germans start with more than the or no, the Russians start with more than the Germans because they're on the attack. But it, but it very much constricts because when you assign an AP, that's when you move. You can you can assign it to move or attack, right? So if you want to move, you have to sign an AP, an AP. And if you want to attack, you have to sign another AP. And so it's a constrained resource. Oh, I see. Which is okay. which is very cool, right? But then it's the a combination, right? Exactly. So you have to make. So I think what I said. I, I, like the the combination of the movement values and the and that AP mechanic and the, and the way the CRT works, you actually have to make very interesting decisions. Even though it's a very very simple game, I mean, there's like maybe six pages of rules, right? But it, it's such a fun game. That's it, awesome. It really was. Johan and I just enjoyed the shit out of it. Revolution was, was this Operation Typhoon? So uh, Red Typhoon. Red Typhoon, Red Typhoon from Typhoon. Uh, Revolution Games. It, it looked I mean, really it was nice. A, it was stuff. a great little game. I mean, the, it looked. It was a good production value. Game. Oh yeah, the production value is phenomenal. I mean, and everyone it, asked about that one giant uh, Soviet shock army. Yes, the first middle. shock army. So and so the interesting thing about that is, so at the beginning of the game, you can choose. So I was talking about those APs, right? And you get APs. There's there there are like. I can't remember exactly, but say six six commands on each side, right? A, B, C, D, whatever you want to call them. You can choose where the shock army is part of command B or command A. That's the first option, right? And it costs you VP to switch it, but it's but it's huge. But if you keep it on the map past, I think turn four. So at like turn five, it costs you a VP. Turn and by, six, by it costs huge, you. Oh, it's, like, it's like it's a like, 15. It's 20. It's a 20. Against yeah, it's everything like else. So most units are threes or fours. Yeah. Right. Yeah, threes, yeah, fours, so or fives. Yeah, so it dominates the map. It does. Absolutely. Um, 
So so you can pay VP to keep it on, right? But you can also pay v, VP to, to to switch where it starts. Um, hmm. But yeah, it, it's I, I would highly as as an intro game for sure. Absolutely, is a great. But I mean, it was just fun to play, right? It was one of those things. It, Johan and I were talking about it after we finished. We're like, you know, now that we understand it, you could finish this in a night. Yeah, like, but it, you, it's kind of like you could set it up, go, boom, you're done. It, it, some of the sometimes those games bring back like your old feelings about how you played games. Exactly. Right. It's an attractive game. Yep. It's simple. It's fun. Pushing shit, CRTs, just fighting. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then, so, in the differences, the AP allocation thing. So, like at the beginning, like turn one, the German, or I'm sorry, the Soviets might get. How does that work? So they start with three in their pool and they get seven, they have ten total, and the Germans might have five, right? And so immediately, you're constrained. The Germans have to kind of react by movement. They can't really do a whole lot of attacks, and there's a whole lot of, not a whole lot, but there's a little bit of variation in there. But basically, it, it kind of models that. And then as the as the turns go on. The Germans get more and the Soviets get less AP, right? So by the end of the battle, you're both getting the same number, and it's just it depends on where you want to have your main attack go. It's just it's a fun game. I I I can't recommend it enough. Nice. Alex, really good. And for the record, that's not my review. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, when I when I saw you setting it up, I was like, it looks really good. Like oh, I was like, it nice. looks really nice. Yeah, and absolutely. It looks sexy. It was good. And yeah. that's what, and I mean, if you wanted to, yeah, if you wanted to, so, so two things, if you wanted to bring somebody into the hobby, that game, perfect. Absolutely. Well, it reminded me that. like a victory lost in those types of games. Like the, the yeah, super easy simple mechanics, yeah. good, right. Good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like nice. Oh, I mean, I mean, movement is super simple, right? Every hex is almost, almost every hex is one move. Right. Woods are a little bit more depending on whether you're mech or not. Right. But, what, but what's cool is it makes, and Johan and I were talking about this. It makes very interesting decisions about who can attack and who can't, and how do you move and where do you make your defensive line. You know what I mean? So, for some very simple rules, it makes some really cool decision points. And and that, when I like when I play a game, that's what I want. I want I want good decision points, right? Yeah, Roger's good at developing those games like that. I don't know how much development work he did on this because. Yeah, it was a pre-existing game, but they yeah they find those K- like cells K two or cells or something. Game yeah, that that I first got into for them. And that's just so tight. It's so yeah, you know. It, oh, well, I, just so, so much we fun doing, to play. Exactly. So we're like we're going out once we were done. We're like going out on the website. Are there any other games in this? You know, <laughs> where's this? And it's the Panzer something. Panzer okay. Panzer core system, I think, or so, something like that. Like looking for other now, I think those are older. Those are some like magazine games or something. So Revolution has made this one as a remake, but I don't know that they've made remade any others. But I I, I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, and then other other than that, I'm playing Spearhead tomorrow, which is a miniatures game. Ooh, I have no idea. I've never know, never nope. played it before. But I know that one. Do you? Yeah. Nice. Spearhead, modern Spearhead. The mm. the modern versions. It's popular. World War Two. Well, okay. the moderns one—it's—it's it's the popular one, but okay, like industry-wide, but that's fine. Got it. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, we're playing. Don't worry, Mitch. You're gonna be, <laughs> you're right, not yeah, gonna have something. to worry about any of this stuff. <laughs> that's right. I, I fully expect, Dave, once you retire, that I will get lead poisoning. No, I have like—I literally have like probably uh, three thousand to four thousand oh, Civil War miniatures, shit. twenty millimeter. Nice. So, and we're all gonna Can play. Can we play Johnny Reb with that? I have decks of cards. We're gonna play. We're fine. We'll be fine. Nice. Nice. 
It's the I, kind of game where you don't know how good you guys are until they actually get shot. Oh, out. yeah. See, that yeah, I like. Awesome. I like that. But I hate that. No exactly are more likely to be good, but maybe right? they had a sure. bad day. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. It'll be good. Yeah, and yeah. There, there's a complete company-level World War II game that comes with it. So, yeah. so is it Spearhead still or something else? It's it's called uh, Field of Battle, World War II. Oh, okay. This uh, is the PK system. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. But but spearhead okay, cool. spearhead's cool. Like uh, I've I've yeah. messed around with it. I've modern. Yeah. But the big thing with spearhead was modern spearhead. That was always the. Got it. That, well, I'll, let you, I'll let I'll let who, you know tomorrow. I'll be my, my who's first doing that with you? Who, who's doing spearhead with you? Uh, Johan's playing, uh, and then a couple of guys from around here. Obviously, Chris Fawcett, who helped with some of the next war stuff, and then Marty gallo who's been um he's play tested some stuff for me but he's he's a local guy too and then a couple guys who i i don't know but we'll we'll get together well cool yeah, we'll have good. some fun yeah you guys you guys are adorable with all your little miniature war games <laughs> yeah good. you know i don't do miniatures much but you know whatever i'm game yeah my stuff is mostly soviet and german as, and as long some, as i don't have to fucking paint them i'm okay oh no i have yeah all, yeah all right i'm good and just before Dave, I'm going to ask you what you're playing. But I also I forgot I'm playing Andy and Abyss online, uh, and which might come up later. Root so, light? so wait, you're wait, 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 Jason, you're playing an adult coin. I'm playing. No, playing I'm playing an adult coin game. No, he's the playing. original. You might that, even say the is original. that advanced root? Advanced root. <laughs> advanced root leader. Love it. Yes. And Dave, what are you playing? Oh, so Speaking this is of root. I kick, I'll kick into root. So we'll just kick in right now. So uh, yeah. Dave, I'm playing root. Dave's I'm not playing afraid. Games. You're playing I'm not playing root. root. Yeah, there's it's, animals. It, it is adorable. Part, party foul and root. They are animals. And, party yeah, foul and, and yeah, I will say the vassal doesn't quite grab the adorableness the way the, the tabletop <laughs> game does. With, That's a with shame. little cats have all their little eyes. They're looking at you. And um, I'm actually in two root games. So the first one uh, – was a guild game that I kind of ran away with as a Woodland Alliance, which is like basically the version of uh, Viet Cong in the game. Uh-huh. Um, the second one now we're playing is that, that analogous group. to uh, Fire in the Lake? Is that is that what you're saying? No, but it's they're kind of like the insurgents, okay. like the Woodland Alliance. Right? They're yeah. bunnies, mice, and foxes that are unhappy if, if with the way with things are going. Roles, you know. Yeah. So so Mitch is gonna like like throw so shade about coin versus group. <laughs> But basically, the only difference between the games—well, actually, I, I should say the really the only similarities are the fact that there's an insurgent <laughs> in, in root. I mean, uh, other than that, I don't it, know that there's it, any. He uses cards, and, and there's like, a, only no, somebody can go the same card a particular mechanism? time. Yeah, yeah, no, there's no card mechanism like that, and there's no, no vic- and there's right. a victory point track. I guess that's another similarity. But basically, the the thing with the uh, coin is. Uh, there's a card that that you flip that dictates what you can or can't do, right? Like so. Oh, okay. You know, so as you flip cards, it'll say like you know you flip a card. There's nothing like that in root. You basically you draw cards and you can play cards during your actions, but so uh, there's a cards. strict turn order. It's, it's going to be it's going to be oh. marquee woodland alliance birds the eerie and then the, the vagabond and it's always going to rotate like that so there's no so is that is that for the whole game or just that term? oh no for the whole game there oh. there's there's no okay. card determination on what you okay. can or can't play so basically uh so that's why i say when it's, i say it's like big boy coin it's like when someone's complaining hey these guys are running away with the game it's like yeah 
then maybe you need to start stopping them. Like, <laughs> right. You know, it's like... Maybe you're not fucking playing right. 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 Yeah. It's a four-player so, game. Somebody should balance this. Right. Exactly. So in the, in, the, in the first game we played, Karsten uh, played the Eerie, and the Eerie are run by kind of a decree that's a very rigid uh, rhythm that they have to take with all their moves. Um, and if they ever aren't able to accomplish their decree, it grows with each turn, and if they're not able to accomplish it, then they go into turmoil, and the decree is disrupted, the leader's overthrown, they lose victory points, it's bad. Uh, I played the Woodland Alliance, which is basically guys like the Viet Cong of the game. They're with the little bunnies and mice that are trying to like sneak around. And and uh, it was at some point, I basically took over the game. I, I ran away with it because they weren't paying enough attention to what I was doing. Well, well I mean, it's just a little bit. You're so cute. Dave. But you establish, <laughs> basically, you establish sympathy in, in clearings. And then the problem is, once you put sympathy in a clearing, whenever another force moves through your clearing, they have to give you a card. For supporters, because oh, the wow, people there are okay. outraged. So if it's a mouse clearing, they have to give you a mouse card because the mice are outraged that another army moved through. And if they ever destroy that sympathy, they have to give you a card for outrage. Huh. So any investments you have in sympathy are usually paid back because uh, you get them back in outrage when they're either through or destroyed. But then you build up officers. So eventually you start militarizing kind of your rebellion and uh once you get officers, you can build army units, build bases. You can have revolts. Um, and uh, I, I basically had so many officers that I could just move unit, like military units, and then do something called organize, which is which means I can just basically set up a, a sympathy marker anywhere I want. And so I started running away with the game. Like it was like at some point, Karsten told Brad. Don't help Dave anymore. I think it's already too late. And two turns later, the game was done. I went from 12 to like 30 VPs in one turn. Wow. It was like, or, or in two turns. It was Carson. Carson Bread. Oh, okay. Yeah. Medicine Man. So, so the, the trick is the nation that really needs to keep the uh, Woodland Alliance under control is the cats because the cats are building their empire, but they can actually decide the ears. Because they kill the, mice? Well, the, that's right. And, uh, they can also, they have decisions. They can move their guys wherever they want. They're trying to build like structures and buildings. Um, the problem with the birds is the birds are re restricted by the decree. So if they can't battle in a certain hex according to the, or clearing, clearing according to the decree, the birds can't help. But the cats are much more flexible, so they can go after the... So in our second game that we're playing now, Ross is the Woodland Alliance, which is the VC, and I'm the cats, and I've got them hemmed in. Like he can't, it's hard for him to go anywhere because I've got like large garrisons of cats in every clearing adjacent to any of his areas that he controls. So that was good. And you're, and you're liking the game, obviously. Well, yeah, it's great. And so that my third game I'm playing of root is online with a medicine man, uh, Jonathan. We got to come up with a name for him because Jonathan's not going to work. Uh, and then Jed. <laughs> His cousin slash uh, nephew, I'm not sure. But uh, so yeah. we're, playing, we're playing that one. So that, in the, that the, one, I'm the, the birds. The nickname machine is falling apart. No, but that, in that one, I'm the birds. And that's where I'm screaming at Jed constantly. I'm like, get the fucking Woodland Alliance under control, dude. <laughs> like, you're the cat. So, you need to be doing this. So you, you would think it would be the birds who could move anywhere because birds. Yeah. Right. 
But the birds in the game are the birds in the game are very rigid old. Uh, they used to dominate the. Are forest. they complaining about the the graying of the birds? Right. Which that's right. It's the graying of the, the birds. Because come on, the, that's I mean, right. they the first the scenario is called the graying of the birds. You know, mummies were made, but whatever. The graying of the feathers. Yeah. Whatever. But it's I think it's a great game. It's so much fun and uh there's crafting awesome. and ambushes. It looks and, so good. For and kids. face so to fun. face it's great. It's face to face and we dude, we're playing a PB fun, fun for the whole family. Oh, and in the last one that I'm playing with Jed, right. uh Medicine Man brought in the lizards. And the what? lizards Cult of the Lizards. Is that one of the expansions? It is an expansion. I'm okay. like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, I'm like, John, you barely figured how to play the game normally. And he brings in but the lizard people. Medicine, this right? this sounds like a fever dream. I just, so, I just no want to throw it out there. So, so the lizard people. I read this book. They basically want to build gardens around the place. It's like it's like Jonestown. Like I don't know what the fuck is going on with these guys. And come if on. you kill their warriors, they come back as acolytes that let him. It's just this is the lizards. They're everywhere. Well, sure. You chop off the yeah. the tail, and the tail just grows into a new warrior, right? And, I mean, and it's a lizard. And since I play the other games, all I know is I just de- keep screaming at Jed, "Kill the Wilderness <laughs> Alliance! Don't worry about the lizards." So, is, so is we, this where I is is this where I get to say so Iowa, right? Idiots out wandering around. No. That's what that means. You know, <laughs> it's it's so sad to hear Missourians making fun of Iowa. Since, oh, I know. Since you really know that the state you look down on is yes. Arkansas, <laughs> right? Well. Dave, as you know, all you know why all the trees in Missouri lean north, right? Because <laughs> Arkansas blows and Iowa sucks. Well, Dana, Dana was the one when we I went to my first walk back in time. She goes, "I'm I'm actually from Arkansas." She goes, "But don't tell anybody." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Arkansas, where the family tree is a straight line. But it's a it's a great. I think Root is great. It's really fun. Uh, and guys who think it's easy. I, I don't know any of them because I have to watch every single guy's turn that nice. they run through because I'm always telling them, like, you fuck this up. So uh, the other Axis Empires game, well, we're, we're doing well, Dave, Axis like Empires. I, told you, I, I like to snipe because I haven't played it, so I'm just oh, making dude, you, drunken you would, fun. I think you would like it. You would actually like it. <laughs> I probably would. I don't know how many coin games you've actually played, Mitch. I have played all of them except Cuba Libre. But how many times though? Are you a regular coin game player? Um, not a regular one. I mean, I'll play it when it comes up. I feel like I you're mean, contractually eight, obligated nine, by GMT times. to play. Do you have to play every them? fucking that... game? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so I'm also playing Axis Empires. Play by email. Nice. Uh, Who are you playing that with? We are playing with Ross, Pete, by email, Frenchie, uh, Medicine Man. Who else is in that? French game has to be Frenchy. brutal. PBM. Oh, Paul Shorefight. Oh, Frenchie. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Yo, Paul plays a lot of shit. Who else is in that one? I know someone's going to piss to me for forgetting them. What the fuck? That's what happens. So yeah. Um, so agree. it's played by email. So we're rolling through it. Um, we're, we're getting it done. We're doing it on Vassal. So nice. I mean, it's slow. Yeah, of course. Cool. That doesn't mean they don't fuck up their rules. And again, I have to go back and be like, no, you can't do that. Or literally, like with Ross, I'm like, the card said, if you were this, you cannot do this. And right. you did it. So that's, I'm like, that has to be reversed. That's Francisco in our Indiana Abyss game. Every turn, I do something wrong. He's like, ah, Jason, you can't. And, and I'm not saying that I always do a perfect turn, but like, come on, boys. Let, let, yeah. let's, let's, get, yeah. let's, get, let's get it up I'm, a little I'm bit. I'm bad. But it's tough because I get lazy. I'm like, oh, I know this game, and then it turns well, out well, 
the, the nice thing about root is root of law has the your turn sequence and it's step by step what you have to do and what you have to worry about so oh my god <laughs> just it's, don't just don't like, stop recording why Mitch. why, why is do? he in so much stuff in the text never space side cacao is he cut and pasting 14 percent whiskey barrel aged chocolate stout it's like, I like Mitch, why hopes. are you cut and pasting into the text? That's not good. Anyway, so I have high hopes too. Hey, so the guys are the guys are doing a great job. The roots good. I'm loving playing with the guy, and I'm playing with the youngsters. And that's for, that's for the thing. Yeah. It's just it's just something else to play, right? I'm an old guy playing yeah. a youngsters game, medicine man, <laughs> and I playing against the young young generation. And then oh. over in Axis Empires, I am deep in Paul's jock. I'm like, dude, Ooh. you are fucking <laughs> wow. these turns. Wait. Ooh. All right, oh, so, need a so you're deep no. in Paul's jock. We need to talk about no. Jason and his mechanical handling today. I'm just saying. <laughs> me- me- mechanical tinkering. Right. <laughs> is, that, is that a drone there, thing? There, is there just, a drone thing? No. So the 18xx games, like, there's the, – the rules are very simple, but there's a lot of room to explore. So Matt and I were tinkering with the mechanics. <laughs> room to explore. Yeah. Write that yeah, down. We had a moment. All right, so the other one we're doing is we're doing Battletech, right? So Battletech with Catalyst <laughs> Labs has just re- recently raced out with their new boxed edition, a bunch of plastic <sighs> know, which are fucking awesome. Don't sell me on this, dude. please. They're so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, balls, I'm balls Shut. deep on train games. I can't, They're I can't so get next. They're so good. The miniatures are the best. And but the, so, so I was like, we're like, okay, these look cool. So then we get on Mega Mech. And basically Mega Mech is Pete and I are playing – and on Rich's server, yeah, in Rich New calls Zealand. you out too, right? Well, we did. We tried to play on the Germany one. The Germany one was okay; didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So the problem is finding too servers soon. would work. But it runs the whole rules. So you basically are running through the game, and it'll show you, "Hey, I want to move to this hex." It'll show you, "Well, you have to walk to get there. You have to run to get there." Like, do you want to run? And you're like, "Okay, I want to run. I want to turn at the end." And then it does. Do you have to go see X to do that? Well. Nope, because that's not part of these but rules. It's gonna, it's gonna overheat <laughs> your, your your engine, and then you have to go stand in a river. Right. So like, then you do things like you're gonna torso twist, and then you target all mm. you press the mech you're shooting at, and it tells you if you can see it or not. And it's a complete uh, war game version, like it's a gaming version of BattleTech. And torso so, twist. Uh, and so then you that's assign hot. all your weapons. Then we hit the buttons. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And boom, it rolls through and gives us all our piloting rolls, everything. So when my rifleman decided to fire two PPCs and two AC5s, I think, I, I hit like 30 heat and knocked myself on my ass. And then my, my nuclear reactor <laughs> shut down. <laughs> that's awesome. So it's like so good. So so, so good. here's so here's nerd trivia, right? So when when I was in the Navy, uh, one of the guys I got close with, he I don't know if you've ever been on a Navy ship, but the bunks are three high, right? So there's Both. a guy on the bottom bunk, a middle bunk, and a top bunk. <clears throat> and he was on the top bunk opposite me, and we we both played games and blah blah blah. So but when we couldn't go to sleep at night, he was big into American Sign Language. So we would fucking play BattleTech across the oh, that's awesome. the the hallway between us using sign language, saying you know using like, ASL. I'm, I'm firing my PPC <laughs> and I'm rolling dice and this is what my and we do that. For Are like you sure hours. he didn't say he was firing his PP at you? Yeah, <laughs> so you know, I, didn't, I didn't check what he was doing behind the curtain because you know there's little <laughs> curtains that you can do and you only used to use one hand so whatever. But 
Um, Dude, this yeah, this game that was is my great. Battle tech. This game is great because I I love light mechs. So I have locusts. I have tons of locusts. Create a locust. So I run up and then uh, Rich does death from above with his jump max. Of course, tried to does. land on my locusts and missed, and they all fell on the ground. It was hilarious. We all the locusts laughed. We giggled later. It was very nice. Could, but I mean, can I talk about this beer? This is great. Dude, it was a uh, it's Mega Mech is a really great way to play the game though. I gotta okay. say, really strong. So, so what? So what is? Is that just like? Is, it's is a, it like soul or it's, is no, it like? No, how, it's how a it separate. It's a separate game system. Okay. They have their own servers. Yeah, and it basically runs the entire BattleTech system. So is it like real time? Dave, you asked for this. Is it PBM or? I, I no, no, it's it's, it it's you're all logged on and you're basically. Okay. It, okay. it goes turn by turn, so it's it does oh. initiative. So, so, so it goes you're playing live. Player. You're playing live, though. Yeah, it'll say it's Petey's Got turn, it. or okay. it's Rich's turn, or now mm-hmm. it's Dave's turn to move. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's okay. great. It's it's awesome. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's it's unofficial, but it's it's the rules. Yeah, I don't right. know. Yeah, I don't know whether okay. I don't know about <laughs> the officiality of it or. I mean, the but, picture I saw on no, uh, it's the rules. You look pretty good. I mean, no, it's the rules. Sweet. It's it's all the rules. Does, so, does it enforce the rules, or do you still have to know? It does. Them? No, it okay. does everything okay. that you would need. Basically, nice. it's a great way to learn the game because okay. it tells okay. you you can't move here, or you cannot do this, or oh, so nice. it'll it'll tell you what you can with your weapons. It'll show you a whole range. So if you say I'm clicking on mm-hmm. my machine gun during the fire mm-hmm. phase, it'll mm-hmm. show you a small mm-hmm. or short range, medium range, and long range on the map, banded nice. like with with colors to show you what you nice. have. So like they'll give you modifiers. They'll give you modifiers on top of the target mechs. So you click on one, and then you can start firing on them. Nice, dude. It's fucking. It's well. So that was that was my question. It runs the you whole know, game with, with Mega Mech versus the the you know the BattleTech PC game came out, and I I've resisted so far buying it on Steam, even though it's been on sale once. I'm like, oh man, do I dude, really no, want to buy Mega that? Mech, Mega Mech does everything, and really? has all the maps, scenarios. Like it's fucking really How much good. Is- how much does that cost? Zero dollars. Get out. Get Zero out. Zero dollars. It's free. No way. It's free. Come on. Yep. That's very <laughs> Wow. That's Dude, but, but it's like it's they're, they're mining. It's, they're mining. They're 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 putting a virus on my machine. They're mining mm-hmm. my bank account. Yeah, it's, well. it's, yeah. So go to megamic.ru. It shouldn't be a problem. I think mm-hmm. You guys will be fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave. On, on your work computer. Your, does your you last do war end with five, six, three, four? No, so it's it's a really great system though. We love it, and it has all the infantry. It has all the tanks, oh, all the mul- like. So it's not just mechs. You can fight with like, right. tons of forces, and it has all the camo and colors of all the regiments in the oh, BattleTech world. Nice. So my guys are all Karita Swords of Light. They're all of fucking course. red of course with their are. markers on them because I'm Karita. Of course you are. If you can't get them down with the rule of law, it's time to fucking go out the left door. Exactly. And that's the vacuum. <laughs> I mean, so, I, and like I've said before. But they've got all the regions. If yeah, I, battle, even make, for Korea, battle make for me, it, it's just, it's okay. It just got really, no, no, playing it's very the game, procedural. Playing right? the game can be a drag. Dude, yeah. playing uh, Mega Mech is, it does everything for you. Really? So you don't have any. Nice. Like, when I click my little locust, they go, boop, boop, uh-huh. they just run right to where I awesome. want to go. And the guys laugh because they right. run so far. Right, 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 right. So in our game, uh, my locusts, my little light mechs tend to try to run around behind the, the bigger mechs. Because they're so, light. So Pete 
had a blackjack and a warhammer facing off against Rich's warhammer. And I'm like, oh, dude, you definitely need to shoot at Rich's warhammer. Meanwhile, <laughs> my, my, my little locusts were running around. And so Pete turns his blackjack to shoot at my locust. I'm like, dude, I'm not even trying to fuck with you there. So Pete's blackjack basically didn't take any shots at, at Rich's Warhammer and instead tried to shoot at my locust that had run like fucking 12 hexes and, of course, missed every single shot because they're running too fast. And then I then felt obligated to sneak a locust up behind him and shoot his <laughs> Warhammer right in the ass. Right. So, in the ass, of course. To, I mean, it, it was a lesson learned, I think, for both yeah. sides. Well, so, as I was going to say, I mean, I, I like the Succession Wars, the strategic game. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, no. I here's my one thing I would say about the game. So I bought the I bought the battle box because uh, mm. I started panicking. You know how we do from, when uh, I see it starting from to sell. Catalyst or whatever. Yeah, from Catalyst. Yeah. I bought yeah. it from a, a third party vendor because I was panicking. I was seeing the the, the <laughs> love for the game. Uh, so two things. One is uh, the flamer. There's nothing in the rules about the flamer, which the flamer is clearly supposed to raise the heat of something that it's put on. Okay. Most so how flamers work. We can work on that later. Uh, and I, I felt kind of like when, when I got the game, it was like uh, they, they have all this great flavor of the succession wars and all this history and mm-hmm. the clans mm-hmm. and all this shit. Like you can talk to yep. guys who are into this game and they're like, I'm like me personally, I'm a house Karita guy. If we, <laughs> want to get to, if we want to get to clans, I'm Jade Falcon. Like I know who nice. I'm, I'm aligned already with all my groups, but Davion, when you read, all the way when you, of course you are. <laughs> uh, and so, <laughs> Uh, so when you read Dude, the we rules, need Sony to play that. Anyway, go ahead. When, but when you read the rules, there's none of that flavor in the game. Oh, that's like, oh, The rules are like, like super dry, and it's like, yeah, if this mech shot that. at this mech, it's like, dude, you have all this like flavor of these wolves, yep. hounds, and the, these other mercenary units. All there's right. like fucking a hundred novels written about. Yeah, and like you won't put any of that into the examples like they could have right like games workshop knows how to do it right like they oh. they get rules and it's like half the rules are fluff right but like well that's the thing i mean battletech the fucking universe is awesome it's, it, just it's great flat out awesome. dude when i'm reading the rules i'm like i'm not getting any of the it's like when nope. you kick at a mech i mean battletech's a great game because like you're yeah. standing on a hill above another mech and it's looking at you you can kick it in the face right with your physical attack, and and that lets you only you only affect the other ones. But if you miss, you might fall down also. As a yep. like it's mm-hmm. like I've been I've been trying for years. I've been trying to tag, track down the original House books. You know, you remember that? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like House so, Steiner so, and yeah. yeah House so Davion. there was the original set, and then there's the new set. Right? And I, I've always had this like I don't know nostalgic fondness for the original set, but they're fucking like 250 bucks. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I when don't I was, when that. I was young, I was a singer guy. And now that I'm older, no, I'm yeah. Karita. That's just cause you were hot. <laughs> Melissa Steiner. She was hot, but, but, but Steiner was like heavies in assault mix. Mm-hmm. And that's not really the my Alice thing anymore. Baby, right. I know, but that's not my thing anymore. Like I no. like, Karita, you should see, right? Light. I have these dude, when I'm running mm-hmm. around, these other guys are playing in our games Pete and yeah. Pete and Rich and my locusts are just fucking running on nice. there like where the fuck are those locusts going? Right. <laughs> like they're always worried about where the white guys are. I'll tell you what though, over the years I've had a, a bigger fondness, although I like Davian best, right? But you know, that's because I'm a centralist. But you know, the Merrick, the don't oh, the Merrick guys. Merrick's right. okay. 
they're they're like the don't tread on me, fuck you yeah. <laughs> guys, right? Yeah, no, they're more independent though. I think Absolutely. I think Americans, uh, like people who are more like Americans can can associate with America. So yeah, kind of a little bit, yeah. Sword worlds and kind of like, hey, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. all for ourselves and we're going to be. Uh, uh, I was not a very Davian guy. Right. Well, like I said that, and that, but that's that's the whole point, right? That freaking universe is just awesome. There, there's something for everyone in there, right? I mean, and, and I think it, once it, I started paying taxes, I became a Korean guy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> once I started paying income taxes, I, I like started it. becoming a Korean. Right. Of course, they got fucked by the clans, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had the Jade Falcon clan book, and I really, and I oh. really like the Jade Falcon clan book. So oh, yeah. I, I love mm-hmm. the BattleTech world; it's great. Um, I'm hoping with this right. thing coming out, but uh, Mega Mech is the way to go. It is right. funky because you're doing a lot of server shit with port forwarding, and you have to work on a lot of shit uh, like that. Yeah, so. I saw the whole diatribe about that. Ugh. Yeah, how you he, how you and you were gonna gang up on him, and then he said it's my fucking game, so don't do this. And we didn't gang. He's full of shit. We didn't gang. Of course, of course not. Of course not. No, no, no. I would if never anything, believe Pete, that you did. I thought Pete, Pete did a move where I was like, "Why are you shooting at my locust, dude?" But whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so that's like to, good. how would you like to be Wolf's dragoons? I mean, they they like spent all that time in fourth succession war space, just kind of hanging out doing. Reconnaissance, you know. I'm all I'm all about lights and media. If I have a medium, it better have fucking jump jumps. That's all I gotta you say. Bet. And, I went and LRMs. LRMs, yeah. baby. And you don't appreciate the jumps until you really are in tough terrain. Like right. I, I had one one of Rich's mechs I had completely surrounded by my locusts, and he's like, I'm jumping out of here. Boop. Just basically what happens is <laughs> when I don't win initiative and I have lights, I run away. Of course. I run and hide. And then once I get initiative back and I'm going last, then I run back in with all my <laughs> right. lights. When we, when we were heavy into it, I would design tanks. Because, you know, they had the whole, here's the construction rules and bullshit, right? Oh, right. So I would, yeah. I would design ground tanks or hover tanks or whatever, right, to kill mechs. Well, well dude, they have, every, they have everything. They have every. The funniest oh, was yeah. I was such an idiot. Like Mega Mech has every single tank ever made. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah, cool. they have everything. They have infantry, nice. elementals, mechs. Clan wow. everything. Okay. So uh but, free. But, but oh it's all free. So oh, shit. So uh when I, <laughs> I when I fired my rifleman hey, off. Did did we say free? F R E E free. It's free. It's just so, like sex. So when I when I fired my rifleman off and had the PPCs and two large lasers firing and then it immediately blew itself on its own ass and shut itself down, I was like, Oh, maybe I should have bought auto cannons instead. Like it was like, oh, that was a mistake. Because heat is a problem in battle tech. So I overheated myself in one single volley and basically shut down my own mech. So. so so what you're saying, Dave, is when you fired your rifleman, you overheat yourself. That's right. Okay. Uh, I'm just clarifying. Yeah. Mix auto cannons with energy weapons, boys. That's a lesson to learn. Don't don't have all energy <laughs> weapons. Unless you're sitting in a punt. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so uh the other games I've I think playing, this is I got... the nerdiest discussion we've ever had on <laughs> this podcast. Right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and we've and we've talked about Star Wars. Grain of the oh. hobby. Grain of the hobby, bitch. You bet. But I don't feel so, so bad so playing like train games mechs, anymore. Battle mechs making a, or battle battle mech, battle techs making a resurgence, right? I mean, Catalyst yeah. is making yeah. all new shit. So they're making a big push for it. because well, people like mini- miniatures, right? I think miniatures is well. I they, think miniatures are making a huge. Well, this is resurgence. this is what I would say. This is their big advantage. Like if they would just 
if they could do it and make miniatures in colors so that yeah. board gamers board gamers didn't feel like they had to paint them like do like oh, oh, yellow yeah. red blue, blue, the red and here's this group it's blue it's Savion. yeah here's this group absolutely they would be huge they could overwhelm the they would be like running I mean, they basically blew out their kicks. Oh, my God. They, they would be get... tripping over themselves going to the bank. That's right. So this is where, we, as as gamers, we start to, like, look at the industry and think, like, mm, maybe we could do this better than those guys. But, like, <laughs> who knows? Right. But they've been doing Battletech for a long time, Catalyst. But, like, this is yeah. this thing exploded. True. Like, you can't even buy these sets. You can't get them. But, I, but I mean, I don't know, Dave. Have you surveyed, like, the miniature market lately? Not, 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 not the store, but just, like, the the vast array of miniature games that are out there. I mean, there's like freaking thousands. That's probably an exaggeration, but you know, infinity and whatever. I, I mean, I know, but game, games come and go like dystopian wars or but whatever. Who's doing, who's you know? doing but those companies make a lot fighting. of money in the meantime. They do, but they but make who, a lot but, of money really fast and then they die. But who's, who's playing big robots fighting? Nobody. Uh, Cav is done. Cav's dead from Reaper. Uh, you have heavy heard gear. of that one. Heavy Gear is done. Okay. Heavy Gear was another one. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You had uh, Heavy sure. Gear right. and you had you had Cav. Reaper did Cav. That was their system. I never even heard of that one. Yeah. And, and everyone gone. knows giant fighting robots are just yeah, fucking like, cool. Right. Absolutely. Like, well, everybody shit. I mean, what, what was that stupid movie? Um, Pacific Rim. That's it. Don't say yeah, stupid. And they made a, they made a, made a sequel. <laughs> no, no, the sequel. The sequel is like atrocious. I don't understand how that Dude, sequel got made. Dude, the first one was atrocious. But no, the first one was okay. It had legitimate <laughs> actors. How did the second one get made? Like that was like I haven't seen it. Oh, because the first one made money. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This the second one might as well have starred Pee Wee Herman. Like, nice. It was like like as far as actor reach. It had like a, I think right. Shannon was Shannon Doherty the female lead there. I mean, I they, no get out! I'm telling really? you, it was, that's rough. It was really no weak. way. I don't it, know. No, I'm just saying that that's the kind of game it was. That's the kind of movie wow. it was. It was weak. No, no. They just I mean, I, make, I like, liked her on that TV show, but that was a broken. Well, somebody, somebody Google Jason. Go Google those stars. I'll, I'll, I'll get on it. Pacific Rim. They, they just need to yes. remake Robot Jocks. That's yes. It. That and, was and, the last good robot. Although, Jay, although, Jason, I defy you to tell me that there was a bigger star in Pacific Rim Two than Shannon Doherty. Yeah. Was she really in there? No, she wasn't. But I oh, think okay. she's a better star than any of the actual actors. I mean, so speaking of TV, ha- have you watched Altered Carbon? I have. I have with the sleeves. That oh, the sleeve that's a fucking that's good cool. Stuff. I loved it. It was a great TV show. I really liked how it. So what was a little weird is I read the book after the TV show, right? That is weird. I liked how they diverged it. The TV show was just as good as the book. Yeah, I, think. I, I agree. I agree. And well, I, I'm like a the, big fan. I, I, I like the actor from, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from his police show, the, the police show he did, the Seattle police show. My wife did was too. He, oh, you mean the main, the main character dude? Yeah, he's good. What, what was he in before that? Uh, the killing. Is it called the killing? I think it's called the killing. I think I saw I don't think I yeah. watched that. All right. So and, Dave, the, John Boyega is in Pacific Rim too, and he uh, was in Star Wars. Yes. So no, but who else? Who else? Star who else? Starred no, that's it. That's no, it. Sorry, Mr. Big Deal, robots. but I'm confused. A bunch, a bunch <laughs> of robots. Here's the worst. I'm telling you, it dropped. One of the guys I think ran for. Like, I don't know. One of the he ran for political office, or is that John Boyega? I don't know who that was. I can't imagine. Right. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Burn Gorman, right. maybe. Who fucking cares? So we did. Uh, I've also been playing Fed and Empire with Ralph, which is oh, awesome. Yeah. You guys have been playing that for like a year. Dude, 
I launched, a very I, launched, I launched a gigantic assault against the uh, Zin Capital Hex system, and uh, it went okay. I mean, I devastated so, a lot of planets. Dave, it's like you're, it's designed you're, that way. You're, you're very supportive, and I don't feel like, but y- you can never give me shit for playing train games. You've talked about Root, Battletech. <laughs> hey, Jason, this is the SME. longest he's ever played a game. Are you going to tell me Federation Empire is not a war game? No, it is a war game. <laughs> it's just a nerdier version of a war oh, game. Yeah. Oh, no. No, no. Totally. It's not, it's, Jason, it's not about being nerdy. It's no. about playing war games. I understand. Right. Like Root. Like when you, if you told me I'm playing a game where trains are fighting against other trains to oh, get into. I'd now like, we're talking. Doesn't that Combat sound good? We, we need to make that game. <laughs> I, I, I want to ga- I want to design. Uh, uh, a railgun game. How about train? I'm there for you, baby. I just don't know what it is. We train need to. Do, yeah. We need to make a battle mech yeah. game. Battle tech game. That's about trains. Miniatures. So I mean, when you're stuck on rails, the game's on rails. rails. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's less decisions. Yeah, we script it. It's fine. You go this way. You, you always, go forward. You, or you see, yeah, you always pull into the station, <laughs> and then everyone starts firing their PPCs at each other. Like, that's how it goes. Perfect. Finn. Yep. When you run out of ammo, you lose. So anyway, before I so rudely interrupt, I know I'm sorry. Uh, So I have pulled back so many of my ships that were damaged by uh, Ralph's uh, Zin planetary defenses. Um, We're trying to repair them. Uh, We apologize for any technical difficulties in the Klingon uh, cable network while we're trying to divert all power to repairs at our various (laughs) fleet repair docks. (laughs) We we know that the the, the Klingon Federation cricket test matches might be disrupted at some point. (laughs) So what turn are you on, Dave? I think we're on turn five. Okay. Because the, like the That's Federation, good. Then on Federation is seven, not, no, they're not coming in yet. They're not in okay. yet. This yeah. is where Ralph gets like where Ralph starts to get despondent. Where he's like, right. I get what I'm doing, but like I don't see where <laughs> there's like, yeah, you you've kicked the shit out of me for four turns, and now you're in my capital. Well, he did a lot of damage to me, so now my goal is to, I'm building star bases right next to his capital. So that's what we're doing nice. now. Uh, the hydrants have, in the the southern area of the battlefield have are paper are, tiger. They're being aggressive, but it, we, we get them under control. Uh, the Klingons are probably diverting at least one fleet repair dock to the north to go take care of all the gigantic numbers of ships that have been limping in to various fleet facilities. Right. Uh, but it's a great game still, loving but it. The hydrants, every ship's a carrier, man. Oh no, and he built a shitload of stuff, so. But the, right. the other thing I hadn't realized was I, I was like, dude, he fucked me up in those fucking battles. But when I saw him trying to rebuild his shit, oh fucking the Zin or Zin fleet is Zinti fleet is totally <laughs> fucked up. Of course it is. So they're all limping back off the map, trying to get into their off map areas. So So is this where we have the nerd discussion about fighters in space combat? We could. <laughs> yeah, sure. And about how stupid that is, but whatever. Fighters in space? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you know it's vector movement, but whatever. They have, they have thrusters. Good. Fun. I've seen BSG. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, once they get launched, the ship launches them. They can they can milk that for as long as they right. need to. Absolutely. Although, so I have been watching the Expanse. Finally, I'm catching up. The right? Expanse is great. It's I, pretty I, good. I, I like the books. But no, the movie, I really I'm like it. Like, oh, Earth launch. I, I, I haven't read Earth the launch. Oh, so Earth launch missiles, right? To to shoot down that or whatever. Do the asteroid. Spoiler alert. 
shoot down that asteroid. Yeah. Right? I'm like, Tom. okay, it would take this is Eros. weeks, this is Eros. weeks, weeks to get there, but it's an urgent mission, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Uh, you know, I, I get it. It's drama. They're trying to gloss over some effort to, to heighten the tension. <laughs> yada, like, yada, come yada. on, let's get some real physics or some shit in here. But there is they they need time to type the orders. No shit for the missiles. You have to type the orders to the missiles. Right. Email the orders right. to the <laughs> missiles. Just send them yeah, my courier. Yeah. Let's let's Hope email the order. Wait, 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 wait. Let's get full control to the convicted war criminal who's floating around. I don't know Saturn or whatever. No. Yeah, let's do that. That makes sense. I, I have to say, I thought really the I thought the characters what? were pretty hot. Like I love yes. the guy. Uh, I don't even remember all their names, but I love the Martian who was like had a the Texan the accent. And I love his best oh, yeah, friend, yeah, yeah. the cool. guy who is always trying to find his best friend. I feel like that's me and Jason. Like we're trying, oh, yeah. we just want buddies. Like <laughs> yeah, the, so, so the, the cop from the, the the corrupt cop from series Miller. Yeah, I mean, he's playing. I, I I I've seen. I know he's been in oh, other things. Oh, he's just a good know, actor, but, but you don't know. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mitch. In advance, I'm so sorry. Yeah, feel like Miller. Works. So, yeah. I've got, I've gotten, I've gotten to the point. Hey, but I, don't, alert, I like, I like he's, this. he's making out with the the Uber protomodical, the crystal lady. Girl. Yeah, that's yeah. where they go. Like, come on, dude. He's Whatever. like, dude, I'm about to die. I'm getting laid. Like, that's the word. Preach. Didn't happen in the book. I mean, kind of did. But I, I, I did think the OPA and Holden like, is such a pussy. The OPA gal, I did not like. Oh, her character really? in the show. Really? No. In the end, no. Okay. Now in the book, Jason, kinda... have you watched the whole show? No, I've only watched the oh. first season. Oh my oh. god, Jason! <laughs> Dude, what are you even doing? All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's pause the podcast, Jason. You catch up go, get, go get caught up. <laughs> can, <laughs> you, can, can you not well, pretend to be sick for work? Like, what is your problem? <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what I. Dude, what so, so you need to like blank this from your memory, Jason, because we're talking. I'm about not, I'm not following anything you guys are saying. Perfect. I heard OPA. Oh my god. I agree. Holden is annoying. but but I love I love the two two other guys. They're great. The um. I love. I love when he says. So Naomi's. I love when he tells. I love when he tells the guy where he has the doctor and he's like, "Yeah, he's a good guy." He goes, "I'm not a good guy." Right. Like he takes care of business. I'm like. I'm like. I told myself. You want all these fucking drugs? I'll give them to you. Whatever. I told myself I'm one of these guys in the situation. Right. Then he gets his head blown off. It's awesome. So good. Oh wait, did I say spoiler? Wow! Yeah, no, I, mean, I need to turn my deep. No, do you remember? In. Do you remember really? when they, they captured the uh, doctor who had, had done the stuff with the girl, the kids? Mm. They they had the the, the pediatrician. They they got the guy's pediatrician. It was the Asian doctor who's find it found his daughter. No, I don't think I got that part yet. Oh, well, like I'm like well, episode five is. Oh, two. oh, dude, that's what I'm talking about. So there's. I'm not going to. I'm putting. I don't think I'm spoil spoilers. No, just the show notes. I'm not going to spoil this, but basically, at some point, spoilers. The Asian, Dave, you know the Dave, Asian doctor. I'm not going to remember this night anyway. Yeah, you know the botanist, the botanist guy. Yeah. So he's like, I, I can't do it. I'm too good a person. I'm not going to do anything to you. So he leaves. No, and then the other dude who is like buff and got the rolled up sleeves, he comes yeah. in. He goes. I'm not a nice guy. And he fucking just oh, kills a dude. Right that is there. my favorite he's, fucking character. I can't remember his name, best. but he's my favorite guy. He's, he's, like, he's a psychopath. He's the he's best. Like, yeah, I'm going to survive. He just wants Boom. good friends. 
He just wants no, no, to no. be good friends with people. No, no. He just wants to live. That's his whole goal. No, no. But he, but he has a ton of loyalty. So he, he does. You'll see as the show goes on. He does. He really wants to like develop. It's, it's great. Right. I love it. So, anyway. Well, he has, he has that loyalty to Naomi, and then he's transferring it to Holden. Who's a B? Did we say that? Yeah, but, we can yeah. say that. But he's, but he's, I love him. He's my favorite character. So I think that's it for me. Uh, I watched Expanse, as you can tell by Mitch's excited uh, utterances. He's watched <laughs> oh, it too. Did, did I get loud? I'm sorry. Uh, let me let me I, put my Canadian. We played on. a bunch of BattleTech on Megamech, which is M E G A M E K. That's free. how you get on that. Did we say it was free. It's free. It's free. Uh, played Axis Empires, play by email. Uh, played Root, play by email. And we also played Root uh, on the Saturday Night Game <laughs> with the Lizard People. And I beat Jason at Sekigahara. Uh, I like your recap. Oh, so, so, Dave, how does, it, how does that play by email? How, how does Root play by email? Because like, I say that because a lot of the coin games I play by email, it's like you lose track, right? You the only, the only downside, what happened. The only and... downside for, well, you don't lose track because I watch every single, I review every well, single turn. Well, that's you term. personally, but... Um, but uh, the only the only downside is there are cards occasionally that you can craft in Root that let you uh, maybe say stop. I want to see your hand, and those cards obviously don't work in play by email because you could you could basically do that. Um, there are a couple cards, so th- there's a variety of cards. <laughs> you can say you can say that. Yeah, you know, Mitch, you can use your words. Use your words, Mitch. Oh, feel use free my to words. Use your words. This beer is fucking fantastic. But yeah, so uh, which one, let's, let's take here, 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 so here's our here's our commercial interruption. It's paid for by somebody. It's a, it's a Doug's D U G G E S collaboration with Stillwater Artisanal. It's called Space Side Cacao. It's a whiskey barrel aged chocolate stout. It's made in Sweden. It's fourteen percent. I'm loving it. All right, we return you to regular schedule program. <laughs> That's it. Just talking about more okay. root. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about, Dave? Root. This we should, we should root root some games. Hey guys, no. this is the uh, no. the, root the ASL minute. We're gonna get oh, oh, the root. Yes. It's the root thirty oh, seconds. I, maybe I should do that. It's the root thirty seconds. Should I, should I do oh, a root shit. minute? I think it's a root minute. <laughs> Dude, you could explain root in one. Hey, minute. Uh, root's really cool. We like it. There's there's little mice and bunnies and foxes. And that's it, man. Just be friends with them, dude. <laughs> Don't give them a harsh time. Wow. Don't Otherwise, they might create outrage. Outrage. Is it time to spring forward yet? Because almost. We're Why are you insisting of the spring forward? Is that happening seriously? Well, yeah. at some time, at some point, at some point. This weekend, you should spring forward. Dave. Like, why? Mitch is talking about it so much, yet he doesn't know when it's going to happen. Well, it's happening sometime tonight. 2 a.m. We have an hour and 20 minutes to go. All right. Let's make it. Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, do you guys want to do some reviews? Do you I think we reviews? should. Yes. Mitch. 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 What's up, Mitch? <laughs> Mitch. Mitch. Did you? Did we are, all agree that Mitch? Yeah, done? I think so. I'll go. I'll go second. So say Mine, we all. Mine's going to be super short. <laughs> what? Mitch, know, did you end up pre-ordering Vietnam Rumor of War from Compass? I did not. I didn't either. I, I had I, it for I, a long time. I don't. Nothing about that I, game outside. Like, so the box art is atrocious. First of all, yes. Mm-hmm. Their support of the game. I had to bitch at them at Twitter. Zero. Like, you you put this game next. It doesn't have anything on the game page. Like I have no There's idea nothing. what I'm getting into. So they finally put stuff up. 
But I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Because Starkweather was asking for proofreaders like four weeks ago. They have posted nothing. So I, I, I've been having a conversation with somebody I, I can't name, but I'm like there, there's no there's no detail at all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so here's my, here's my major. I, 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 as you know, I, I like the era, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Vietnam's I'm, kind, I'm of, familiar. kind of in my right, um, in my, my wheelhouse. Um, but what I'm a little concerned about is that they're taking a game system that was that was built for Korea which was a big unit war, right? And they're transporting to Vietnam. Yep. And I'm like, that's number one. How, right. I'm like, how are you going to model a VC insurgency in a big unit war model? Number one. And then number two, they're not, provi- they're not providing anything. There's, yeah, there's nothing. Rules there's no marketing. Yeah. There's no rules. There's, I mean, there's, I mean, the map looks fantastic. It really does. The counters yeah. look great. Yeah. But and I, I, and I, I'm really intrigued by the way it's supposed to work of like the units don't have numbers. The counters, right. the unit, units don't have numbers on them. So then which, during battle, you draw a number or you draw another chit and it tells you like the strength of that. Unit, right. Basically. Which I'm okay which with. I'm right. really like, oh, it's that's okay. really interesting. Going back to yes. that miniatures conversation of, oh, I don't know how well these guys are going to do. So, right. But. <laughs> well, and, and honestly, it takes me back to the whole, the whole victory in the West thing, right? The, the um, like, that's why I want VCS. Uh, uh, variable mm-hmm. combat system mm-hmm. Kharkov, right? To come, I'm like, I want that game because sure. that that's what it's all about. It's like I I, I don't know how that unit's going to be. It could be a, you know, we'll make shit up, right? It could be a one or a five with one being bad or five right. being great, right? Is it is it the is it the uh, first cav in the Yadrang, right? Right? Or is it or is it the 196 in Attleboro, <laughs> right? right? Brand right. new in country and they're they don't know shit and they're all recruits and they're drafted and they you know they're they just whatever but but and i'm but okay you, with you, that but come if, on if you're playing a campaign over you know like the the playtime says like three to 30 hours so right. okay <laughs> so if you're playing a campaign that's 30 hours are you still then drawing a chit every time that you engage right. like I, I i just i i can't see it i'm really interested in it I just I couldn't hey, spend eighty right. bucks on it right now. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, so I measure any any strategic level Vietnam game. I measure against Nick Carp's of course magnum opus, right? right? I mean, it's Vietnam nineteen sixty five, nineteen. It's it, it's the one game that holds up. Oh my all the god! Yeah. It was he was like twenty something when he made it, and it was like, it was. Fucking perfect, right after dude, the war. Like, dude. I've, I mean, I've been, I've been how in do this, you top that? I've been in this weird phase lately where I want to order the old games that I played when I was yes. a kid. Yes. So I, I looked at, I wanted to they get all send it back. No, I, I, no, I have, I have a new copy now. Oh Jesus! What? Pete, Pete sent me. Pete sent me wow. a new copy. Wow. So I love this uh, build. So, so I had to buy a second. Dave, copy. I, still look, I still look no, at that I, game try, like I'm once trying. a week, and I'm like, oh, Dave. Dude, I, what I about all the little early, I had one of the Vietnam early guys I sent you? They're they're on the shelf too. That, I had one of the early and, copies. Or those rules were in my stack this year. I had one of the early copies where the political sections, the blue side, you know, the back, the hidden side, was right. a different color than the rest. 
So uh, of course, mm. naturally, I had to buy a second copy. Of the game. <laughs> no, but, I mean, come no, on. but uh, no, but I I try to order uh, like I want Gettysburg 1977. I want oh, War and Peace. I yes. want uh, hey, Rise and Fall of the Third Reich. I have I want an original War and Peace, Dave. Dude, I ordered War and Peace. They sent it to me. I'm like, no maps. Like what the oh, fuck, what? motherfuckers! I have to yeah, ship it. Yeah. They're making that, right? Yeah, the ship. No, um, I, no the that's not what wants is though, right? the, But OSS the point is, that, right? the point is the original game. I want mm-hmm. the the first game that I have. Yes, that's why I want somebody's basement. That's why I want 1977 Gettysburg when my buddy and I used to play it. There are some games that have just stood the test of time. They really have. Vietnam 65 to 75 is still oh to this gosh, day as perfect. good as any it is game that's out there. Classic. It's flawless. There's I mean, none, or Panzer Blitz. I loved Panzer Blitz yes. when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Panzer Blitz, you could not play yeah. that now. It's like, it, it's not as right. good. Right. 65 I mean, to 75 the, is just I, as good. I, I mean, the thing about Vietnam 65, it, it, and Johan and I have talked about this a lot because we played it for like a, we well, literally played it for a year. It puts you in the mindset of the commander. I mean, you feel we we've talked about it. So he's playing the um, communists, and I'm playing the Americans. I'm always constantly thinking I need to bring more divisions in, right? And he's like, <laughs> I'm losing. I'm getting that's my right. ass kicked. Uh, right? That's right? That's incredible. Would you stop incredible. bringing divisions? So I mean, it's free. I mean, out of the gate, it's perfect. You're, you're, you're like at least more air points. Like at least <laughs> give, me more air points. give me something. Right. Air points. Come on, Mr. President. You bet. There, there is no game from that period. Like I try to buy those. So I'm this. That's my thing. I got a kick now. I, I said there's 15 games I played when I was a kid. I want to buy all 15 of those games. Nice. And I want to have them. And I'm going to keep them. I'm never going to sell them. I just for me, yep. it's like yep. nostalgia. Yeah, absolutely. No, all of them have been incredible disappointments compared to the way <laughs> 65 to 75 was. They I know. just don't Isn't match that, up. It's just insane. It really is. I mean, that, that game, game was like it was like a, a lightning bolt. Yeah, uh, right, right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the, the, like the, one of the major complaints I hear about that game is, well, every operation is the same. I'm like, are you playing the same game? <laughs> well, 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 every operation is no, different it, because no, sometimes it's true. I have offensive it's, reserves, sometimes I have a defensive reserve, sometimes you it, alert out, sometimes you as don't. as like, as, as a on. U.S. player, it can be a drag because. If you if you run thirty search and destroy operations, sure, sure. like after a while, you're like okay, but then you right. get back to your strategic part. You're like, oh, now I'm getting the Filipinos. Right, right. these right. guys rock. And but, you're like, but oh, they're then, terrible. But even <laughs> then, Dave, you ha- you'll have that you'll have that one search and destroy that starts in and, and you just have on them the coast, in, right? Like on the coast, and you stuck. pursue them all the way to the campaign. Cambodian border. Or right. they run all the way back until they run to a regiment. Then you're like, exactly. oh shit, yeah. I just like, oh, got myself into yeah. way more than I was. That's more than I did. It's the best. It's, it that's is. why it's, it, it's it's top five, top five game Easily. of all time. Easily. Of course. Because yeah. yep. no game, even Grackly, it holds up. I mean, no yeah. game holds up the way that game I mean, holds up. It's not, it's not outstanding, but it's good. I mean, but it's, it's okay. functional, no, it's, right? I like, like it. it. Yeah. It's, it's everything makes sense. Absolutely. There's not a hundred pages of errata, like fucking no know what the. This, well, uh, I mean, the funny thing is, like on BGG, they'll have well, the pages. Are, pages, we, pages we won't get it. Let's not get into the Arvin. Right? We won't well, get into the Arvin drafty draft levels, right, or right. that's the one thing that gets kind of shut what down. Is it, but. What does it really mean when a unit is activated? I mean, come on, the rules are not that unclear. No, but you got guys that are good in there in that group. There, there's a solid group of guys in there the BGG uh, 65 to 75 group that know their stuff. And dude, it's great, fantastic. 
That, that's got to be a hall. That's a hall of fame. Hall, yeah, 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 100%. yeah. I, I I just like in here the the, uh, uh, the uh, combined errata and questions file. My name is in there as a trusted source. Oh, that's well, you right. Know the, that's you right. Know, Bow down, bitches. That's, that's well, what well, you get on the AAC. Well, yeah. you know the game's good when you're like, oh, I wish I could just set up a firebase because I need defensive fire for my guys, and you're like, oh shit, like. Maybe that's <laughs> what they were trying to do. Yeah. Like out in the right. jungle, I could just helicopter this so, this artillery unit out right. and put a battalion there to protect it. And then you're like, mm-hmm. I'm. Rec-. And so there's this dichotomy you have as a player, yep. where, as a US player, where you're like, I feel like I'm recreating history. Yep. And exactly. did this win the war for us? Like, yeah, <laughs> like whoops. You're like, right. I'm I'm doing the same stuff that we did. Mm-hmm. In the war, and mm-hmm. it seems to make so much sense right now. <laughs> right, but in the like, I know what happens. It still doesn't work. Are you? Are you? Spoiler alert! It doesn't work. Or are you Abrams? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or are you? Uh, uh, who wrote the? Uh, who wrote the book? The fourth ID uh, about the fourth ID guys. Um, what the fuck was his name? Uh, that's a different quiz, dude. Hey, you yeah. don't quiz us, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I didn't sign up for that. Hey Braxton, are you paying attention? Include that in the fourth idea. So I think but, I, I interrupted. But yeah, it's a fucking bitching game. Steel, steel, it's it's a, the guy that wrote "Steal My Soldier's Heart." I don't know. I don't, don't We're not going to Google for you either, so you're <laughs> fucked. Oh. I, I think it's re- review time. I wah, wah. All right. I'm trying to bitch about Compass. Wah. Okay. Yeah, I heard about that. Go ahead. But yeah, so uh, if you're a young no, guy getting in, sixty-five, seventy-five, get your copy. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking. It's, it's the no shit. that is the shit. They man. printed fifty thousand of them finally. If you don't, we might put we might put that fucking game on the side of a coin because if you don't have that fucking there game, you go. <laughs> that I like great. it, dude. That's a good idea, dude. That that fucking game is the best. It is. It really is. And the colors, the it, it's it's just still mint. It's great. There you go. Mm-hmm. The best. Mm-hmm. So, that's, the, you know, so the that's going to be Vietnam 65 to 75 <laughs> by Victor Just Games. Just saying, the, color, the colors in the Silver Bayonet. Yeah, yep. Mitch, oh, yeah. Mitch, yeah. Mitch, Mitch look tried at those his best. and then look at yep. Vietnam. I'm just yep. saying. I'm Mitch, saying. Pay homage. Mitch, pay homage. Mitch tried his best. He did his best that he could. But. You bet. And I'll look at all the other great games that Nick Carp made after that. Um, yeah, let me search for this. <laughs> That's right. So there we go. All right. All right, Jason, you wanted to bitch about something. No, I no, I was done. That's that's how we got on that whole thing. It's just that game just doesn't look good. The rumor of war game. Mm. So you oh, it's just game. that? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I really so I I mean not to continue the conversation, but let's it. Let, let's 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 do it, right? I I'm intrigued because it, it, it provides so much of Lao, right? And you can cut the Ho Chi yeah. Minh and but all that you? kind of shit. But, uh, well, I don't know. We don't know. Because who knows? <laughs> yeah. Right? So they, 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 they posted, has, they posted has that the on, map on the map, too. And a couple of counters yeah. and zilch on anything else. So I, I'm very intrigued. I, I, I really want to like it, but I, I can't make an opinion because I don't know enough. Yeah. yeah. So I'll keep my eye on it, but I'm not, I'm not holding my breath. So you can do a review now, Mitch. That's, yeah, so, that, that's, so, that's what the secondary market's for. So, so just for the record, these are the old games that I saw. These are the games that I played when I was a kid. Thin Red Line, War and Peace, 
Panzer mm-hmm. Blitz, mm-hmm. Gettysburg 1977, mm-hmm. Third Reich. Oh, yeah. SS America. Oh, I have that Right? Game. That was good. Kingmaker. Atrocities. SS Atrocities, baby. Kingmaker, and that's it. Nice. I like Kingmaker. So. Kingmaker is a great game. I, I like Crown of Roses, but I like Kingmaker better, right? Yeah, the old Kingmaker had kind of a cool feel to it. Like, it like did. some of it, some of it. It's, I it don't, did. I don't necessarily want the new game. I want the old game. Yep. But when Second you get them, when you get them, you're like, oh man, now mm-hmm. I know why we didn't. Mm-hmm. Kingmaker, or um, I'm sorry, Crown of Roses is one of those games that I think you have to play like four or five times before you really get it. You know what I mean? And then, it, then it becomes a good game, but. Nobody wants to play games that many times. So, well, there you go. So, it's the cult D- design choices, <laughs> right? I mean, and the thing is, it's such a beautiful game, right? I mean, you have blocks with the with the with the uh, heraldry on them, and and all that kind of stuff. And it, I mean, it captures the it captures the feel of the time, but it's such a an odd rules implementation i don't know if i'm saying that right but it, it just it takes it takes a couple of plays to really understand how to best play the game and i think now in, it, in this, you, in this cult you, of the new are you talking about a version of kingmaker no, no no well so crown of roses right which is produced by gmt was a is this developed by spiritual ralph? success did, did ralph develop this one i don't think so it's a spiritual successor to kingmaker right like like he took he took his influence from the Kingmaker game, the Avalon Hill game, right? And he created, um, I, I, was it Craig Besink? I want to say it was Craig Besink. Keep talking, Mitch. I'm sure. I'm sure Jason's researching to try to figure out for you. I'm on that script. Yeah. Let, 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 hey, hey, <laughs> intern. Hey, whoa, whoa. No, he was oh, right. afraid of Sorry, right. you get you get paid for this. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, but anyway, what, it doesn't really matter. Um, now see how Mitch gets. He, he wants he, to order people around. He's like kind right. of being like he, he used. You know what? I'm like know who I am. Kind of the guy. Uh, I have a good story in that I can't talk about. On the stay on, board, stay but, on topic. <laughs> stay on target. Um, stay on target. Yeah, stay on target. Stay on target. May the force be with you. Um, so whoever I don't know, whatever the fuck, but. So Crown of Rose, it's a beautiful game, beautiful game. But oof, I, I, the problem is with the Cult of the New, I think it's just you have to play it three or four times to really understand it to then enjoy it, right? And nobody wants to, unfortunately, nobody wants to play a game that many times to finally enjoy a game. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess, I guess you've said it twice. So I think Well, that's... probably more like three times. <laughs> Who's counting <laughs> <laughs> so what what's the problem i mean i understand why does everyone play it twice okay I, I, well, so like a lot like some new it introduces some new concepts like how you deploy your troops and that kind of thing and how you count up votes and this kind of thing and people are just kind of thrown by it and, okay. and they don't understand right. how it works and then so they have a bad experience the first time out and, and you know how that works right as soon as you have that bad experience i'm, I'm, I'm never fucking playing that game again because that sucked Right, because they didn't have, you know, they didn't have somebody who understood the game to help them play through it or, or or whatever. But it's it's one of those kind of things. All right. 
So. But that's it. I mean, I think it's okay. Just you, you need to give it time to sink in. You, what, what you really need is somebody who knows how to play. So, so Mitch, play. is this the game you're reviewing? I am not. Okay. <laughs> I am not. All right. It's too old. So, Mitch, would you like to review a game? Should I go first? No, I mean, if you came you in, you could be like, hey, I'm, I'm big time. I don't have to review a game. No, no, I'm not big time. I'm a big time GMT guy. I don't. No, 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 no. That's Douglas with one. Okay. All right, let's hear it. All right. So um, I want to do Battalion Combat Series. Okay. Nice. Now, now is it so? This is specific to Last Blitz Blast Creek, or is this going to be a general overview? Well, I mean, it's it's really general overview. but we'll talk about a little bit about the the differences, right? Okay. So, so Last Boat's Creed was the first game. MMP, MMP yep, game. MMP. Um, it's built bulge. Uh, the second game was Baptism by Fire, which is Kazarine Pass. And Brazen Chariots is the next game in the system, which is early North Africa, right? And I read something today that the, the counters went to the printer or something. Anyway, Dean, Dean's proofing the, the stuff for that one. So anyway, so t- t- Tony and I have been playing it. Matt Anthony, which you know, Dave doesn't like that name, but whatever. I know. I know who Tony is. I don't know who yeah. this other person is. You, you don't know who Matt Anthony is. <laughs> yeah, no idea. I like Matt. Anthony. I mean, he's, he's a historical figure. I know that. <laughs> well, he, he is Matt Anthony, but anyway. Uh, we've been playing. We so we started playing uh, just online vessel, but then uh, switched to play by email. And this game absolutely is great play by email because you activate the formation. Um, well, well, let me back up. You when you're playing, you activate a formation that could be a division, a comp group on the German side, a combat command on the American side. It could be a regiment on the American side. It just kind of depends on the on the on the situation but you but you activate that formation by itself and you do your actions and then you turn it over to the other guy right so it, it plays really 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 well by by email um which is one of the things i really like about it but so, so the primary unit of maneuver is battalions um go figure it's called the battalion combat series uh but but at the end of the day you're activating some higher level formation whether it's a, a usually a division sometimes a uh subset like combat command on the on the US side or a conf group on the on the German side. That that's specific to uh last but Krieg, although the baptism by fire, like they they've divided the uh both sides into task forces kind of deal. But anyway, lower lower level combat formations. But anyway, you're you're moving basically battalions of, of units around. Um like a lot of the so so how so Mitch how do the activation work? It's like chits or pulled or it, it's alternating. So you pick your like yeah. I'm so doing so this you guy, so you, you, you you roll for initiative right? Um, I forget if it's high or low right, but somebody wins initiative. You move a formation, the other guy moves a formation. You move a formation, the other guy moves a formation, and you alternate okay. back and forth. Um, Is there the your, same kind of double turn chance that you um, have in OCS? Not, not really, because I mean, and so taking that last Blitzkrieg for, for for example, the Germans in in the early going, the Germans might have, I'm gonna make this number up, but twenty formations to move, right? And the Americans might have ten, 
So the last four inches might be too small, right? So it's just Correct. you going, okay, back and it's, forth. It's just, it's just back and forth, alternating, <laughs> right? Um, but, but you know, once you get reinforcements, in last boots Creek kind of suffers a little bit just because of that imbalance. Although part of that is the advantage the Germans had attacking, right? So that's okay. But um, at the end of the day, you just you just go back and forth, right? You you move your battalions, you you do whatever you're going to do. Like a lot of the MMP slash the gamers games, you have track, leg or truck movement. You move your guys. They have a move or deployed side. Those are the two, quote unquote, um, what do they call that? No CS um, modes. Yeah, right? move, you have a move, 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 move or move. deployed mode. Right? Um, Com- combat mode, combat mode or movement. Right. Right. So on, on the move mode side, you have a greater movement, but, but you're more liable to be screwed up in combat, right? Um, units are divided by, by either they have what's called assault arrows, which is usually infantry units, or you have an armor value, which are tank units, or you have both. Like a mixed, a mixed recon unit might have both infantry and armor elements. So, so Mitch, real, yeah. real quick, uh, yeah. just to, mm-hmm. to cut, to, cut through the quick. Real quick. Uh, no, no. So, it's quick. So Dude, this we is have BCS, to get to the time change. This is BCS to OCS, right? Yes. What's what's the difference? Like, what? Why is how is OCS with these guys different from BCS? <sighs> Let's see. I mean, because I, I assume the counters, the values are similar. Yeah, like the they units do. Are so similar. The, you have an AR, right? Just like in OCS, you have an AR. You have an action rating. And the higher the higher the action rating, the better. Like. I mean, scales, the scale is obviously different. The so. scale is hugely different, right? So in OCS, you're moving mostly divisions, right? Except for um, mobile unit, mobile formations might be broken down into individual brigades slash battalions. But they have multi-unit formations, right? Here, you're always the quote-unquote multi-unit formation, right? You're always moving battalions. So basically, uh, every, every, in BCS, every division is a multi-unit formation. Functionally, yes. So like everything, in, everything the, you the, move the, is a multi-formation. Yeah. Because the big complaint with OCS is uh, the infantry divisions are basically monolithic units right. that just move around. So right. I guess in this game, infantry right. division is like so, they're so divided here, up in their battalions. Right. So here, here if you move the 26th Grenadier division, division or the 352nd, whatever, right? Pick your favorite bulge division on the other oh, yeah. side if you yeah. have one of those because you're a neo-Nazi, right? Um, you you'll it, it'll have all the component battalions of that division. Okay, and those battalions are the ones that you're moving. I got Makes it. Sense? All right. Okay. All right. Um, the the big difference is, and so the big difference is from a supply standpoint, you don't move supply around like you do in OCS. You know, there's no supply points, nothing. Like but what you have is um, a trains marker, your combat trains, and that's either, you know, depending on how far it is from your HQ and blah blah blah. There's modifiers for your activation and all this kind of stuff. But basically, you have to trace back to that trains marker to determine what kind of activation you're going to get. You and there's really three types. Either you're going to get no activation if you roll shitty. You're going to get a partial activation, which could be influenced by a number of factors, or you're going to get a full activation. And the, the, the primary difference between partial and full is the number of objective markers you can place, and we'll get to that. But, uh, and then you get half movement as a, as a partial, right? So, so Mitch, um, can you give a big perspective on how this game works? 
like a lot like a large scale perspective overall what do you mean like you know like i mean how the units move how the like i i, I feel like we're really yeah, 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 in, the, yeah. in the weeds for the for that, that's the, fine so 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 uh, well that's what i was trying to get to so the primary unit of maneuver is a battalion right so you'll activate a division let's just, let's just call it a division and it's composed of a bunch of battalions right you'll the first thing you do is you roll for what they call a snafu is Dave, you know, situation normal, right. all fucked up, right? right? I mean, something um, went wrong, right? Exactly. And, and that's going to determine either you get half moves or you get full moves and you get some benefits. If you're a full, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Well, it does in the game, but does for this purpose, it doesn't really matter. Right. But basically at that point, that determines how far you move, right? So you move your battalions and there's no, so there's no set order. You can, you can attack with one battalion and then move with another battalion and attack with a battalion and then move with a battalion, or you can, you can mix and match within that activation, right? There's no set order. You don't move everything and then have combat. You can, you can mix and match and you can artillery and you can do all kinds of things, um, which throws people for a loop a little bit because it's a little bit different. Right. Um, but that lets you structure your structure your act a little bit. Right. So you could, you could attack with guys who are already adjacent, blow that guy out of the way, and then move your move your other battalions from that division through that empty hex, and continue on and attack with those guys, right? So you can right. you can kind of you can kind of follow through and exploit all within one activation, so to speak. And and does the combat system use the kind of the same OCS system where there's an activation rating and surprise there and all is. that? Okay. So there's no surprise, but there is. So every unit's rated for an AR. So one of the one of the interesting points and it's been debated a lot on BGG, but is that every, every unit has a bunch of steps, usually six more or less for battalion. Um, you can only have two units in a hex. So two battalions can be in a hex. Right. Only two battalions can attack. One's the ma- one's the primary one's the assister. So, so uh, Mitch, if you had to pick out like three things that you think this game has brought that's new or or unique, what what, what would they be? Like like three items. Three items. Or, Jeez, like three things. Dave. Like- the snafu system. Um, so determining what what you can and can't do. I think like that's like huge. why would I why would I play this game instead of just playing OCS? Like OCS has a blitz has a bulge game. Like it, what, it, what it does, does this game bring that, that some other it does, game doesn't but it's, bring? But it's in the context of a larger system, right? This right. is very focused on that particular operation. So, so what do you, um, what do you draw you're, you're this divi- game? What do you so like in this, in this game? And what I like, you're, you're a divisional commander, right? When you're, when you're taking your activation, you're a, let's, let's call it a division, right? You're worried about what a divisional commander would be like. Where are my battalions going? Where's my headquarters? Do I need to move my headquarters? Um, which has ramifications in game within the rules. Um, and then, you know, do I have to coordinate with the battalions or the divisions on my left and my right, which has ramifications on the, on the, on the, uh, snafu roll kind of deal. Right. So that's good. I, I like it from that standpoint. Right. It, it's very. Cause it's interesting to me because they made the game already for OCS. Kind of. Yeah. Like this, this has already been done for OCS. So I think it's interesting that they take the other shot at doing it for BCS. Right. But it's, it's a, 
So this is like the micro level, right? Yeah, no, I agree. So, so yeah, so OCS is the macro level of yeah, you're fighting the bulge, but you're really fighting it on the broad front, and right. you have the whole here's Antwerp and here's Switzerland, right? Right. <laughs> Whereas this is very targeted. Now, well, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Now, now I will say, I think BCS. So while I think it plays great um, by email because you activate your division or formation, whatever that ha formation happens to be, right? You do your turn and then you just turn it over to the other guy. There's not really a whole lot of decision-making on the other side other than retreats and, and that you can just, either, Hey, your guy retreated right where you want him to go kind of a deal, or it's usually obvious. So it, it plays really well by email. Um, but I think Last Bus Creek itself is very, very big. It's, I mean, it's four maps. It's huge. Um, and then the other side of the spectrum is Brazen, or not Brazen, uh, Baptism by Fire, which is the Kasserine game, is smaller, right? But it, those spaces are wide open and you have much smaller units, so it's almost too small. I'm really, I, I have high hopes for Brazen Chariots to be in the middle, Goldilocks, right? right well, that, in the, the middle. I guess that's a problem, right? Where they're trying to reduce scale, but they can't reduce the scale of theater. Right, so right. it's like, hey, we're reducing your decision points, except now we're going to give you 16 more, and it's still the same gigantic OCS battle that you're fighting. Right. And just has to say, I don't like BCS. It's just, or Last Blitzkrieg, I should say. But Last Blitzkrieg certainly lends itself better to, say, Vassal PBM than physical play, in my personal opinion, right? Okay. But but I mean, from that from that perspective, if you're thinking about like levels of command, you'd be worried about as a command. I, I think it really does a great job of that particular um, abstraction, right? Is when when you're activating the command, you're thinking about what that divisional or comp group or combat command commander should be thinking about. So like, so Mitch, when you when you play this game, did you have fun playing it? Oh yeah. I love it. I think it's great. Who'd you play it against? Matt Anthony. Right, oh, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. Tony Kenner. Just in that's case right. you didn't recognize that's right. so, you, so you guys had fun. That's good. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. He loves it. He loves it. I mean, I you, could. Know, you, could, you could ask him, but yeah. So, I mean, well, so much, comes so, down so, to, much right, so, so. So we were, we were playing live, right? We were playing on Vassal live, and then we're like, you know, we could do this PBM and just, just as easy as live because it lends itself so well to that. So now we've done that, and now we're back to ATS. But. Well, good. So uh, what do you give it? Me? Stars, stars, beers. Um, beers. Well, what kind of beers? My kind of beers or your kind of beers? No, beers. Like, like, let's say four percent. Let's do domestics. <laughs> do domestic Ten. fives. Domestic Ten. fives. Ten. Nice. Once you understand the rules, I mean, the, the funny thing is, so there are a shit ton of new concepts in the game system, but once you understand them, nothing. All right, it's like boom, 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 boom. Okay, I'm done. Okay, good. So, the, so, if, yeah. so for fans of the OCS system, there's there's not going to be any major it's, hurdles here. It's a little bit of a transition, right? But you, but a lot of the concepts are similar. Right. Right. The the worst part of the, the worst part of the rules are the retreat rule, and and. And to be honest, there's still kind of most of the questions that you see online are around the retreat. But I mean, if you're playing with somebody you 
you know, like Tony and I were like, yeah, that looks reasonable. Like be reasonable. Then you just, yeah. right. Exactly. It's, not it's the old, don't, don't embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass yourself. Exactly. Then, then it become a problem. But, uh, but for the most part, it's, it's pretty easy. I mean, the thing is, is that it, again, like Dean does, right. He's introduced some new concepts, but once right. you get over the hurdle of that, it's, it's, it's a no brainer. I mean, I mean, we go through, like Tony said, it, it takes 15 minutes, maybe to run through a divisional activation and then you're done. Right. All right, so if someone's going to buy a game, would you recommend they buy an OCS game first or a BCS game that was first? My, that was my question. Oh, they're totally different. So, Same question. So yeah, just I clean, mean, just clean. Somebody's coming in, they want to buy a World War II Dave's game. bad cop, I'm good cop. We're shining the light in your face. If you want to buy a World it. War II game, <laughs> hmm, OCS. Right, of course, if you would. Yeah, I mean it's the bigger strategic level. Go back to your cage. Just go back to your cage. (laughs) But but if you want to get down a little weeds a little bit, then go BCS. Okay. Excellent. That's it. Plus my earlier, you know. No, you're done, Mitch. You're done. You're finished. Mm. Forever. I'm finishing the industry. You you gave me a space bar. I'm good. I am uncontrollable. All right. No, I, I, I really do like. So my initial. Oh no, no, there's was, no regrets. No, no, regrets no. Regrets. My initial reaction to BCS was so I playtested the game and I actually liked it. But my initial reaction was uh, the bulge. It's just too big, right? I mean, it's like it's huge because it's four maps. It takes a shit ton of table space. It takes forever to get through the first turn. Um, basically. Vassal is a little bit different, right? Uh, but on the other the other side of the coin was Baptism by Fire, which was a lot lower count, counter density and only two maps, which is good. But it almost felt like it was too wide open, right? So I really have high hopes for Brazen Chariots being that goalie locks right in the middle game, right? Yeah, I think I might actually pre-order that one. Yeah, but I mean, the system itself, I really like the system. I, I'm not sure that Last Blitzkrieg is a great representation of it, just because of the sheer size of it. All right. All right. So, uh, Jason, you want to go? Sure. I'll be, I'll be fast. All right. Because this is... No, no. Don't be fast. Be slow. No. That's not my style. I like to, I like to get in there. Go draw, draw it out, baby. Get, get it done. Go to sleep. Um, <laughs> just ask my wife. Uh, the lock and load tactical solo module. Oh, nice. And I meant to look something up. So, um, let me, let me do that real quick. I'm going to Google something. Should we play the Jeopardy music? Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll cut that out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got it. So. This is uh, a solo set of rules and tools to play all of the lock and load games solo. Uh, and basically what it is, is you get a set of cards that give you kind of a priority of orders of operations, and then you get some flow charts. And they work in conjunction, and you can play any of the lock and load games, any of the lock and load tactical games, 
using it. So it works for the World War II stuff, it works for the modern stuff. And it works pretty well. Um, the production's pretty good. The cards are oversized. I don't, I'm not a card sleeve guy, but I don't know that you could find sleeves for these, but they're, they're big and decent, decent size. Um, all the, the manuals that kind of magazine plus quality where it's kind of a decent texture, the, the tables are all good. Um, right away you set it up, you get going. Part of the problem for me is because there's like six 11 by 17 charts or flow charts, it's, it kind of eats up a lot of table space, um, which is kind of a pain, but everything flows pretty well. It's everything's double-sided. So they make a decent use of, uh, of that 11 by 17 form factor. Everything's laid out really well. Everything works pretty well. And it, makes the game playable solo in a way that you could do on your own. So the, the cards give you things to do, um, and they prioritize them in a way that you might not prioritize them, but it, it makes it, it, it gives you a framework to work within. So it's not going to do anything brilliant, but it might come up with some ideas that you weren't looking at in the priority order. So <laughs> what I'll say is it's not brilliant, but it does make me play the game in a way that's different than I would play it solo. So it's not, it's not going to do something that you're not expecting, but it might do something that you wouldn't do. And that might be good or bad, but it, it might time things differently than if you were to just play both sides opposed. Right. So does so does this work for so lock and load tactile system like just you know World War II, Vietnam, mm -hmm. Dave Heroes? Does it cover all of those? It'll work for everything. Yep. Okay. Yep. So the rule, the the, the cards, um, basically, it has a pri priority targets and secondary targets, or not targets, but objectives. Let's say. So here's card twenty, the priority. Mm -hmm. And you go top down in order. So just like the coin, like flow chart, the solo flow chart where so it basically this is has real coin, not root, right? That's right. That's right. The GMP <laughs> too soon, too soon. <laughs> so this card Dave's triggered. The priority orders are um, enter melee and overrun if firepower if firepower is greater than the target firepower. So you would enter melee if your firepower is greater than the target. If you can't do that, then mm. you dynamic move towards something and then fire or okay. ex execute counteractions. And there's a flow chart for counteractions or secondary is a shaken AEO closest to a victory condition. If in zero train modifier, move towards train with plus train modifier, right? So you're trying to get in cover mm. the highest firepower AEO. The AEO is the enemy of that the enemy, right? The, the, the bot. Right. <clears throat> right. So highest firepower AO farthest from a unit that just acted fire AO farthest from a unit that just acted or victory condition dynamic move towards that or execute victory conditions. Right. So none this, of those this are, is all in one card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, you, you basically, but you just go top to bottom. Mm. So can you do this? If not, then go to this, if not go to this.
So none of that is going to be some like, you know, rabbit out of the hat surprise thing. It's, it's all something that a player could do. It, sure. It's something you could probably see. You could prioritize something, but, but it might do something that you wouldn't do in that situation. And it might work out in the enemy's favor. The flow charts are a little hard to follow, but once you kind of get into the, the vague headspace that the game's trying to get you in of it's, it's guiding you towards something. It's not telling you what to do, if that makes sense. So it's kind of giving you some framework to work within and it all go ahead. So my my sum total of lock and load is playing some some game with Ty at the last Donkey Kong. I don't remember what it was because I don't remember for some reason. But and then so I'm sorry, was that Solcon? Yeah, Solcon. Missouri, Missouri, Missouri. But it only happens on every odd year. But whatever. Um, <laughs> hey boys, got the Solcon. Solcon, we're doing it in Missouri every That's year. Right. Every year. May. Yeah. Um, uh, um, what the hell? Yeah, was I he saying? can't resist oh. me. So ba- basically, Mitch is in a bar with me in Mexico. We're talking oh, about God. this, and he's like, "Hey, can you come up with a good name for the convention?" I'm like, "Swolcon." I can't work. resist, Dave. And he's like, "And he's like, well, yeah, that sounds good, I guess, but I don't know. Is that going to be too much?" And then immediately, some other guy gives him a suggestion. And that's it. My suggestion's done. Like, yeah. no, it's Swolcon. <laughs> right. It's, it's always going to be Swolcon. Like, if you you're going to ask me. If you're going to unleash the giant, that's it. That's it. That's, that's right. I just wanted to let you have an opinion. I don't really fucking care what the opinion is. If you ask, then, then you can't bury it. You can't bury it. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right. So, what the so hell were we talking about? Oh. So you, um, you play the game with Ty. So is it – and maybe you said this and I missed it. But, I mean, so a lot of these solo systems. I'm, I'm like, sure I distracted it, but that's right. Fine. No shit. Dave, you're very distracted. Um, is it something you would do? Uh, like, like, does it give you guidance that you wouldn't do differently? You, you know, cause, it, so it one might, of the things I yeah. always deal with is playing solo is like, okay, yeah, you have this solo system, but I would have done that anyway. You know? So there, in a lot of, posi- in a lot of, in a lot of situations there, it's, it's very clear what the enemy should do. Right. But sometimes you're like, oh, there's that unit that's really far from everything that now is a good time for them to move and the cards Mm. might direct you to that and so so it's not going to do something brilliant but it might do something different than what you would expect and so usually you know those things i I wait till the end of the turn and this might it just kind of throws the your rhythm off a little bit that might make the enemy a little bit more effective which which it's good for right so it it kind of disrupts your your typical play and it does a pretty good job of that and for me i've had lock and load on my shelf i've had two or three versions of it and i've played quite a few of the scenarios and i've played quite a few of the scenarios solo but this made me get them back out and play a couple more nice so it's good for that however it's 70 dollars <laughs> oh <laughs> for a deck of cards and some flow charts on 11 by 17 paper Hey, Pete, you can you can text me and I'll tell you what to do for free. Right, it's that's way too much money for it. This should be thirty thirty five bucks. It should not be seventy dollars. I ended up I, I I wouldn't pay for it because I knew what was in the box. I ended up trading for it for something 
my trade, I was happy with what I got. This is not worth $70. It's good, but it's not worth $70. I'll, I'll just right. put that right out there. It's, it's a deck of cards that's going to give you some guidance and some flow charts to help you decipher. Don't spend yeah. seventy dollars on this. Right. That's so what we're saying. So, we're saying so, so don't buy. Don't buy. Right. To I, put, so to put that in the perspective, the ATS robot, right? ATS, you know, take that for the grain of salt. It is. That's thirty bucks. Okay, that's right. perfect. For, that's a for, great point. For, for a terror system yep. to help you play, right? Yep. That's that's perfect. That's what this should be. Thirty thirty five bucks, hundred percent. Right. If you can find this on sale. On the lock and load, that's why I was Googling. On the lock and load website right now, this is in stock for $70. You're literally getting a deck of cards and some flowcharts. So, well, but do, do you get some really and, good and salacious record, fiction with it? No, you don't even get fiction. And for the record, yeah. Jason could probably get this for free. <laughs> Jason decides not to get it for free. Right. Well, so we can actually. Integrity. We're giving this to you straight from the the soul because for free it's worth it, right? Like oh okay. yeah, for free it's great. Go get this hey, for, if you can for get seventy bucks. If, if you can get cards for free, it's right? No shit, it's good. So wow. else, outside of the price, so I'm I'm saying this is not worth seventy dollars. As if how if many can, dollars is it worth? Eleven. Eleven. I would no, thirty. I, I would pay thirty to forty dollars. I, well, no. You know what? I would pay thirty dollars for this. Is what I would. There pay. you go. So I if you can, it. if you can pick it up for thirty bucks, this is a seven out of ten. Nice. Right? It's going to help you play the game. It's going to get you to get that game off the shelf and play it again, which is great. That's all we're trying to do. We're trying to play these games on our shelves. It's a seven out of ten if you can get it for thirty bucks. I'll give it six beers because it's it's pretty loosey goosey. You can play it pretty. It's drunk. lock and load, right? I right. Mean, it's lock and load. It's pretty loose anyway. It's pretty light. I know Josh likes this. He might give it a different. This is not worth $70. <laughs> I'm a cheap ass. This is not worth $70. Fucking dollars. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time with it. I played three scenarios using it. And it did. It There were a couple times where it kind of surprised me. Like, oh, that's. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have done that. That's a good move. That puts. That's good, that though, kind of right? pins I mean, me in. Yeah. They could. You know, they can dynamic move. They can move and fire in a, in a way that that I wasn't expecting great for that. It is not worth $70. So right. that's well, I mean, honestly, tactical. That, that's the thing I find with solo systems is like, is it, is it going to throw me a loop that I have to deal with? Right. right. That's, and, what and, I, that's what I want. What I've been finding recently is when I play games solo, I'm like, well, I know what the fuck I'm going to do. So <laughs> I, I yeah. need some random element that to, to, to do something weird. Right. Yep. And that's what this does. That I have it, to react to. Yep. It's not gonna. It's not gonna outmaneuver you, but it will surprise you. That's so interesting. Enough. You would say that, Mitch, because that leads right into my overview. Oh, oh, it's fuck. almost like he scripted this. Damn it. Spoiler alert! No texting was involved. All so are we ready for alcohol. more, gentlemen? Are we ready? <laughs> Does anyone need to take a break? Because this is gonna I be a long to, one. Hold on. We have to take potty I breaks. Think I think we're done. So, so any of you bitches have to take potty breaks? So I had to. No, I'm, I might. I'll wait till you start. Been talking so, everyone's been taking breaks already. I've I seen them all. I've seen all the posts. Dude, I feel like a shit. Just you guys would be terrible in surveillances. You can't piss on a cup <laughs> like on a bottle or something. I didn't but bring a Gatorade No, no wide mouth beers, baby. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Cameron literally woke up crying because he had a bad dream, and then he threw up because he was so upset. No, <laughs> no. 
The toughening of America. He's a ranger. He's ready to be a ranger. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Let me just say, I'm so glad I have a dog. Jason, boy. we are going to have to spend a lot of time on that boy. You and me both. Seriously. I know. In the woods, out in the woods. We're going to work on him. We'll take him hunting. You, yeah, you need to come out to Missouri. He, yeah, we'll to take him out. We'll teach <laughs> him how the world really works. We need to kill a lot of animals. We need to have we'll him teach him how the world Piper. really works, and then he can go back. His over, under on the animal killing is about four and a half. He needs oh, to kill shit. about that's right. All right, so I'm doing a game here. It's a sol- it's a solo game, so J- Jason's going to love it. Oh, it's a I'm D- sorry. I got to go take it DVG game called Pavlov's House. Nice. Battle of Stalingrad. Oh, you know what? Another podcast just talked about this. Oh, no, they're all <laughs> hopping on now. They're all hopping on. They all want to do it, but this is the real one. So this is the deal. This is, so, this is the official review? Is so this is the post-Kickstarter buy for the game. You Ooh. get, uh, and I'm going to point out a couple of issues that I think are like lame in the beginning, and then we'll get into the game. So I get that people want a Kickstarter game, so then they want to like give them all their like special counters, and like the people get their like faces. Hey, do you want to have your face on Ugh. this like Ugh. this battlefield? Go fuck or, yourself. And it's one thing if it's a fantasy game, like it's a fantasy game. Like, hey, did you want your castle be to? To be named, uh, but if it's like the a castle tactical system, Dave von and you want your face yeah, on the right. counter, go fuck yourself. So, but nah. when I'm looking at when I'm looking <laughs> at de- like Soviet defenders of Pavlov's house, I don't need to have Danielle, no, oh, or it's, Lucy. It's 2019, Dave, or maybe Mark Asselman. Like I'm not even going to get into where Mark Asselman's, uh, <laughs> and it's two S's. It's two S's for the record. It was a but thousand hey, dude, one shot, Doc. You put your name out there. Uh, there are, if what, I was going to count the count, on... there's giant, these these are big one-inch counters that are supposed to be the defenders of the have Soviets. have faces on them? No, they have their pictures. Yeah. And, and Newton Carlson or Colin McMillan or Brett there were, there, were, there were Irish defending yeah, these, were all, we, these are all famous defenders of Stalingrad. <laughs> uh, are, are those rugby players? Or, or Mari, Mark Adams? Rugby. Or Donald Point. Like, it's just like, like I'm telling you, like if, if there were three sheets of counters that came with the game, uh, uh, two-thirds of one of those sheets was all the... Yeah. These idiotic, if, I, if I can pronounce your yeah, name, kick, you shouldn't be in this game. Kick, it was all these right. kick starting. I'm just like, what the quiz. F-? I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I don't like that's great for the Kickstarter, but I didn't buy the Kickstarter game. I bought the game. So I don't want to pay for like like basically 17% of the counters to be like ridiculous, like guys who look like they should be in a Renaissance fair <laughs> when I'm really trying to fight Stalingrad. Here. Like, <laughs> it's got their photograph. I can see them. Or like, a walk back not, in time. We don't, we don't want that in our board games. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want sunken Soviet cheeks. I'm not seeing that. General Rochambeau. <laughs> oh, here's, here, here we go. Rock okay. Paper, baby. Uh, okay, I'll apologize. Fred, Fred looks like he's sucking his cheeks. Unfortunately, his name is only Fred. In the, uh, Fred. Like, I don't think that's part of the, the Frederick defense group. Frederick. So, so basically, it's like if there were 120 Soviet defender pieces they made, it's like 80 of them were a Kickstarter. And, and that's great, but save that shit for the Kickstarter. I don't want that for the game. 
All right. The other thing they did that, that I don't know if people like this or hate this or I'm mediocre on it, but there were tokens for the game that fit really nicely on the map board. And then they did blocks, like little cubes. Oh. They did little cube things that are colored the same way. So if I wanted a uh, an ammo marker or a disruption marker, I could use the counter that fits perfectly in, onto the map and uh, matches it exactly in graphic description printed on it. Or I could just have some random cube that I put so, down on it. So, so Dave, Dave, what is Pavel's house representing? I'm, I'm confused. Nope. No, no, I'm still, I'm still vamping on the. the oh, ramping! Right, ramp. All right, continue your vent. Get it and out. I want to know that. what the fuck you're talking we about. We got that. So basically, these are the two big things. Uh, they did two big Kickstarter things. I thought that was weird. I don't need to, every nerd on BGG to be defending Pavlov's house in no. my game. So save that shit for the Kickstarter, and then I don't know. Just don't even include it. If you feel like you have to scissor off all those. Like, cut them up and throw them in the garbage before you send them. <laughs> light them on fire. Because I, I don't want, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want some fat chick to be defending Pavlos' house for me. Sorry. It's not going to be. It's not my thing. All right. I, I didn't, so, but I do now. No. No, you don't. Wow. You never saw it. <laughs> she looks like Kingpin. Okay, with well. two With two burritos in her mouth that she's trying to hide. So... <laughs> Kingpin from the Daredevil TV show, or for what? Spider Spider Man. Nice. Okay, Michael Clark Duncan. All right, rest so, in peace. Uh, I mean, you have to be clear on this nerd shit. Yeah. So the yeah. way the the way the general game works is there's a strategic phase. The, the The idea of the game of Pavlov's house is you're defending Pavlov's house and solving one, one house. It's, one house. It's one house. One single house. So when you look at the map, the map is really cool. They have a great board it's that, super that cool. comes yeah. with the game. The right side, or I'm sorry, the left it's side. three panels, the, Mitch. The further, yeah, the okay. three panels. Furthest left a side dick, if you will. is the t- tactical map of the house, right? The middle, the middle portion is like an operational map of the approaches to Pavlov's house by the Germans. And the right side is the strategic map of what's going on in Stalingrad around Pavlov's house. So the way that the game generally works is you do the strategic stuff first, and then you do the operational German stuff, and then you do the tactical stuff in the house. But I'm going to turn that around. I'm going to reverse it. So, um, so, so historically, how long did it take the Germans to take this house? I don't know that they ever took Pavlov's house. Okay. So, so I'm going to reverse it so you kind of get a feel for. Uh, I'm going to talk initially about what happens in Pavlov's house, and then we're going to go back through the operational, and then we're going to go back through the strategic, because I think some of the stuff will make more sense if I do it that way. Now, having said that. We're all because pretty. We're all pretty drunk at this. Point. Talking about talking strategically about, about single house <laughs> makes sense. No, but there's a strategic map about what's you going should, on in general in Stalingrad. You should look at the map. Okay, because right, it, right. it, it it does help. Yeah, he's not looking. So I'll send it. I'm not. He refuses to. Look. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just drunkenly. He, 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 refu- he, he refuses <laughs> to look. You don't know about houses. <laughs> You've been sent a link. All right, so. Which always works well in an audio podcast. No, so so when you're first defending the house, the house is pretty cool. It's got a it's got three sides to it, 
There's a uh, the the left side of, the, of Pavlov's house is a the green side. The north side is the pink side, and the right side or east side is the purple side. And these reflect like different German avenues of approach into Pavlov's house, how the Germans would get to your house. And each of these sides has fighting positions. So the big thing is that when the uh, the German or the Russians tactical, then you're, you're playing the Soviets, you're trying to defend the house. So initially you have guys, you have a little reserve box and you also have a little supply box in the house Supply box like stores your like food and ammo and stuff like that. The reserve box stores like extra defenders that you might have that you want to get shot by the Germans. So when your turn first starts tactically, and this is going to be at the end of your turn, you can move guys out. You can move, uh, you have individual like guys, like protect, like defenders of the house that you can then move out into fighting positions along the sides of the house. And one of the rules is uh, a guy can either be up, like he's good. Thanks. Thanks for that. Killer dog. I really appreciate that. So the defense it lasted for 58 days. That's great. Well, I mean, just as an example, why, why is this fucking house so important? Well, they defended or, or, the fucking house for 58 days. Or Mitch, you could have said that instead of fucking texting it, which I created just a whole did message. Say it, Dave. That, <laughs> yeah, but nobody heard it. I'm enjoying right. this. All right. So, <laughs> so the is idea my favorite is part of the podcast here. Listen to me. Sip a drink. You have guys that you assign to fighting positions along these, these colored approach areas. So, uh, Initially, you can move a certain number of guys out. I think it's like three guys when you first start. Like you move three guys from reserve. They can move out into different fighting positions along the green, pink, and purple approaches to Pavlov, Pavlov's house. Um, you you can't move them out if they can't replace someone who's who's exhausted. So you always have to be careful to like spread your exhausted guys out. Um, but, but Dave, can you lay down a weathering barrage of machine gun and AT rifle fire? For the you can. You can. So okay. I'm just saying because so, that's what Wikipedia says. So yeah. So this is what happens. So uh, <laughs> as well as the civilians in the basement. Right. So as you're as you're playing the game, so this is the tactical side. <laughs> here we go. Get more stuff on here. So, so the first thing you can do is you basically, when we're talking about just in the house, you can move guys to fighting positions. They can get out there and then they're basically, those, these are free moves. So you have three free moves where you can move defenders out and they aren't exhausted. So then they're waiting. Some guys are waiting on the purple side. Some guys are waiting on the pink sides. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Some guys are waiting on the pink side. So these guys are basically defending the house. Um, you can then have them take actions during the tactical turn. Some of them are firing. If they see German units that are moving down on the operational map, which is the mid-center, that's the center part of the map, they can fire on those guys. And they basically roll as many dice as they have on their attack ability. And if they roll, one, if any of the dice are equal to or higher than the defense value of the German, it's destroyed. Nice. So they can what's, make attacks. What's Danielle's dice? 
Uh, yeah, who knows what Daniel's died. She's back in this giant pile of okay. nerds. <laughs> pile of nerds. Nerd. What? Do what? What are you rolling? Well, well, the so the alternate to shooting it, guys, is you can do suppression, which is I'm sure what Mitch was talking about when he was trying to irritate me while I was doing my review. Dude, and my whole life exists to irritate you. I'm just saying. So suppression. What you can do for suppression is instead of it, maybe you don't have somebody to shoot at in your zone, in your approach color area, you can uh, instead take ammo from supply area and cash it into suppression tokens. Those suppression tokens will then be placed in the suppression area of your colored zone of approach. And then when if Germans ever try to appear in your zone, they have to roll against those suppressions and they might get knocked off and never actually appear. So, so, so Dave, based on the map, it looks like, like on the Soviet side. So this is, is this primarily a solitaire game or what? It, this mean, is, this is a completely a solitaire game. Okay. So are the Soviets like narrowing down, they're crossing the Volga and then they're assaulting this house? No, 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 no. You're, you're completely wrong. You're okay. in the house. You're defending the house. The Germans right, are attacking. Right. I'm, I'm talking about the AI, though. The Germans the are trying to attack the house. Oh. oh, 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 okay. So you're defending the house against the. That's right. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, take a bow, Mitch Land, great, grand game designer, master wow. designer. There we go. <laughs> okay. All right, so, so the idea is. Like you guys basically have, have basic skills that are in the house. They have they have some skills like attack skills, which is good because they can roll a die. And if a German unit is on the map, like trying to walk, basically the Germans are trying to basically march towards the, the Pavlov's house. If they ever get to where they push a German unit into the house, the Soviets lose automatically. So all you right. want to shoot. Hmm. There's all these approach markers and approach paths some are two spaces, some are three spaces. So you want to make sure that you always get guys to where they can shoot Germans that are trying to move towards the house, right? So, yeah. uh, so, you're, so, either, so you're either shooting or if you suppress, suppression means you're basically saving dice for later on when the Germans have their, their part of the turn to move guys on. You can keep them from even coming on by rolling a die that's greater than the defense roll. So... And this this comes in this this impacts when some weapons are really good at attacking, some weapons are really good at suppressing, right? So if you have a mortar, uh, somewhat like a bunch of weapons teams are like two guys, like they both suck fighting individually, but if you'll pay for them, they have a a uh, M ability, which means they're a mortar team, and then you can pay extra points for a mortar. So if they can ever get the mortar into the house, the mortar is zero dice for shooting, six dice for suppressing. So basically, the mortar can launch a ton of rounds to keep anyone from ever even trying to get into one of the three avenues of approach. So, but if so someone's actually on no the roof map, anymore, that's why the mortar. Yeah, the idea is, or they're around the house or behind Got the it. house. Okay. So the idea is, but since there is zero on it. Attack, if there's actually a German unit that's on the map, they can't do shit. So, and and the machine guns, light machine guns, similar. It's a two for attack, three for suppress. So suppressions are good. The problem with suppressions is they use up ammo from your house supply. So you have a because I remember you have that supply. You have a supply room in the house. Suppression uses up house supply, and we'll talk about that because again, it's going to get complicated. 
because you won't understand why ammo is important unless you understand what's going on in the other parts of the map. So this is all just tactical. There's a bunch of different around, tactical Around the ways. house, you mean, right? Right, around the house. This is right. the, the left third of the map, which is just right. the house. Okay, yep. So basically, you have guys that are manning fighting positions. Uh, there's even a fighting position called the radio. If you have a guy on the green radio, he can call in instead of shooting. He can call in and ask for two points worth of replacements. And those guys will show up from your local uh, battalion headquarters, uh, two points worth of replacements, which is usually pretty weak, but they'll show up in reserve. So you can call to your regiment if you get on the radio. Um, so, th so that, and the other factor of the house is there's uh, defense values. So the green side of the house, which is the left side, the, the pink side, which is the top side or north side, and then the purple side, that's the right side, they have defense values, which has a marker on them. And it starts out at six, which is really high. As guys start to shoot artillery fires on the house, uh, tanks fire on the house, there's a chance that that defense value will go down and it makes it more likely then that your guys will, in those positions, will be injured. So but that's part of the game. So... so so why this one house? So okay, so so Mitch, we're good on the house, right? Do we understand the house? <laughs> we're, right, right. I'm just trying to understand why, right. why why was this one house so? Well, important? Pavlov's house was like kind of a bastion in the north side that that a lot of different German attacks broke upon. Got so it. okay, they just wouldn't stop fighting, uh, and it was named after Corporal Pavlov, who was the guy sure. who basically initially took the house and then defended it. So sure. Um, so well, basically, because I'm like, like I'm looking at the map, and it's like, so on the right side, there's all this Soviet shit, right? And in the middle, there's kind of half and half, maybe. Right. But then on the left side is the house itself. So, right. So, so generally, for the attacks, I think the way the the operational map works is there's two two attack perches from the left or the west. There's three from the north, and there's one from the right. Mm -hmm. And you've got all those of the house. And the, the really key factors are uh, at the corners of the house, you have a, at the top left corner, you have a uh, green slash pink spot where a really good weapon could sit because it can mm -hmm. fire at green or pink approaches. And then on the other side, you have a purple slash pink approach and he can fire at pink or, or purple. So you have to really decide where your guys are going to defend the house because a lot of it depends on where guys are coming in, how the guys are getting in, uh, like so. So, so is the pink. So, so what do the colors mean? Like green, pink. Well, green, green is west side. There's two. There's two approach tracks on the west side. Oh, okay. So, so it just depends on which side. You're so, any from. any battle position okay. on the west side of the house that's green can fire at those guys. Uh, so, so does that relate to the middle side of the map? Or? Yeah, the green. Okay, got it. Right. All right, right. All right, all right. Because there's a green approach. It's got hard, it. to, okay. and it's hard to describe the game without like, right, like right, showing right. the maps. But right, I understand. All right, so so uh, so that's basically how the, the the Soviets fight inside the game. They can move people around within fighting positions. They can. Uh, they have a lot of special abilities. Some guys, like if you have a tank, some of the weapons, some of the Germans that come in their tanks. Well, German infantry or Soviet infantry can't shoot at a tank. You have to have an anti-tank rifle or an anti-tank gun. So you're trying to run those guys across. You have leaders, 
like Pavlov's leader, there's some other leaders, they can like take guys that were exhausted from last turn and flip them and give them a recovery action so they can do another action this turn. So there's there's a bunch of stuff that people can do. So you can you can basically you have mortar crews, you have anti-tank fire, you have machine gun crews, you have uh, fire support, you can call for artillery. <coughs> so a bunch of stuff to do. So the medium map is the German map. So, so basically, if you're if you're basically fighting, I don't know. <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> so basically, if you're fighting them, you're basically defending Pavlov's Pavlov's house. Um, the Germans are going to send a bunch of stuff at you, and I'm going to basically give you guys the advanced version of the game. This is the elite version. So. Okay. You could you could fight a version where just the German cards flip and that's how it goes. But I'm going to give you German tactics and everything that goes along with that. So when the Germans are going to attack you, and initially the way the game works is strategically you're going to pull a bunch of Soviet cards. You pull the cards, and then at the end of that, you're going to pull you you make your decisions on the Soviet strategic map. And then the Germans get to do their plays on the operational map. And then at the end of the turn, you go to the fighting in the house that I just talked about. But you can't really understand any of the decisions you're making operationally or strategically unless you understand what I just told you about uh, fighting in the house. So, So fighting in the house is pretty basic. It's like a German unit shows up. Uh, you've got a defender there. He's got a one attack. He rolls a die, a six-sided die. If he rolls higher or equal to or higher than the German defending unit's value, it's dead. It goes away. So that's it. That's tactical fighting. So the next is the Germans. The Germans, every turn, are going to roll. Uh, they're going to pull out three cards. And they're going to reveal them one at a time. And so the German cards are going to be different cards like uh, they might make more units appear on the map. Um, they might make uh, Stukas come and bomb the strategic map. There's there's a variety of different kind of cards the Germans have. One of the cool things about the Germans when you get to the elite level is they have tactics cards. So uh, the Germans might flip two tactics cards. And the tactics cards are... and the, the First of all, the German deck is, is scaled, right? So it's scaled like one through... I think it's five. So the one deck is like not that bad. And then there's a card you're supposed to place between them and then go to the two deck. The two deck is we're accelerating the offensive. And then three is like serious offensive. Four is like all out. Like, so the idea is that the deck, the German deck is supposed to really accelerate as it goes. Um, One of the things to mention is as that deck flips through uh, the the card you're supposed to put a card in between each time. So the like if the German one deck between the German one and German two deck, there'll be a supply card. That that's a card you're supposed to put in there. When that supply card comes up, that means you've gotten from one and two. You basically and in each like like the you know how these games go. Like the German one deck has like maybe like I don't know twenty cards. You're supposed to discard like three, so you don't know what's in it. So 17 of them go into the one deck. Um, so once you get through them and you get to the supply card, that's when you check house. Pavlov's house, back to the tactical 
tactile map. So Commandant uh, Land has been controlling the, the Pavlov's house. And right away, you check to make sure you have enough food in the house for everyone. And if you don't have enough food, that means that any guys that can't be fed are gone. You lose them forever. Ouch. So, and it's usually one food per five guys. So if you have like 13 guys, there's nothing worse than having 13 or 14 guys in Pavlov's house. And then the supply card comes up Mm -hmm. and then you're like, motherfucker, (laughs) like, like, you know, you lose like four guys because you've been paying points to get those guys into the house. The other thing that card does is when you get the supply card in the German phase, you flip it and you put it on what's called the storm group. It's a, basically the storm group card for the uh, Pavlov's house. So, and the deal with that is if Pavlov's house ever has, uh, and the storm group will generally say like, hey, it's going to be on the green approach area, this many points, but you'll get this many victory points. If if the storm group area ever has, uh, like say it's green, and there's say it's an opportunity for the, the Soviets to counterattack. And this is how you get the victory points. If at the end of the game, you basically held the house, you might not win. If you never counter attacked or tried to take back anything from the Germans, huh. like you could basically defend the house the entire game and not not do have a very good win. But the way to get good victory points is when the Germans are getting their asses kicked, that's when you take the initiative and go mm-hmm. back against them and, and do a counterattack, maybe at night or whatever. So, so when they hit that supply break in the cards between one and two Germans, you're like, all right, so it's a supply. And then you see on the flip side, it's like what their group is. It might say pink approach, uh, 10 points, uh, you get seven VP. You're going to attack the, I don't know, like the chemist's house or something. And so you're going to select your guys. If you get the strategic card, your turn which happens at the beginning of the turn, which you haven't talked about, you might select that card and be like, all right, well, I'm going to use that card to do a storm group. And you select a bunch of your tactical defenders. And for each tactical defender, you roll dice. And if you beat the number that you need, then you win that victory objective. So that means your guys, basically, if if there was no green guys, you managed to clear all the green guys out, then you could run out there and fucking make a counterattack and you, you fucked up the Germans, and then you're hoping most of you guys get back. So are the are the red, like, reticule spaces the victory? Like the 14, 15, 16? Nope. That, that's completely different. That's okay. We haven't even gotten there yet. I, you're on the right side of the map. Yeah. That. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Um, nice try, though. Yeah, but so. But, but, I'm so just trying to follow along. But that gives you an opportunity for like a, a storm attack or a storm group attack. So, so, so basically, when you're flipping the German cards, the Germans are always going to get three cards. Some of them are Stukas that bomb you on the strategic map. Some of them are artillery shots that are going to try to reduce the strength of Pavlov's house. Uh, some of them are are units like Germans, like like uh, machine gunners or uh, scouts or riflemen or tanks that are going to appear on various uh, uh, approaches. So there's, I mentioned there's six approaches. So where the tactics come in is the tactics change how the Germans attack. 
So you might have a tactic that says like right flank. So if it's a right flank, that means the Germans are going to try to come in on your purple side, like your right side, which they normally wouldn't come in on. And so the way the game normally does it, if a unit of, if a, a unit of infantry and a minute appears, you will one die. And the, your approaches are where well, there's six approaches, uh, two on the on the left green, three and one on the purple. So you roll the die and that's where the unit appears. But if it's right flank, you roll three dice and you take the highest. That 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 kind of like focuses that the guys are coming in on that purple side. They want to come on that purple side. So as long as that right flank tactics card down is down, you're always going to take the highest one. So the Germans are going to start really pressuring you on that purple or right flank. If you have a left flank German tactics card, they're going to go on the other side. They're going to go three dice, roll three dice for location, get the lowest one. So they're going to try to go, they're going to be coming in green, green normally or so. I thought it was good. I thought the and there's a shitload of tactics cards too that change the way the guys work or way they get way they fight. Sometimes they have camouflage, so they uh, don't get injured as easily. It raises their defense. Coordination, like if you have coordination, it says when you place an infantry uh, counter, also place a rifleman. So there's a bunch of different rules for how the uh, the tactics cards work. And the idea is there's always going to be two tactics cards in effect. And they just roll over as one one goes. Like if you have the first turn, you have one and two. Then second turn, uh, one rolls off the table. Then two and three come on. And then two rolls off and three and four come on. So they roll off in sets of twos. So. And sometimes the guys, the Germans will shoot at the house. Sometimes they, they do a bunch of shit. So. Uh, so the final part of the game is the strategic part, and that's where we're looking at the Volga, and that's like basically where like when when you're pulling strategic cards like or German cards, and it's all like Stukas, Stukas are bombing. They're all bombing the strategic side of the game. So the, the strategic side allows you to like uh, build up uh, signal communications, try to move supplies from uh, the uh, the back part of the army into the Pavlov's house, uh, maybe build up the artillery. There's there's a ton of stuff you can do with the strategic side, but it's basically like that's the initial side that you're getting with the cards. When you first draw cards, you're getting a bunch of strategic cards, so you're playing those on that side of the game. So, so how many beers, Dave? It, it's not any beers, honestly. No, it, really. It, I, I have to say it's great. It's a, it's a really great game. Um, like, I, I, it's easy if if you first play the game, it's easy to lose the game right away because um, mm. it, in the initial phases of the German attack, there's a lot of Stukas, so the Stukas start bombing and bombing. Huh. And if you do not, uh, what the, what they do is all these locations that I, I didn't mention this, but all these locations strategically are, are numbered three through eighteen. So it's a three d six spread, right? For, okay. for where things yeah. are going to land. Yep. So if 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 a Stuka bombs something and it it drops it and it's covered, uh, you roll three d six to see where it lands. And if that that thing has already been disrupted, then that moves up to the next highest location that has not been disrupted. Hmm. So looking at the map, it's very easy to see how it's it, things can quickly go up mm-hmm. to the sixty second Army Group headquarters. 
which if it's ever disrupted twice, you lose the game. Wow. So there's a real part of the game where strategically you're trying to, uh, you draw a bunch of strategic cards and you're trying to like, and each card is like half on the top and half on the bottom. So you have two choices. Um, one side of the card might let me uh, uh, take a disruption off a uh, an anti-aircraft battery that I want. And one half might let me uh, put supplies on the ferries to take over to Pavlov's house. So you're constantly being torn between these decisions strategically. <laughs> Right? I mean, so, good, that's a good sign, right? Yeah, right, gotta no, make decisions. Great. Right, it's great. And and there's there's like points like where the, you have a whole thing where it's like your signal lines that are going up. You have like five signal markers, and if you ever get all your signal markers like filled with cards, then that gives you extra options to do. And so, but I mean, the odds of doing that it's so hard. So you, hmm. so basically, when the game plays. Yeah, I haven't even gotten into any of the heavy stuff with it, but basically, when the game plays, I thought this—I thought this review was going to go much easier, but drunk, <laughs> drunk. So right. Um, well, so like, wit, 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 was it wit? Somebody was talking about how maybe it was two or three players, and somebody said, maybe no, not so much. I don't think so. so I think it'd be terrible. I think it'd be terrible. Okay. I think it's a solitaire game only. Got it. Um, basically, you've got a strategic game you're playing. Um, and there are there are chances where you can take tokens out of the game and and get rid of them and get extra mm. VPs like operational. There's operation. I think it's called operational support. Um, they might be like, hey, we're trying to do a big giant attack north of Stalingrad. We need these five things. If you can take those counters out of the game, they don't even have to be counters you played. Like and get rid of them. Uh, huh. And, and you don't have disruptions on these different parts of your strategic map, you can score those VPs. And you kind of need to score VPs to win, but... Well, yeah. I, I thought it was great. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's a game that's hard to explain, I think. Sure. Well, I think I mean, you have I, a good feel for it. I mean, I, I was always trying to fight, especially on the strategic side. Like I, I felt like... You couldn't really explain the game without explaining how, based on the strategic side, your guys are always running back and forth trying to fight, but they need supplies. They right. need ammunition. They need food. They need, because if to get those things, but to get those things, you have to move those things on the strategic map. Well, I was going to say, it, it's a little odd that you could see, like, I mean, it's one house, right, from a Saltar game, but then on the other side, you have this. Well, here's a six, 60 second army or whatever, right? Yeah. From a solitaire level, who, what, so what with, am with I the, playing? With who, the, who, with the who 60 am I? second, who am the, I? Yeah, right? but the 60 second army group, you never like the boss. All he is, is okay. all he gives you is you can either draw supply to get ready to move it over the Volga. You can, uh, do a storm group. That's the 60-second army group card is the one thing that lets you do a Volga strike. Like, mm. we can, or, uh, okay. I, I mean, a storm group strike where the Soviets do a counterattack. 60-second army group. Uh, let me grab this thing. Hold on. So, uh, so I mean, really, and, like, what I'm getting at is uh, when you're playing the game, you're really in command of the house, right? The house and is the, the other primary shit thing. just kind of... Yeah, it, it's on if, the map, if, but it's really kind of out of your control. German units, that, right? German units that move on the approaches, if they ever push another German unit into the house, you lose automatically. 
So there's a chain, like maybe two or three locations. If another German unit moves on and you can't suppress it immediately with suppressive fire, we'll then push another the German unit there into closer to you. If the Germans ever get pushed into the house, you're done. You lose automatically. Ah, okay. So you have you're trying to defend that part. Let me see. I thought it would be easier to explain this way, but I don't know if it is. Uh, let's see. Soviet card phase. Yeah, so 62nd Army either lets you uh, recover a disrupted marker off the 62nd Army, which is big, because if there's ever two there, you're done. You lose the game. Because they're basically bombing your army group. All right. Or you can put any combination of up to five ammo, first aid, food, or sapper tokens from the stock onto the staging area box. Or you can launch a storm group. So, so, so from that level, it's really about logistics of supplying the house. Right? It's all about the house. Everything is about the house. Right, 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 right. Right. And the, the only advantage of air defense is uh, air defense can occasionally like eliminate stukas. So Stukas then don't come fuck everything else up. It's like, they're, they're not great. And and then you have German tactics cards that are like, Stukas are plus one defense. So it's like, it's hard. <laughs> it gets hard. Nice. But it's a great game. I think it's really good. It's a lot of fun. It looks, really, it looks really cool. And I, I like that it's it has that different that difference of three levels like you're do you, you know having to kind of manage the, the, and play the, off the sad things. thing is i honestly practiced this review at least twice <laughs> <laughs> and i have still not done it that's well. right but, but so so definitely dave it's a solo game the the, the fun part is <laughs> so you're defending the house and the rest of that shit is just how so, well are you defending the, the, the fun shit is stuff like where you have a a anti-tank rifle in pavlov's house and suddenly a tank appears on the opposite side of the house. So now you got to run that motherfucker all the way across to try to shoot that fucking tank. Because then it's any tank rifle with so much use against the Panzer IV. Right, but you have there's also an anti-tank gun. Oh, okay. There's a gun, too. And there's sap. Basically, the only way you can kill tanks in the game is uh, some of your guys have the F ability, so they can call for fire. But only if a token is in the strategic map on the 32nd Artillery Regiment. <laughs> nice. Right? So if you don't have those, or if, if the, the, the Stukas fucking bomb that guy, then you, don't, you can't call for fire, if you, even if he has the F ability. And, so is it like a planning thing? Like, like you need to... Well, you strategically, anticipate that that might happen, and so you need to put that. Th you know, you know what I mean. No, you'll you'll get a strategic card. Basically, you get a certain number of strategic cards during the first part of the turn. Okay. One of them might be thirty second artillery regiment. You might say, "I'm going to play the top half of this card for thirty second artillery, and I'm going to put a thirty second artillery marker down there." God. So okay. then later on in, so 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 then later on in the. Uh, <laughs> It's hilarious. Fuck, uh, <laughs> fuck, fuck, this matter. You've already fucked up. All right. So, but later on in the game, you might be like, in the tactical part of the turn, you might be like, oh, I want to call for fire. Oh, thank God I put that fucking artillery marker down there. Because if it wasn't there, you couldn't do it. Right. It's a great game. It's beautiful. Uh, tons of great Soviet uh, like guys you can use. So, uh, some of the cards are like, I mentioned that you could get on the radio and call for reinforcements. So you get like two guys, points for the guys. If you actually do like a, a 
uh, strategic card request, you can get, I think, like six points worth of guys. So that's how you build and bring in like machine gun teams and anti-tank gun teams or a guy who's just really good. Like Chekhov is the guy who's worth like four or five points. He's he's like a four shooter. So when he shoots it, isn't he piloting the Enterprise? I don't understand. That's right. It's, well, it's a piece. It's his grandfather. Uh, yeah. So when he shoots, he rolls four dice, and if he gets like for against a rifleman, four dice, he gets four or more. He kills a guy on any die. So, so yeah, nice. it's, it's cool. It's cool. It's great. It's a good game. Right. Yeah, it looks solid. So in the end, I would just say buy it. It's great. It's it's forty. So it's who, it's forty three bucks. Who makes market. it? 43, DVG. DVG. Forty three dollars miniature market at the door. So I, I just Not drove bad. over to the miniature market today. Well, technically yesterday. I didn't see it there, but the art. Okay. Well, the the art's great. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, good. I dig it. Looks but cool. all, again, I I hated. On the fucking yeah, no one needs that. Like, I don't need Lucy Keep your to name. defend. Yeah. Lucy's not defending my fucking Lucy, or, or, <laughs> or maybe Wait Sue. I don't know who Wait Sue is, but he's not uh, fucking defending my fucking Pavel Sales. You gotta love Kickstarter. I mean, some guys that actually got into it and like wore a hat, maybe that looked appropriate. Some of them oh. look like it's like chess club, right? Um, well, it's like some of the lock and load uh, pictures where dudes are smiling, like I am so right. happy to be here. No, lock and load's the worst. Lock and Do you know the, you're in it. a fucking war zone? I fucking hate it. That's the worst. <laughs> it's it's the same thing. I hate it. But even this, this is Kickstarter shit. I get it. If the guys sure, wanted that right. shit, exactly. that's cool. Give it to them yeah. for the Kickstarter. Absolutely. We, right. I don't want to pay for fucking tons of counters. I don't. I don't <laughs> want it. I'd rather not have them. Give me blank counters. It's not how it works, Dave. So I would say if you want a solo game where uh, basically you make strategic decisions as the Soviets, um, you're making a lot of calls, and then you're pulling a lot of pulling some German war cards, see what happens. Nice. And then there's tactics that can influence what the Germans do, and it, it seems intelligent. And then finally you go to the tactical map, and you're dealing with your guys, your boys, trying to defend Pavlov's house. This is the game. It's great. I, I liked it. Right. Now, well, well, so that's how my much question. playability? How much playability is there? I don't right. know. Well, like the lock and load stuff is how how smart is the AI, right? Does it does it feel like you're actually well? It's a, well, it's a card or... deck, and the, I think the tactic deck mixes up the way the Germans play. Okay. And uh, then you have the other stuff, which is like the operational support, where you have to figure out: I want to give up this many tokens to support Soviet efforts elsewhere. Um, I think there's some room there. I just don't know how much fun it is to just keep attacking, keep defending Pavlov's house. But that might right. be that might be a problem with all of these types of games. You know? Sure, sure, sure. Right. But I think it's good because. The deck, the, the German attack deck definitely modifies itself where it's one, two, three, four, and five as far as like uh, intensity. And then you cut out right there at the end. All right. It mixes a couple cards out of the intensity. But uh, I think uh, also the fact that there's the tactics that change the way the Germans approach you or try to do their attacks. Okay. That might, that yeah. might matter. But sure. 
Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the thing with all solitaire games, right? I mean, how how good is the AI? I, I really enjoyed it. You'll be you'll be right. staring at it and be like, motherfucker. But this dude, the <laughs> how did you know Stukas, to go right there? Dude, dude, the fucking Stukas are just like a nightmare. They're just nice. they never stop. They just keep coming. It's brutal. Right. Then it's less than fifty bucks. So yeah, that's that's, nice. that's great. Yeah, that doesn't happen very much anymore. And it gives you a bunch of cubes that you can maybe use for some other game. <laughs> and pictures of random BGG nerds that you could use for something. Nerds. Like a BGG fight off. Like war. Nice. But yeah, I, lo- I liked it. I thought it was good. So I would say uh I would say Palo's house. I give it a if, if it's a I'm I'm gonna rate it as a solitaire game because that's all it is. Because I could not imagine. I know they have stuff where it's like, hey, some guy could play the Germans. You could play co-op. Right. Uh, I don't see any of that happening. So I'll, I'll rank it. I would say it's a 9 out of 10 as far as solitaire wow. only. That's only. Wow. Nice. Um, but I would suspect that it might get old after a while. So it'll be interesting to see, though, how the guy does with uh, other games. But I'd say Bob. Yeah, well, Castle good. Iter coming out pretty soon, I think. Yeah. Look, but what's, of, what's uh, that? But, but most solitaire games get that way because you figure yeah. out the AI, right? You you know how to game the AI. At Castle Iter, like, though, yeah. is, it is Castle Iter a war game? Isn't that the one where the U.S. guys are trying to defend against like other know. SS guys? Mm, or Something like that. They're like works drift. Like you couldn't come up with some other like kind of siege situation right. where I don't know. Same designer though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same designer. No, Castle Holder is same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I thought it was great. Really well done. And DVG did a great, high quality. Way to go. Good nice. job. Good job. And, and really, Good. really high beers. Like <laughs> I'll read it well, now. It's like probably 18 beers. We're, that's right. probably where I'm at now. Well, so, give or take. Wait, wait, wait. Dave beers or Mitch beers? Well, uh, I would say I could drink two bottles of wine and probably drink 12 Newcastles and play this game. Okay. So, so Dave beers. So I, I, I think it's good, though. It was I like fun. It. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I mean, you're, you're looking at like a motherfucker. Like, uh, it's, a, it's a coffee table game where you start yelling at it. <laughs> nice. No, no, that's what you want, right? Right. Perfect. So I'd say it's fifty dollar buy. Perfect. Yeah, like that's it. great. Yeah, and then like God, I really tried to work through this review. I like I tried to be like, all right, here's how we're gonna let's fuck. Fuck it. No, I'm a little worried that you actually practiced it. I blame Mitch. No, I, I like to talk about things, like get my ideas out there, like talk in the car. Ugh. Uh, that to yourself. Not, that did not work very well. <laughs> <laughs> I approve. All right. Nice. So, uh, we have anything else? I think that's it for me. Yeah. Mitch, Mitch you good? I, th- I think we made the uh, spring forward time zone change. I believe so. I don't even care about that. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what yeah, you're talking yeah, about just, either. I don't just, do it. Just add an hour, baby. Add an hour. All right, boys. Yeah. I think we're good. I think late. we've exhausted ourselves. Yeah. Jeez. It's fucking 317. We're getting old. It will be the grain of the I think hobby. This is the second longest. It's the grain of the hobby. Nice. Oh, wait, wait, wait. How much longer do we have to go? No, no. <laughs> we're, <laughs> not we're done. We're done. Dead silence for the next 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay, go. That's right. <laughs> Perfect. All right, gentlemen. All right, bros. Excellent Bye-bye. job.
Always good. Good night. See ya. Visit us at http colon slash slash boardgamegeek.com slash guild slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com. We rendezvous with Rochambeau, consolidate their gift.